Hey, we're live. I don't know if I've been recording for the last five seconds, but we're live. Uh, welcome to Painkiller Already, episode 252, with our uh, ever-professional starts. Kyle, take it away. This episode is being brought to you by 100% Food, a nutritionally complete smoothie in a bottle. Just add water, shake, and enjoy. 100% Food is probably the best way to start the day. And, of course, my favorite sponsor, MeUndies.com. Uh, we want everyone know they're co-sponsoring this uh, this episode, and they are changing up the underwear game like no one else. We'll talk about both of those sponsors more later in the show. But uh, first things first, I'm sure, Woody, you have somewhere you'd like to steer us. On the spot. I have, um, you know, my first topic's not funny. And I think, first of all, we should say hello to Shane. Oh, Shane, yeah, let's do that. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> uh, sorry, it's not you that we forgot it very regular that we just jump in and talking about things and the yeah. person sits there for like half an hour like am i supposed to pipe in or do i get like a 20 minute segment here or what do i do uh, and, and i usually say this before the show starts but allow me to embarrass you in public well usually the best guests just uh insert themselves in and uh you know <laughs> don't be shy uh be rude hey actually. everybody my name is shane Faison. I run a self-defense channel. Sort of like that? Yeah, you're doing great! Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic! Also, lots, lots of interrupting. Lots of interrupting every okay. opportunity you get. <laughs> yeah, so you run a self-defense channel. Yes. What are your qualifications to teach us how to defend ourselves? Uh, I am a Golden Glove boxer. I fought in Thailand in professional Muay Thai. Did Muay Thai from 15 to 20. So about five years in Muay Thai, black belt in Taekwondo, and then just street self-defense. Taught at a UFC gym for a little bit, but, you know, Do you have experience stuff. with street self-defense? Like, have you been assaulted or attacked where you had to fend them off? I fought a lot when I was a kid. I'm, like, proud. It's an accomplishment to be able to say that I haven't fought in probably, like, four years in, in the street. So... I like really pride myself on the fact that there are or being able That's to. not a major accomplishment. I bet most people like what's your streak for not fighting in the streets, Taylor? Oh, I've never fought in the streets. <laughs> no, it's it's different. If you're good at fighting, it's an actual temptation. Yeah, I know like, I'm always getting pulled back to those streets. I'm feeling the pull, right? What you, like it's just calling to me. Get out there. Fuck somebody up, Kyle. Every Go time back I'm to your old ways. You know, but I you know, I fight it off, just like the cocaine thing. <laughs> Well, no, Taylor's right. I mean, I'm, I'm hitting the heavy bag, like, every day for an hour and teaching other people and watching videos all the time. So when someone gets in my face, and that has happened as recent as a month and a half ago, someone got in my face. Like, my first reaction is to throw a punch, you know, or something like that. But it, it's, it takes more energy, more effort to not. What punch would you throw if you were going to just sucker punch, knock this guy unconscious who was in your face and you thought was going to, you know, probably escalate things? He's a drunk guy at a bar. He's bigger than you. You want to – what's the first punch you throw? If his hands are down, like I'm, I really always say, like don't throw a punch to throw a punch. Look for what's open and then figure out what angle punch gets there best. So if he's this side of his face is open. Does. Come on, come on, bro, right here, right here. I would, I would say my, my best punch is the left hook, even though I'm right-handed. But like just that, I'm so used to throwing that that torque from that stance. Do you feel but then, like a, a Three Stooges style eye poke so you can escape? Right, right. There's always that. Step on the foot and. You never know when you're dealing with a fucking slapstick right. master. And he's right. like, There's always a counter. But then you got that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a counter to the counter. <laughs> you got to do one of these. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to put that uh, resisting fighting on your resume? Like graduated from here in 2013, haven't fought anyone in almost five years on the street. <laughs> I also haven't stolen a car much. 
do, do you ever fantasize about it? Like, do you ever fantasize about it in totally inappropriate situations? Like, you know what? You know, here I am at Target, and I think I can beat everyone else at this cash <laughs> register. No, honestly, I don't. The 12 I don't. I'm not, I'm not proud of it, but I'll, I'll admit it that, yes, yeah, so like I size people up no matter where I'm at as soon as I walk in. I'll be on the bus, and I'll be like, yeah, I could, I could take everyone on here. Yeah. yeah Got to be careful with bus people. They're unpredictable. <laughs> All right, there's so many, so many street fight videos that happen on a bus. Bus folk are a hearty lot. <laughs> from different shops than the rest of us, you know, they're traveling around the country, getting getting into scrapes here and there. You never know what they might have picked up from state to state. They're like traveling kung fu I, masters. That's, that's what Kane was. If you know Kane from kung fu, if he had existed in modern times, he'd have, he'd have been a bus man. That's true. <laughs> Why would he walk everywhere? It's silly. It's very true. <laughs> uh. And so Chiz do you isn't feel even confident? here to defend his comrades. Oh, I like it better when Chiz isn't here. That I, I like he Chiz is a bus person, whether we like it to admit it or not. He's just our bus person. Like, <laughs> he's bus people. So Chiz is I guess you could call him the producer of this show. He's like the agent and uh, he finds our sponsors and uh, helps a lot behind the scenes. And sometimes comes on camera. Uh, much uh, and there's there's a vocal minority that fusses at him, but I have a solution for that. Can I, can I throw this at you? Because I listen to the Howard Stern show all the time. And, and, Go and, on. And I, I, I'm not into copying someone else's shtick or their whole formula or anything like that. But one thing that I, I see done you know, across radio programs is they've got a guy who's not a host. He's not in every conversation. He's just in the background. And he might even be a Google fact checker. If there was just someone, I feel like if, I feel like if Chiz were on these calls and he were just in the background, and every time we have one of those silly arguments about the circumference of the Earth, or what the gravity is like if you're near the core, or whether the core of the Earth is molten lead or solid lead, he could be back there and be like, actually, it's solid lead. And like, I feel like that would be cool for the flow of the show. I'd like him uh, that. Fast. I would love, imagine if PKA Facts became reliable. That'd yeah, be a whole new thing, right? I'd be like, Bernie Sanders wants a 95% tax rate, and he'd be like, Actually, he said he was okay with 90, not enthusiastic about 95. And, uh, and then uh, just to get the Bernie Sanders and Internet people, which is our crowd, and Bernie Sanders, they're the same people. And uh, he later said that he didn't propose a 90% tax rate. He actually hasn't come up with his tax plan other than it should be progressive and fuck the top 1%. That's uh, paraphrasing right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did he win that debate? Did you watch any of it? I, didn't I watch watched. The yeah, so Kyle and I did PKN during the first half hour. Kyle went back and watched a YouTube video and caught the first hour. I caught whatever, what is it, two hours long? I caught the last hour and a half. So I missed the first half hour. Yeah. But I feel like I watched it. I feel like he, was, he performed very strongly. And while Hillary like, had the same confidence and flow that she's had for the last several decades on stage like she's a polished performer she had all that but i feel like it was the same old bullshit and when she got asked tough questions and, and there were a lot of tough questions uh who's the gay guy from cnn who's the great anderson hair? cooper anderson cooper he was great he was really good and he didn't he didn't make it a uh like a a bullshit so this he said she said kind of like let's f get the candidates to fight bullshit he, he asked him directly on uh on topics and and when they tried to dance around the he was like he's like well, in all fairness, I'm sorry, Mrs. Clinton, but you didn't answer the question. What I asked was blah, 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 blah. And he would kind of keep them on their toes. So I liked that a lot. But I don't think, uh, I think Sanders won it, honestly. Uh, I was very disinterested in that tall, skinny guy. Mm -hmm. I was entertained, I'll, I'll just say that, by the ex-Marine guy. Jim Webb. Like, 
who looks like a South Park character. With, like, I think no Jim Webb hasn't recognized that he's moved up a shirt size. <laughs> somebody needs to tell his ex. He, somebody <laughs> needs to, they need to let him know he's moved up four neck sizes. <laughs> like, it, yeah, I, like, I think. He's got a George Costanza, like bulbous melon with this huge, fat, you know, rolly neck. You know when you see guys getting heavier and heavier, but it's all in their gut, so they can perhaps... They're testing the tensile strength of the button, but they just lower their pants by a couple inches, show their butt crack, and let the gut hang over the top and front. Yeah. That way they get to sort of stay with their old size. I think maybe he's doing that with his shirt size. Like, he's testing the tensile strength of just what kind, like, how much, <laughs> like, urgh, the shirt is just straining to hold in that massive fucking, like, thigh that connects his head to his chest and uh if you, if you couldn't choke this guy out there's no way like, like, <laughs> you couldn't choke him out if you wanted to. i'm sorry guy. shane you're gonna have to triangle that fucking neck because <laughs> yours aren't long enough <laughs> yeah that's um but I, I gotta say i guess sanders won i felt like he was always uh he, he stayed with the issues like, like we thought he thought he would he didn't get into a bunch of bullshit uh i thought he probably scored some of those um you know, uh, zinger points whenever, he, instead of going after Hillary, he defended her uh, mm -hmm. on the emails. He's like, I think we've heard enough about your damn emails. That's huge. I think, I That's think the that line of the headlines. debate. I'm hearing that his initial statements, you know, when they, they each candidate introduced themselves, and unlike the Republican uh, debate, which, they, they, which was really quick, they had like 20, 30 seconds to introduce themselves. At this debate, they had two minutes. So you really got to lay out your platform, and his two minutes is going pretty viral on Facebook, I saw. So I, I guess he's the winner. Everyone's saying he is, except for CNN. Um, but you know, we're we're back to the same sticking point. Just like in that cr that uh, Crowder video we watched earlier. It's like, well, how do you pay for it though? Like, everything you say sounds great, and I think you believe it, and you seem like such a nice, kind old man. But where does that 18 trillion come from? Um, where? And we watched the video, and just paraphrasing the video, they said what 600 million a year from a military. If we just got rid of military. Multiply that by ten. Okay. We're at six trillion, and uh, if you tax, uh, if you tax every bit of the income for like the first top five percent, I think you get like another six hundred uh, billion a year or something. Trillion. Yeah, yeah over so, ten years, six trillion. So, but, so the eighteen trillion is over the course of ten years. Yeah. So if you cut the military entirely, according to this YouTube video, and it's right there on the internet, so it's definitely accurate and fact checked. <laughs> um, six trillion could be saved by cutting the military down to zero. Six trillion could be saved by taxing the one percent at or five percent. I'm not sure. I think it's now. You keep in mind, it's taxing the top. It's either the top one or five, but I think it's five and the top five percent. And it's a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All their money, and you expect them to keep working and producing. Okay, <laughs> so so you you really do need that military still there to hold stuff to their head. So I don't know how you pay for that. And uh, that was twelve. 12 trillion added together, right? Six each. Two thirds of the way there. Yeah, we're two thirds of the way there. And now I just, we just need to step up the taxes on the rest of the people. And according to his uh, um, fuzzy math, we'll call it, that he, they would just save about five trillion over the course of 10 years through the streamlining of all the other social programs. That, that he would just do it so much better, it sounds like, that he'd just save you five trillion out of nowhere. And there's, and there's an argument to be made for the single payer system. Like, I don't know how, here's the deal. I pay, I forget, I pay something like 1600 a month on health insurance, right? You know, I'm, I'm self-employed. I pay for it all by myself, et cetera. If you told me like, all right, Woody, now we're going to have government health insurance. My question, like, I wouldn't really be pissed off that I'm paying the government for my health insurance. I just want to know how much. 
if they said, hey, same doctor, same plan, basically we're not changing anything here, but now it's single payer. So you pay the government and the government pays the doctors. I'd just be like, all right, is that more or less? So when he shifts to a single player plan, it is noteworthy that you do get to stop paying for health insurance. <clears throat> well, you're still paying for it. I'm sorry. You, you stop paying a private company for your health insurance and it comes in, in taxes. Right. That's that's the idea that we'd have government health care like Canada and the UK do, but they pay for it in taxes. I still pay for it. I just pay some insurance company. Who do you use? Um, you know, I get confused by it. it's like Blue Cross Blue Shield or something. I think that's who it is. But isn't there like I think that's who I have. I could check out my bill. That's, pay. Who, that's who like you're covered by. But I, I feel like it, I don't think that's the insurance company. If that makes any sense, right? Um, I, I feel like you would pay Cobra, and like they would give you insurance through Blue Cross Blue Shield. So Cobra is a plan that allows you to keep your insurance through like previous employers. That's after you get let go or you quit a job. They yeah. have to provide insurance for like eight months or something, right? They have to provide access to their insurance program, right? So like after you, for example, when I left Cisco. I think I liked the plan I was with at Cisco. So for the next 18 months, I just played what I used to plus the employer portion and stayed on their roles. I, I really need to beef up my, uh, my health insurance. I feel like I was, uh, we're about to go do some stuff with some people. And uh, one of the guys I was talking to is, uh, they call him Mr. Explosives. Um, and I, he does, um, he destroys things for the US government. He does uh, research and development and they all, they'll send him stuff that they want destroyed. And one of the items he has in his little collection that he's planning on destroying is the ejector seat out of a goddamn fighter jet. All right? So you could what melt this. What a sweet this. gig. And to think could... Bernie Sanders would take all that military money away. <laughs> no more Mr. Explosives. <laughs> right? So I, I'm talking to him, and I'm like, what if we put me in that fucking ejector seat, and we mounted it at like a 45-degree angle and aimed me out over a lake? I'm like, what's the trajectory like? And he's like, well, first of all, bro, you're going to be pushing like six, seven Gs. I'm like, done. No problem. I got that. That means I won't even have to be awake for the landing. And he's like, second of all, you're going about 500 feet up in the air. And this isn't just a few rockets. This is a whole rocket system. You've got primary rockets and secondaries, and they burn at different rates. And then some take over at the at like afterburners or something. And then you come down in a parachute. I was like, okay, you got me, you got me. He's like, and there's also, there could be spinal injuries. And, I, and I'm like, spinal injury? You had me up, at, <laughs> even, even through unconscious and, and, and six or seven Gs, you had me on board. But then he's like, spinal injuries, that sounds kind of like spinal compression or something that you could get. But I was totally up for that until then. That sounded like so much fun. That would be the dumbest way to get spinal injuries and have to roll out into the next <laughs> FPS Russia video. Hello, I am Kyle. Not, not <laughs> Oh, I've had that chance for years. If I, I've always said that, all right, so if I break an arm or a leg, instantly we make a cast gun, right? The next episode is the cast gun to, to make a laugh at that. If I have to be in a wheelchair, we mount guns to the wheelchair. Whatever, you know, there, there are backup plans for these scenarios in which I'm injured in some way, okay? Like, like I have video ideas based around a crippled version of me. Don't worry. I, just for a minute ago, I checked out who I pay, who I write the checks to, and it said Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina. So I, that, it seems to be... See if Chiz had been here? <laughs> yeah, assuming he has access to my bank, which is an issue. Do you have uh, any contingency plans for other injuries? Like, 
amputations, things like that. I'm sure machine gun, leg for a machine gun, right? Yeah. Like no, the leg for the machine gun doesn't work that well because I feel like you're always cramming the barrel full of uh, full of uh, full of dirt gravel. Plus, it's not it. really easy to point like leg for. Or I'm sorry, I'm machine gun flexible. for a forearm. That makes perfect sense. But what are you going to sit down and shoot somebody? This just seems you, know, you got to get off the X. Yeah, I think if I lose a leg, then I just want a real good artificial leg uh, to continue being <laughs> bipedal and all. But uh, maybe if you lose, like, the left arm or something, then I could see, like, putting something else on there, like having multiple attachments or something. That'd be cool. I'd like that. I don't yeah. think you'd like it, but it would make it less, <laughs> it'd less unbearable. <laughs> it'd, it'd almost make it worth it. Let me, would you give up your left eye if it became a laser eye? And it, and it's, but, but now you saw, like, now every time you look through the eye, it's, like, only the color red. But it's a laser eye with, like, a power of, uh, let's say... A thousand watts. A thousand watts is fucking power. Uh, um, a thousand watts? Though, it, isn't that what your laser was? One watt. Ah, Wait, okay, so, so a thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A million milliwatts. Anytime my eyes open, it just shoots a beam out? No, no, it's completely conscious. Like, you look at something, and completely conscious, just like snapping your finger, you can direct the laser beam wherever you want. Now, if I shot a thousand watts at somebody, would they be like, eh, like they touched a stove, or would it really end <laughs> right. So I'm no... I'm no expert here, but based on what one watt of laser power does, I could only imagine that if you glanced at somebody with one <laughs> with that much uh, power, uh -huh. you would like burn them severely and ignite them on on fire almost. I feel like it'd be an instant. Like, Say no more. I'm in. And I feel like a <laughs> constant in. stream would kill a person. I, I really believe that. Shane, uh, I have a plan. I think I can fuck you up at this point, Shane. I was just saying. I was just I was thinking, who needs self-defense when you got that? Yeah! Talk, talk about sizing up the, the line at Walmart. You got everybody with your laser eye. No, that's too <laughs> risky. What if I, like, have a big sneeze on an airplane and take the whole thing down? <laughs> <Are> you, <laughs> like, every time you come, it shoots. <laughs> You're like, that's the fifth girlfriend this year. <laughs> Why don't you ever look at me during? Because <laughs> your face is in the pillow. You know what? I would do it for not a thousand watts. I'd want like a hundred thousand watts. I don't want it to be like a if I keep them right in my line of sight for three minutes, they can start to singe. Like I want it to be like, boom, just immediately vaporized. I want to do other stuff yeah, but too. If it, like if it's too powerful, then it'll go through your target and then through the wall and then the next door neighbor's house. Yeah, You're right about that, I, but people are liquid targets. <laughs> I feel like that take a while. I want to be able to take out tree stumps and start campfires. This as long sounds... as it was fully cognizant that you could choose it, because that Cyclops guy has the worst ability ever. Right. Yeah. His... So maybe we need more power. So this How was he laser. Born? How was he born? <laughs> yeah, without just tearing that up. later in life. <laughs> uh -oh. So I think this is a thousand watt laser. I um, sometimes look at my own nose. I think it would. I'd have a whole different profile <laughs> if I had laser yeah. eyes. <laughs> just kind of carved out. Just cut out one <laughs> side of it. <laughs> so. I, I see that this is like this guy's cleaning engine parts with the thousand watt uh, laser, and it seems to strip everything off of metal. Uh, my opponents. Should yeah. we watch it together? All right, Shane. This is how we do this. You click on the link and you pause it at zero. We call that queuing it up. I slowly but surely Done. transfer over so we can all see, and then I'll say ready, set, play in a moment. I'm still waiting on the OBS. There we go. All right, ready, set, play. Oh, this thing looks cool. Why don't I have one of these? Not strong enough. It needs to be stronger. Oh, look at that. 
I will say that thing's like an inch wide. If it was more yeah, concentrated. Exactly. Now, with your eye, you'll be able to control that. You'll be able to do a wide band and clean the sidewalk or a narrow band and pierce a hole through your, through your opponent's heart at range. What if you did that? If you just put like a, a, a tiny hole through his heart from long range and then just walked away. You could just roast someone alive in 16 by 9. Just Ooh, I like that. You'd be, be a really distinctive wound. They're like, this is fucking Kyle again. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's the laser burning killer. That's him. <laughs> there he is right there. It's weird. The, directly at him. There's only one gun channel left on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is this, Kyle, that you're linking now? Oh, so this is a homemade... Uh, this is something that you could do with. Oh, I know this guy. Well, I don't know him, but I, I've I've watched his, his videos before. Well, he makes good videos, and he makes one hell of a, a laser shotgun here. Do you uh, want to watch it for two minutes? Um, let's get let's start it at like thirty-five seconds. I think that'll get us right into the fun part of the video. All right, I'm queued up at thirty-five. I am. So this is only forty watts. Oh my God! Please tell me he kills this butterfly with his laser shotgun. I hope not. At 35 no, seconds, there's a butterfly on there. Alright, are we all ready at 35? Yep. Ready, set, play. Holy shit. I like his attitude. Here's some paper with a close-range lens. Alright, I can see if this is 40, then a thousand maybe has... It's cool. That's, uh, that's pretty impressive. Like, at, at minute 11, he's like, igniting, uh, the... whatever that is. Here's yeah. Some your video's playing through your speakers. A ping-pong ball? Me? Someone. Mine's muted. Oh. I apologize. I have two videos playing simultaneously. Ah. Made things sound weird. Throwing some stones in that glass house. <laughs> some flash but, Yeah, that's pretty neat. Uh, I don't know. If it's only that strong, it wouldn't be worth it. It would have to be no, yeah, upsettingly yeah. powerful for you Agreed. to sacrifice an eye for it. How yeah. much? Like, ludicrously powerful. Like 10,000 watts. A million okay, watts. Okay, so what do you want to accomplish with your laser eye? I want to be able to rob banks, uh, kill people from miles away. Miles, you know, miles. <laughs> you I just, might. I, you, can I, I can I make you an offer, Taylor? How would you like a variable power laser eye? See, that would be good. Like I could make it so I could light a candle from across the room, or like next romantic. time the yeah next time the Blackhawks win the Stanley Cup, I just glare at Chicago from here. For <laughs> but half your an hour. your cataracts <laughs> might hurt your eye your, your laser at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never I would winning. like that a lot. I, I think I would definitely trade my left eye for... Wait, uh, you said the Blackhawks win again, right? Yeah, if they win again, I'll just glare at Chicago for a couple hours. I understand. I translated it into, like, the when St. Louis the wins. Chicago hockey team? And that's where the cataract thing came in. Like you would be... uh, Just their arena. <clears throat> I like that. Yeah, I'm not going to kill a bunch of innocents, you know? I mean, Chicago. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody about? innocent there. Let's burn it off. Yeah. Uh, did anybody see the new Fallout uh, uh, teaser trailer? It's a minute long. It's, uh, it's live action, but it's been like digitized in some cool oh, way. It's, I was just about to compliment the graphics. That's certainly not um, the game. Um, it's beautiful. It's, it's live action with some sort of an effect overlaid. Yeah, I, they made it 
they made it look like a like a 2025 video game or All something. Right, can I be honest? It was a poor trailer. It was they did a bad job. They had the right idea, but it was bad. It was bad. They did a bad job at it. It, it looked a little it boring to me. It, I, so, in terms of like, I was interested in it only because I'm interested in Fallout Four, and I think if you're predisposed to liking everything Fallout Four, you might disagree with Kyle there. But if you compare it to other great trailers, like what Destiny did or what Halo's done, Halo, Gears of War, um, even Call of Duty, sometimes some years it's pretty good. But Halo uh-huh. and, and Gears are to me the strongest uh, trailers. But the previous Fallout games were good. Uh, Fallout isn't known for like blockbuster trailers, but this time around they're definitely were aiming for it. I feel like at least a little to like get their crowd going and let the public know about this new game that's coming out because it's been so long between releases. But the problem was it. It wasn't heavy hitting enough at all. I felt like that scene where he uh, he comes upon the like three super mutants and his dog takes af- off after one. He starts shooting at the super mutant with a carbine. Why didn't he hit it with a fucking nuke? That would have been a great time to like have a rapid fire segment of like the heavy weaponry. I liked that they tried to get some comedic thing in there where he like no look shoots the rad roach. That was kind of funny, but I just feel like they missed their mark. Um, and the wasteland that they were showing looked didn't even look like the Boston Wasteland that's going to be in the game. So I didn't like the trailer, but I'm really excited about the game. Hmm. Did you guys read the Total Biscuit tweet longer? Yeah, oh, I did. Yeah. He's got, is it? Did you say he's gone? No, he's got. I was like, that is the least sensitive thing I've heard so far today. No, no. And I travel <laughs> in some pretty fucked up circles. No. Um He's got uh, something with his liver, right? Like spots in his liver or some kind of cancer. Yeah, yeah I think I have right. the twit longer here. So I'm going to read it. Well, I don't know if there's really a white, right way to tell people this. So I guess here it goes. The CT did not come back negative. The cancer in the bowel is gone, but spots have appeared in my liver. They're not operable and there is no cure. Average life expectancy is two to three years, though there have been outliers that live much longer. I'll be back on chemo in a few weeks with the goal of pushing it back and keeping it there for as long as possible. I fully intend to be the outlier. The average is this way because most people that get this are old and not strong anymore. Who knows what they'll come up with in the next decade. I intend to beat it for as long as possible. Going to need some time to process all this. I don't really feel anything right now. Thanks. I didn't know that he already had cancer at one point. Yeah, it's he been an ongoing did. thing. I, I don't follow his channel or, or him at all, but I, I see the articles on Reddit, and, and clearly he's beloved by a big audience, or, or they wouldn't always be so prominent. So They're, um, it's a real shame. He, well, it doesn't seem the right way to phrase it anymore, but he beat cancer. You know, he had this bowel cancer, and, and the thought was that it was gone and that he was clear, and... Um, I know a tiny bit about this because my brother had cancer twice. And um, my brother's still alive, by the way. Anyway, after you get cancer, they just kind of regularly check you for it a lot for the next five or ten years. Like, it's a thing that they just they just look for because cancer comes back sometimes. And um, he went in there to get his CT scan. And with the vibe that, you know, this was a, a part of his life that was in his past, not in his future... And um, I hope I have this all right. And uh, it came back positive. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a real shame. But like he said in his tweet, you know, it seems like there are breakthroughs all the time. Um, so let's think positively for, uh, for him and hopefully it all works out. Who knows? Maybe they cure cancer next year. 
or if not some miraculous cancer cure that's wide sweeping, you know, maybe the specific kind he has. I wonder if a, a transplant is out of the order. Like, is that a thing that's just not on the table at all? Or he mentioned not operable. I, I don't know of any bowel yeah, but transplants. Cut the whole liver out, you know, like bowel. Yeah, well, his bowel like was clear. Full liver from oh, like I have it wrong. Day. I have it wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah, like I'm certainly not an oncologist or a fucking surgeon, but I know that like like Taylor said, like if I give him a slice of my liver, not saying I will or anything, um, you know, it 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 would regrow into a full liver eventually. That's how liver transplants work, unlike like a kidney transplant or something. But I wonder if that's out of the question for what he has. I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty rough. That sucks to have to go a friend, a friend of mine just got a liver transplant. Huh. He's pretty young for a. If they're your age, yeah, they um five years older, yeah, so that's still that's that's pretty young. <laughs> that's rough. Yeah. Well, hopefully they're okay. Do you have any? Uh, does your does your fan? Do you have a history of anything that's scary that worries you? Uh, Family I, history of medical problems. Heart disease like, is everywhere in like everybody's family, so that's not really selective. For yeah, me. Like, yeah, you're uh, not pancreatic cancer is around and that's one that like do that's not painful pass go, do not collect two hundred dollars you're like oh you have pancreatic cancer uh you got till thursday like there's i've heard that stomach else. cancer apparently is really painful uh, that's one of the worst ones to get so my grandmother on my on my debt on my dad's side she died of cancer my uncle on my dad's side he died of cancer um my dad has had um what do you call it? Melanoma? Like when it's uh, skin cancer. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's had one of those removed. Um, my mom had a couple of uh, benign tumors that she had removed. Um, my grandfather, um, the the husband of the woman uh, of the grandmother who died of cancer, he died of cirrhosis of the liver at 35. Um, the other grandparents, these are my uh, my mom's parents. Um, she died of cancer. And uh, her father, my grandfather on that side, also cancer. It's a good thing so. you quit smoking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, statistically, someone in your family has to not get cancer. Right? Like, that would be crazy if you all got cancer. So maybe your sister had a baby, so probably not. Right? Half sister, right? There has to be some people in your family who hasn't had it yet. I hope it's him and not you, you know? Actually, I think, her, I, I think maybe she had cancer, too. I think they all had... I should probably go get checked up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so there's that. And also diabetes uh, on both sides. Um, let's see what is heart disease, of course. Everybody's got that. What was the other one? Uh, it was something bad, I thought, that my grandmothers both had. Yeah, it's not looking good. Syphilis. So. They're old. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. yeah syphilis. That was it. Um, mm-hmm. I had a leper, uh, Uncle Steve the leper. We didn't invite him around much. Um, Seriously? The way. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what Shane will believe. Yeah, <laughs> old Larry the leper. You don't come over for Christmas this year, you Riley son of a bitch. <laughs> Ears are yeah, falling like off into the shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. You bring your own silverware, yeah. goddammit. <laughs> Get your rotting. Flesh-dripping hand out of the fucking potatoes. <laughs> oh, he's trying to grab a turkey leg. All right, I'll be right there. Pieces his skin sloughs off. off as easy as the, the meat on the ah. table. Gentlemen, I need to step away. Apparently, there is a toilet-based emergency downstairs that I need well, to... Well, we look forward to the story. <laughs> Bring a camera. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, 
actually, yeah. I'll be right back. <laughs> so, uh, that so have you ever had any? T Let's talk about this toilet-based emergencies. <clears throat> have you ever had a toilet overflow on you, a la Dumb and Dumber or something, and just make a real shitty, awful mess? Oh, yeah. Whether the scenario was embarrassing or not, let's hear about that. I want to know, have you done this before? <laughs> yes, I've done this. This is like one of those scenarios that you don't think about ever because like when even the thought of it pops in your head, you just, ah, ah, ah. It's bad. Like, just try and not think about you it. You cringe and wish that weren't you you were remembering. <laughs> yeah, you just, you just go, That was ah. somebody else. That was a past yeah, life, right? That, I didn't that do that. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. No, I was, okay, it was like the perfect storm of awful. It was, I was at... Uh, my girlfriend in high school's house, after school, and parent parents' house, parents' house, yeah. Okay. And we were hanging out there, and I, every Thursday we got Qdoba in the morning. <laughs> That's like burritos. This is Friday, mm -hmm. and I had been blocked up all day, like I hadn't shit since the, the previous burrito, and so I go in, go to the bathroom. I was gonna go up in the upstairs one where it was a bit safer. But yeah, she was in there and was like, oh, you just go downstairs, the one in the right by the entranceway to the house, that bathroom. And I was just like, all right, well, I, I hop in there, take a, just a foul abomination of a shit and <laughs> <laughs> just go to flush it and have. Now, let me ask you this, this about the shit. Was it one of those that as horrible as it is, it's over in like seven seconds flat? <laughs> oh, it was it, it was a. It was a like, speed run. You know, it's it one of those where you, like, you have to sit quickly so you don't just shit everywhere. Like, like, yeah, you have to, you're like shuffling down. You have to sit. It, it comes out so quickly and so much force that like there are waves splashing up <laughs> the bowl. But uh, so I go in there and take the shit, and I feel so much better immediately. Uh, flush, about to leave, and I see, I see that scary look, that, that tepid filth water moving a little closer to the top. Oh, it probably just takes a bit. Some toilets raise higher. Keep, it keeps coming, keeps coming. It gets to the point where like I'm, like, like willing it. Like stop, 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 stop. And it gets to like the right on the, the rim of the bowl, just soupy shit water. And, and like like an idiot, instead of just plunging it and trying to get it under control, I Plus go. Again, let's let's give it a go. We've been taught since the time we were four. You flush to get the poop to go away, and you yes. just do it without thinking. Did it without thinking, immediately realized the error of my ways as it just cascades down the side all over the place. Like three minutes later after this, when I'm like, hey, hey, like yelling for her that her, their whole foyer is covered in shit. <laughs> her, her, her mom, mom gets home and she walks in through the front door and like, of course, I was right by there. And she was like, oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I'm just standing there beat red because I just poop the, the foyer oh and, god uh, it was like even thinking about it now i'm cringing so hard all right so horrible. so this is a very there's something about mary type scenario what happened with you and this girl post you shitting in her house uh i mean it, it wasn't like a huge freak out like i think she was just as You're embarrassed standing? Oh, as I was almost where she was like oh god this guy's shitting all over my house <laughs> parents already don't like him but uh yeah it, Obviously, didn't end up working out quite a while yeah. later, but I don't think it was shit related. Yeah. That's, what did that, I walk into? That's uh, that, that is hilarious. Um, yep. <laughs> we were, so I was asking the guys if they've ever had that scenario where a toilet overflows on you and poop goes everywhere, and especially if it's been an embarrassing scenario. 
and Taylor had a great one. He he did yeah. this at a girlfriend's house and had a real <laughs> shit explosion across their foyer, and the mother came home and discovered. So great story. I, my I, face I, is I, hot from just having relived that in my so head. Just like oh my god. Nice. But, like, it's. I, I feel like people aren't consider like like if someone asks you to use their bathroom, I always consider like he might have to take a disgusting shit. I should make sure he gets to like the bathroom like away from everyone or something like that. That's always in my head. But I think like I'm in the vast minority. Like like I've I remember one time I was hanging out with like an ex girlfriend and like her friend. There's like three girls and me, and I'm like, hey, can I use the bathroom? And I have to take a horrible shit. Like my farts are so obnoxious from. <laughs> That I know the quality of shit like that's gonna thick and come. soupy, <laughs> hot, hot. They burn. They burn. <laughs> like this is gonna be a rough one. But like I said, this is it, it, like I said, this isn't gonna be a prolonged straining, constipated poop. No, this is gonna be. <laughs> and then like, and the trick is this: you got to flush as soon as the shit starts coming out. That way, it's not even staying in the room. It's just going straight in and into the pipe. You're not. You don't want a, a big pile of shit to be in the house, which is essentially what a toilet is. You want to flush during the shit, but still stunk up the whole room. And I'm sure, like, 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 and and so then, like, later I asked to go to the bathroom again, and I got a piss, and I could tell that like her friend didn't want me to use her toilet because she thinks I'm gonna like shit all over her bathroom and stink it all up. This is embarrassing. You know, it, uh, the it, trick is to turn the fan on before you start. Oh, not every. Oh, this fan didn't stand a chance. If you had a if you had one of those fucking squirrel fans they use in woodworking to like to like vacuum the shop out, it wouldn't have been good enough. Yeah. It's like taking this a super soaker to a forest. Fire. You got to turn the fan on right away. Create a low pressure vacuum inside the bathroom so that there is air just constantly pulling. Because at first, it's just creating the vacuum. It's just having an impact on the air next to the fan. You give it a little time, you get a nice flow coming from under the door out the room. It depends how old, on the. How old are you guys? Uh, 29. 42. 24. How old are you? 25. 25. See, most, most of you guys got a lot more pooping experience. I'm learning a lot listening to you guys. <laughs> well, you eat, you eat way too healthy. You know, you got to eat. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, just yeah, on you camera. Your, I really don't. You don't want don't. your poop coming out in one big piece. That's like being raped from the inside. I don't want any part of that. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. It should be watery. It should, it should happen within... If, if, if five seconds later I'm still pooping, there's something wrong. Like, like what happened? PKA medical advice, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want your poop to be watery and 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 to be explosive. <laughs> if well, you can. Oh no! Did we lose Shane? Uh oh. Probably. I actually have a similar story to Taylor's oh. too, except. You know, me. Yeah, we got Hello. you. Your video's frozen, but you, we hear you fine. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Okay. No, I, I had a very similar story to Taylor's, except the the poop did go down. It did flush. However, when I was, I, I was sick at the time, right? <laughs> I was sick at the time, so I was throwing up while shitting. And you know, like when you have diarrhea, it's like it's like wet and farts and really loud. And it was an ex-girlfriend's house, and it was the same setup. Like the kitchen was right next to the bathroom, was right next to the living room. Uh. But the door was one of those like closet doors with slits in it, like angled slits. Ooh. Have you ever? It's a ever terrible that decision. Window? I know, I know. <laughs> and I remember thinking that too. I'm like, this oh, only girls fun. do that. <laughs> Only girls do that because they don't take explosive, horrible shits. So they can't even relate. They have no I idea that, what it's like. Seeing that for the first time, I was like, this is going to haunt me someday. I can feel <laughs> it. And sure enough, it did. But uh, I oh, walked yeah, out. Like, she was cool about it. I was like, did you, did you uh, hear any of that? And she's like, what do you mean? But I, I know. she. There was no way. You asked. You, know, you ran some damage control. <laughs> <laughs> they were down the street or that shit. Uh, dude, I, 
I had that. I was sick this summer. I forget when it was, but I was sick this summer, and I hadn't been sick in a long time. Like, I, I, you know, there's sick where you like have the sniffles or maybe just don't feel a hundred percent. But I can't remember like laying on the tile floor of my bathroom, just thanking God that it is so cool. You know, that, like <laughs> that, that's how sick I was. Like, oh, my cheek feels so nice on the tile floor. And uh, at one point, like you mentioned, I was pooping and throwing up at the same time. And I had a decision to make. Like one of them wasn't going in the toilet. I'm fucked bucket, at this man. point. Uh, I did not have a bucket available, but that's exactly yeah that i had i was like i thought i was brilliant but apparently i'm commonplace i i vomited thankfully not really chunky into the bathtub while pooping into the toilet and then i just ran the shower flushed the toilet and all was good See, what I do is just get in the just... bathtub and let it all out <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe if you like lifted the the seat all the way up and mounted it in reverse you could do both simultaneously well i guess it, like a smaller like a less endowed man could probably pull that off <laughs> but for me no pro uh, it's like right a pair of coconuts <laughs> with a with a pool noodle and there's just really yeah. no throwing up in front of that no and that also like you, it, that's something that in your head at the time, you're like, oh, look at this brilliant Nobel Prize winning idea I have. I can, <laughs> nobody else has thought of this. And then you do it and try it and you just, just all over yourself. And then you're sitting there in acidic vomit sick while shitting. Be awful. What a gross worst, episode. So, so my experience with, with drunk people is probably less than the, a, a normal man my age because I don't like drunk people. I don't hang around with them that much. And most of the time. Um, but when, when really, really drunk people vomit, it's hilarious. Because they, 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 there's no shame left. <laughs> there's not even any initiative to bend over anymore. It's this. <laughs> and it's just like flowing onto their body and they don't give a fuck. And I've seen it twice in my life. Once, we were walking near the Chinese theater in Los Angeles. Me and Woody and a couple other guys were walking back to a hotel. Um, and there was a guy sitting on the sidewalk outside a bar, just vomiting all over himself. And I think Woody said something like, oh, he's having a bad night. <laughs> <laughs> and we were all just like, yeah, yeah, he is. And the other one is White Boy 7th Street. <laughs> so first of all, so he's sitting on my couch on my back porch. And uh, me and uh, Harley from Epic Mealtime had picked up a few girls and brought them back to my place. And they were just kind of hanging out. And me and Harley were inside making the video or whatever. And white boy could control his own drinking. But the problem was, like, he had gotten drunk enough that, like, he was susceptible to suggestion. And this girl kept giving him more. Like, yeah, you need more. You need more. Yeah, yeah. And laughing as he drank more. I think she just thought it'd be funny to poison him. <laughs> so she gets him so goddamn drunk. Like, I swear, like, I was having a conversation with him. We, I was smoking a cigarette, talking to him. And I'm just like, all right, I'm going to go here and finish this back up. Be right back. Um, I come back five minutes later, and he's gone from like a three or four drunk level to like a nine or a ten. And I'm just like, what happened? And she had literally been nursing him with a bottle of Jack I Daniels. think I know this story. Were there Reese's Pieces involved? He had eaten half a family-sized <laughs> bag of Reese's Pieces. Keep in mind, Kitty is so allergic to peanut butter that merely touching peanut dust dissolves a layer of her flesh it's like predator acid to her for whatever reason because, <laughs> because of her immune uh thing like 
no peanuts at all. Like, like it's a big deal. And, and, and I look at White Boy, he's sitting there on our couch, and he goes, <laughs> and like this, this peanut butter alcohol goo, it, it's orange from the Reese's Pieces, is just like flowing out of him. It was, it was a real mess. I, I don't, we left that couch there. We left that couch. Yeah, that was. <laughs> you didn't even take it. You just oh, wait. That, that wasn't at your house. That was at my. Yeah, yeah. I left it there. Oh, that was at the lake house. Oh, and then you moved shortly afterwards and didn't take the couch. I follow now. Yeah. The, for out the couch is a. Uh, what do Jewish people say? Forever unclean. It's forever unclean. Do they say that? Is that what Jewish people say? Uh, it is. I mean, I'm sure. <laughs> do they say that? They say it and say. Who do they say that about? <laughs> Um, I, is it a racial thing? Do you think I they think say that I might be topics? stepping into like racist territory here. So, yeah, be careful. They'll put that there are my curse steps. On you. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, I, I think forever unclean might be used to describe something that violates one of their practices. Like you pour bacon juice all over their pencil, and now that pencil's forever unclean or something. I what if I wonder what. So I, I, I hear you, and that makes sense to me. I, I, could, I could understand that. Do they, do they carry the same principle along with people, do you think? Like if a woman had sex with a pig, would she be forever unclean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, actually, yes. <laughs> I think yeah. babies. Jewish or not believes that. <laughs> Shane brings up a strong point here. Yeah. It, it, would you date a girl who had previously dated a, a literal pig? <laughs> I mean, I mean, England elected a president that fucked a pig. I mean, who am I to turn away a beautiful woman? I mean, come on. There's plenty of pig fuckers out there. It happens. You know, you grow up I on a farm. Maybe you're in, you're in Iowa. I bet the percentage of women who have fucked a pig is like 3 or 4%. I think we're way, way underestimated. What is the percentage of men who fucked a goat? 78%. Keep in mind the Middle East. 100%. <laughs> Don't forget ISIS in there. Yeah, we're, the, we're the weird ones. <laughs> Do you think they sit around and say that? Like, fucking Americans, man. They're capitalists. Fucking running around the world, policing and everything, blowing our people up, disrespecting our land. They don't even fuck goats. You know that? They don't fuck goats. They just fuck goats. They're not into fucking little boys either. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I thought that's where we had a place in common. Us and the Catholics. We all fuck the little boys. I thought we had that. But no, the Americans, they don't even get on board with that. I just feel, I want to believe that it's so commonplace that it's like, oh, I'm going to go grab a soda from the fridge and maybe throw Daisy a fuck while I'm back there. You want to <laughs> you just hear, You just hear the goat scream. <laughs> no. Of course, wouldn't be a good friend if I didn't offer you my goat. Like <laughs> hey, Ahmad, 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 which hole is, is, is still free? <laughs> Is that how it works? You think you get to call dibs on a... On like no, a, I, I mean, like, if you're butt-fucking the goat, then I might want to vagina-fuck the goat afterwards. Uh, Otherwise, it'd be unclean. Well, see, now, that's a question, too, if you're going to fuck the goat. Do you, do you go top or bottom? I, I, I don't know. Like, see, here's the, here's the problem with this. All right, you go top, you're probably going to get some goat shit on your dick. But if you go bottom, maybe you get some weird goat STD from that goat pussy. But goat maybe shit. Maybe you get up in some bad goat pussy Kyle, that meds aren't thin in. I feel like this is an area that you might have some experience. Goat shit is like deer shit, right? They're clean pellets like a rabbit. Pellets. Yeah, yeah that's true. You'll be fine. You fuck the ass. Right. Yeah. No, no. I think it's best to just steer clear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just go find a lady somewhere. You're so like, gay. You're going to get some kind of weird goat STD. You're right. 
I think Kyle's right. That's not worth the risk. You're like, dick's going to rot off. When I was had to fuck a go. When you know? AIDS, wrap it up. I don't know where AIDS came from, but when it first like became a thing back when um, Magic Johnson got AIDS and stuff like that, they thought, uh, or it was thought normally that, yeah, 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 what happened is people and monkeys had sex and people Can got I AIDS. Can I lay a PKA fact on you? I, on. I'm, I'm like 98% sure that it was from eating um, either the brains of monkeys or the, or it's definitely from eating monkeys or from monkey body parts or monkey flesh contaminating other meats that were eaten. That's where AIDS came from. I'm like 98% mm. sure. I have also heard the monkey fucking thing. And, and hey, that's probably true. I could believe that in a group of people who are like regularly eating AIDS monkeys that occasionally they threw one a fuck, okay? Like, I wouldn't put that beyond those people who regularly eat monkey brain. But I, I think it was from the eating that it happened and then... They were like, oh, I know what happened to us all. It's from Dave. He's always fucking them. And they're like, well, you fucked him too, Bill. And it's just like, Not they blame on this. <laughs> and I was drunk. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> Monkey was totally asking for it. Yeah. He used his bottom <laughs> hands. Oh. <laughs> his, little, his little weird feet thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Chappelle's got that whole uh, bit about like training his monkey to give him a hand job. He's, he's, he's like, come on, don't you want to go out to the clubs? Nah, I'm going to stay here with my monkey. <laughs> Kyle. You know how long it took me to teach him to, to suck my dick without peeling it first? <laughs> <laughs> You're on to something there. There is a further question, but it appears that monkeys had HIV. This sometimes calls Cat it Cat. HIV-1, but I'm a little confused. So it, it, it looks like monkeys had HIV, and then people got it from monkeys by eating monkey meat, it says in this thing, the AIDS Institute. And, but, uh, but it wouldn't have been HIV if the monkeys had it. It would have been like oh, um, simian IV. It to- yeah, it's SIV. You're right. Simian really? immunodeficiency virus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, most likely transmitted to humans and mutated into HIV when humans hunted these champi- chimpanzees for meat and came into contact with their infected blood. So seems like it would have been around. I don't know how long AIDS has been around, but like seems like it would have been around forever. People have always been eating monkeys, right? Like, it's a why virus. would it just it suddenly mutated. come up? It mu- oh. the, the virus mutated and hopped over. Uh, there's feline AIDS, too. That's a thing. Um, mm. I, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. It's got the fib. Yeah, something like that. But I know that's a thing too. Yeah. So don't fuck any cats or I'm, monkeys. You know your rules. I, I can't live under your rules, man. I won't constrain you. Yeah. No, I I won't look that's at. Why it I'm not very. That's, not, that's why I'm not voting for Bernie Sanders. That like like that socialist will come right in. He'll be shutting down all the monkey fucking the pig fuck. <laughs> He'll shut it all down. You can't have that. Shane, do you have a, uh, a favorite president candidate yet? I really don't follow politics at all. I got to be honest. Okay. I don't feel comfortable. So if I understand internet standards right, you are the perfect guy to uh, to tell people what to think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, are, s- <laughs> I have a question. What are, you, what, are, what are some political issues that are important to you? Like, let's say, like, um, I don't know, things like economy, gun control, abortion, uh, foreign wars, um, the environment. You look like a guy who appreciates a pro-choice woman. Yes. Actually. <laughs> Why do you say that, though? <laughs> uh, just, I just, 
just feel like you'd score a lot and uh you know i'm married oh really yeah. I, I didn't see that coming but my wife is choice all right it's handy in a pinch if you so. were to hypothetically make a baby now would you just oh man what, what would you do and put me on the spot. Um, I, we really don't want kids. Ever. At, at right now, in this point of our life, no. Maybe it'll change, but right now we're focused on the business and each other and traveling. But okay, I think so you're, I'm definitely, so you're definitely a pro-choice guy. It sounds like. How do you? Where do you fall on gun control? Since since America has the most shootings, school shootings. Um, Number one. Well, I mean, they're I proportionate to the amount of guns we have, though. We've got the most guns, too. You've got to keep that in mind. If we had them, think about it this way. How many people drown in swimming pools in, say, Nicaragua? They probably don't have that many fucking swimming pools, right? we got tons of swimming pools. I bet a lot more people drown in swimming pools in the United States than they do in Nicaragua. Now, that doesn't mean we have a whole swimming pool problem. It just means we've got a lot of fucking swimming pools. Well, I didn't, I didn't say that I'm against it or for it. Because I need a I swimming really... pool to protect my family. Everyone should be given a family. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like after you graduate from the Coast Guard, you should keep the pool. I agree with that. I agree with I'm gonna, that. I'm yeah. gonna, I don't own a gun, but I'm, I'm, I probably will soon. What um, kind of gun you want? You yeah. want a shotgun? I, I don't know. You should, you, I, I should ask you for advice. All right, so what do you want to accomplish with this gun? Do you ever want to go target shooting with it? Only, you never want to take it, say, hunting. That, that'll never be a concern for you. It's really about protecting the house, and it's going to uh -huh. stay like in your house, and that's it. Flamethrower. Yeah. Where do you maybe, live? An apartment? Take it out with me. Flamethrower. Because if you have a gun, it can overpenetrate. It goes through the walls, hurts the person in the next room. Flamethrower, on the other hand, does not go through the walls. It does not go through the walls. You can just burn everything, the enemy and his clothing. Like There'll be really no trace of the enemy by the time you're done. You want one of these. <laughs> but seriously, though, um, do you, where do you live? What state? I'm in Los Angeles. Oh, in an fuck. Apartment. Oh. <laughs> Well, um, but, I'm, but I'm from Philadelphia, so this is like, it's like a walk in a park. <clears throat> yeah. Well, uh, I'm not an expert at, uh, on those gun laws enough to even give you a But you know you can probably get a shotgun. I thought that was going to be your home defense choice. That's the typical one. It's a shotgun. It's a shotgun because, like, it's real easy to accidentally shoot yourself with a pistol because you're capable of turning it all the way around in one hand. So let's just eliminate being able to shoot ourselves and get a long gun. I, I feel like that's a good idea. And, you know, the, tw the shotgun, there's the whole thing about, you know, you rack a shotgun in your house and, and anyone who hears it is filled with dread. Everybody, even if you're not a gun guy, Bernie Sanders knows what ch -ch means. And so, like, uh, that's good. Uh, it's hard to miss because Bill Burr would say it's got a widespread, um, yeah. you know, if you're shooting down a yeah. corridor. Can I interrupt you? Know, you? Bernie Sanders is actually the most pro-gun Democrat running, I think. He, he I, I, I would say that uh, retired military uh, Yeah, I don't know what Jim, where Jim Webb is. But anyway, Bernie Sanders has a... D minus record from the NRA, which doesn't sound that good, but they're harsh. Um, I heard what he said about guns. I was, um, he's, it, it's not as scary as certainly what I hear about of Hillary Clinton. She's, she's completely out of touch. Bernie Sanders stuff, while I don't like it, it's a lot more moderate. Um, but he still calls, you know, he still talks about assault weapons and, and stuff. And, and he mentions gun show loopholes. And those are just things that don't exist. So, uh, you know, that. <laughs> So the, the What's a gun show loophole for those who don't know? Um, it, it's when a politician lies and says that you can go to a gun show and just buy a gun from someone cash in hand and walk away without having a background check done, which is not the truth. 
Can I and interrupt? It's really easy. Yeah. It's kind of sort of true. So here's the deal. Here. Okay. Correct me if I get anything wrong, but I think I have my my act together on this. Um, <clears throat> if you go to a gun show and buy from someone who has a table there, those tables are almost always held by like people who also have brick and mortar stores, and there is no gun show loophole, period. The, you go to a gun show, you follow the same rules, you do the same background checks. I have bought from those tables, and I can tell you, you it's just like a regular store. So it's it's easy to say the gun show loophole doesn't exist because with regards to like stores selling guns they can't just go to a gun show and freaking sell stuff um with pistols and this is north carolina the state that i really the only one i know for sure if i sell a pistol to another private party me being a regular dude because that's all i am um i have to still do a background check on that uh, it's easy if he has a concealed carry permit because I just know like it's okay. If not, in North Carolina, you have to get a pistol permit. And I need to make sure that you have a pistol permit before I sell my pistol to you or I could be in trouble. So, Or a concealed carry permit, which means you can buy all the pistols you want. So anyway, that's North Carolina. I know Kyle's looking sideways, but this is something I know. Yeah, I, I, I'm believing you. Yeah, I'm just, I think I'm I might surprised. know North Carolina better than you. You need a pistol yeah, permit. You can get five yeah. pistol permits per year unless you're concealed, at which point... Bob's your uncle. So anyway. Um, a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a regular person without a concealed carry can only buy five pistols a year. Unless it's changed, but th this is how definitely how it was when I got my first pistol. And um, however, long guns, I can literally buy a long gun. This would be like a shotgun. Um, I'm going to use the term assault rifle, but you guys know what I'm talking about. The black semi-auto rifle, um, a hunting gun, etc. All the long guns. Um, I can just buy that from a friend and own it like as if I was buying um, a lamp or a couch from a friend like it's and, and I think they call that the gun show loophole because if you go to a gun show there are literally people walking around usually they have like the um is there a name for the strap that goes on a gun you wear around your chest shoulder strap let's, let's go with that that sounds like you made that up <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they have the shoulder strap this is like what i picture they have the shoulder strap and at the gun shows i go to there's um like a particular kind of flag that goes in the barrel that verifies it's been checked as the guy walked in and uh these guys are walking around and they're for sale they brought their guns to the gun show it's just private parties regular people and it's almost like a real-life Craigslist where you can go there and see them and buy them, etc. In my head, when they say there's a gun show loophole, that's what they're talking about. They're saying, like, oh, I can go to a gun show, find... I was going to say Kyle, but Kyle is actually licensed and stuff. So I, I can find Taylor there, and Taylor can sell me his long gun, and maybe that's the gun show loophole. Well, see, then that's a terrible thing to call it because yeah. that's just the... Peer that that peer to peer sales. So in my state, um, and I, I, I knew. Does it, do you have to register your pistol in North Carolina? Is there gun registration in North Carolina that I don't? I feel like, like it's the pre registration So I don't really know. You have to fill out a bunch of paperwork when you buy it. And a forty four seventy three form you would, you fill out. You know, it's a couple pages, and it's where you live, and and those all those boxes you check, and. Um, I don't know if there's one on top of that for a pistol, because um. I feel like there might be. I have a concealed carry, so I don't have it. 
And, um, you know, they're like, yeah, do you have all this stuff? And I'm like, I have a concealed carry. And they say, oh, well, that makes this easy. And I just fill out what I guess is the 4470, like the one you do for every gun. Yeah, you don't have to do the, <clears throat> the NICS uh, background check thing if they've got a carry permit. Um, on my 40, 4473 forms that I get from the ATF, it's um, I think it's like two handguns a day or um, or you have to do what's called a multiple firearm um, like variance type thing. But you can buy as many of anything as you want here uh, from a from a gun store. But the peer to peer thing is is like like you said, like that's the only way you can get a gun without a uh, without having a background check run that I'm aware of is if like I sell one to you. You know, but you're just, like, a bad we're example. neighbors. Well I think. I'm not sure. I, I, I could do both. Like, oh, okay, like, okay. I could I could you know, I could go to my dad and say give me a hundred dollars and i'll give you this gun and that'd be perfectly legal or i could like whip out a 4470 i could sign this into my federal log book and then make my dad fill out a 4473 and run a background check on him and and transfer it that way but there's really no point i'm adding a step in the middle that's not even required by law it's just, it's just silly but I, any civilian as far as i know and definitely in georgia you know you want this give me the money here it is there you go and no one ever knows um, like, not only does no one know where, like, this gun came from, like, they don't know where it's going to after I sell it to that person. But I feel like when you start infringing on that right, I, I don't like that at all. I don't like that I can't sell my gun to someone else so my or daughter, buy someone else's gun. My daughter, you might call her anti-gun. She's more liberal than uh, any of us. And I think I'm pretty liberal. But um, she's more liberal than me, that's for sure. Anyway, she was talking about gun laws, and I was talking, you know, like this, and I was like, it's not that I'm against sensible gun laws. It's just that a lot of the ones I hear aren't sensible to me. You know, like, she likes paintball, and I'm like, what if I told you your hopper could only hold 10 rounds? Like, it just sucks a lot of the fun away from how you might play paintball. You know, it, it, it yeah, constant reloading, constant handling this, you know, and, and, um, I think that kind of sucks and that translated well to her. Like she could be like, yeah, paintball would not be the same sport if you could only hold 10 rounds at a time. And, um, we talked about some other stuff, but she said this, what if every time you buy and sell a gun, you go and like get an FFA, you know, you have to go to your FFA. Like the, what does that stand for? Kyle FFL, um, federal firearms license. Oh, thank you. FFL. And you, you just like, all right. So you and I have, to, I'm going to sell a gun to some regular dude. I'll meet you at Young Guns. We'll do the, you know, they, we'll pay the guy fifteen dollars to make sure the trend, like to do the transaction, and we'll get the background check. Okay, so what that would require is registering every. So for that to have any effect, really, you would have to a make it illegal for me to sell a gun to another individual. Like that have to be illegal, and b you'd have to register every gun that was purchased from now on, and there'd have to be a big federal database where someone could say. Jim Norton, and it would pop up, Jim Norton owns this 1911, the serial number on this one is FPS1, and <laughs> they would know that. So if they ever saw this one again, they'd, they'd oh, that's Jim Norton's gun. That, that would work going forward, that everyone's against that because everyone's afraid of a federal database where they know, no one wants to buy a gun and have Uncle Sam knowing that they've got it. They don't like that idea. That, that, that emotes uh, like gun grabber fears so, in all of those people. In my the head, real issue, it doesn't we, even... We finish this last part. The real problem is there's 330 million guns already out there. So if I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that thing you just said if I want a gun to do some harm because there's 330 million guns out there and I'll just go buy one of those from an individual I, or so, I'll ha have a, do a straw purchase. I'll have 
Pete go buy one for Paul? So the gun registry argument I, I, had, I don't accept because in my world on this thing, it's not even about registering the gun. Like, I'm not trying to track who owns what gun or which gun. I'm just saying that every gun purchase should be parallel to a background check to make sure you're not a crazy felon. Okay, so, so, but you have to register that. You have to keep track of, of, of that, it, that it did that. No, if I, you I don't, just, then how can you prove it was done? Um, well, you have a gun and you don't have a background check you know, with your name. There are, they don't keep those anyway. They, we throw that shit away. Well, that, that's the idea. The idea is we just make every gun sale coincide with a background check. That's the thought. It, it, it's not going to track your guns. It's not going to measure it. I'm not going to know your inventory of guns. I'm not going to know. It has to. It, it has does to. It. it won't work. Okay, so, so here's the scenario. So like. Oh, wait. Actually, it almost has to. And I'll tell you the scenario. Maybe this is the one you were coming up with. Oh. Kyle has 15 guns. But the one he bought. But Kyle has 15 guns, but he only has 14 background checks. Something fishy happened right there. But we don't know which one. Well, I mean, we don't another thing guns. would be like, all right, so I own like roughly 100 guns right now, something right. like that. Let's say you institute this new law tomorrow. How are you ever going to know if one of my guns wasn't purchased correctly? Like, like and so, so how could you, you would have to come to my house and you'd have to forcibly register all my guns before you know that if you saw me with a gun later, it, that, yeah. that would be the only way. I'd be like, no, no, no. I had this is grandfathered maybe, in. I didn't had this. Like, <laughs> maybe there is a flaw, and probably we should move on topics. But uh, the idea is, and then the other flaw is, when you make these rules, only law-abiding people have to follow them, right? Yeah, I'm For, with you. If there were ever <clears> some gun control legislation that made sense, and I didn't feel was restrictive, uh, overly restrictive, then then I'd probably be for it. If if there was this magic bullet, uh, if you will. That would that would make uh, you know bad people bad not have people guns, get guns mm -hmm. um, but not infringe on the constitutional rights of millions of Americans who who use the guns to put food on their table, protect their families, for sport, for fun, for all those things. Um, you know, I don't like that. But so. circling back to Shane's thing, what Remington eight seventy, Remington eight seventy or a Mossberg five hundred. It really depends on the ergonomics. One has the safety. You, one, you operate the safety with this finger. One, you operate the safety with this finger. Uh, they're both 12-gauge pump-action shotguns that come in a variety of uh, customizations and uh, uh, setups. You can get them so it's just a pistol handle on the back, you know, full-length stock. You can get adjustable stocks, short barrel, long barrel, sights, scopes. Mine's nickel-plated because I'm bling like nickel -plated. that. Nickel-plated. <laughs> you brought up, you brought up Bill Burr. And he said, why would I have a big gun? Because in the middle of the night, it's quiet. If I shoot it, I'm going to hear that ringing. It's going to be a flash. Wouldn't that be the same thing with a shotgun? That's a funny comedy bit, but it's a comedy bit. Um, I don't know. I've shot guns uh, without ear protection in places where I shouldn't have. And it's never like he, he described like a flash bang where you're, it's just beep. Right. Also, in his scenario, he was shooting like a 44 Magnum which I don't know why you would use. <laughs> like, anyway. He's like, and every time you blast, you just get a flash. Just... <laughs> 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 like coming at you closer and closer. <laughs> so yeah, um, for, for home defense, I, I like the 12 gauge shotgun. If you hit them, they will die. Um, it, if they hear you, they will run. Uh, if you have to get in a situation where like they're so close that like, you know, they, in that movies where the guy grabs the shotgun from some way, somebody right. like, you beat him to fucking death with that thing <laughs> if you want to. It's a big steel pipe at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, you know, where they you, make it with... 
Where do you keep yours? Everywhere. All over. Yeah. Like, he can probably. Bed, wait, wait, Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Before you go any further, I'm going to guess he can reach four guns All without right, so getting up. Uh, from see, his seated position. I, oh, I saw I've two. Up a bit. So I've got two in hand. I've got the 1911. But I can see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, I got three in hand. And but wait, wait, without, without your butt moving, right? Like pretend it was glued to the sofa. Two guns, two flamethrowers, and that's where it stops, right? Uh, there's three guns. I got a shotgun at my feet. And a flamethrower at my feet, and the flamethrower behind me, and this, and the twelve gauge next to me. But over there, there's like <laughs> sniper rifles and, and handguns, and multiple AR-15s, and a 50 cal Desert Eagle, and a 338 Lapua sniper rifle, and like four 12 gauge shotguns. And this is just kind of like the downstairs room. This isn't where I keep the guns. <laughs> so like, <laughs> sprinkle some money around. It would look like a rapper's house. Yeah. Just a hundred little crack too. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I keep guns everywhere because I live in a household where that's appropriate. Uh, everybody in my household uh, uh, knows how to handle a gun, and definitely how to unload one and defend themselves with one. None of them are like mystified by the idea of a gun. No one is ever going to go, "Ooh, look what I got!" and like play with Kyle's gun. Well, um, the, so, the reason why I asked is is for like home self defense. Where would you keep it if in the middle of the night you hear someone near the near your bed? Right. It sounds a little paranoid, but I've got my 1911 sitting right there, like. If I woke up from bed, I could literally reach and grab it, and like I know, like from muscle memory, like how to take the safety. You know, the safety's right here. Like I don't know, I'm I'm a grab away from having a gun like this at night. That I makes guess. sense. Which seems a bit paranoid and crazy. I'm aware. It sounds like something Steven Seagal might do. No, but... if you're gonna have it, you may as well have it to use. Exactly. Like I keep my shotgun right next to my bed by the end table, and then like just put it in the safe the next morning. Like, so and you're not I. Just... I, I think it's kind of fun to litter them throughout the house, and I know which ones are loaded. And I imagine a scenario where, like, I get in some kind of a like John Woo gun battle with multiple <laughs> assailants, and they're like picking up empty guns, but I know which ones are really loaded, and we're just having a crazy, you know, we're moving around room to room. I'm grabbing guns from secure locations and stuff. Like, I know there's a gun, there's an AR-15 behind the couch, and you know, there's there's a, a sniper rifle loaded up in the closet, you know, in case I need to shoot through some body armor or something. You never know. Um, so I now like to a, keep There's a difference between paranoia and being safe. Like, of course. I, yeah. I don't, I don't wear two headphones. I'm treading that line right now. <laughs> when, I, when I'm outside, I, I won't wear two headphones because I want, I want to make sure that I can hear as well as see everything that's Makes around. Sense. And people, I've said that to people, and they're like, wow, really? They, they're baffled by it. But, there's people out there who might want to do you harm occasionally, and it's good to at least be prepared for that scenario so it doesn't happen to you, or at least you feel better afterwards so you feel like you could have done something, I suppose. So <laughs> I'm I like surprised that. you don't keep both headphones in on purpose, kind of trying to invite an attacker, <laughs> just so like you walk around in dangerous neighborhoods. And then my night. camera and ready. Yeah, you're just feeding Like money hanging fight. out of your back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. Well, my last fight in the last four years was not my fault, but it was fun. <laughs> Conveniently recorded and turned into a viral video. There you. Go. So you went to Thailand to train. Yes. How yeah, was that? Those guys like overtrain and train full strength and don't use pads and shit like that, right? There's there's videos Tiger Muay Thai um, that they upload where yeah the, the guys will get knocked to the ground. Sorry, and uh, they'll kick them in the face and stuff. That's not that's not common. 
they're just trying to get the wow factor with those videos. And I don't agree with that training, but it is super intense out there. You wake up at 6 a.m. and you go for a, a five, six mile run and it's humid as hell there. It's like 95 degrees already early in the morning. And then you do two hours of training after that. And then you rest, you eat, and then you do the same thing at three o'clock. And you do that um, Saturday through, or every, every day except for Sunday. Sunday's the only day off. So what do you do on Sunday? Cry? <laughs> yeah, right, seriously. Well, all the other guys would get prostitutes. That was like pretty common. All right, so, okay. So I, I, this is the, I read I, I read a lot about you and a lot of impressive stuff a lot of cool stuff I like the stuff you the anti-bullying stuff you do in particular I think that's cool for uh, for the kind of guy you are and what you do, but what I really want to know about is the hookers in Thailand like so these <laughs> other fighters so I do they so, have penises? <laughs> we'll, get to that. We'll, we'll get to that. But first, I need to picture like who these other fighters are. Are they other Caucasians or maybe Europeans who have come to like learn the ways of yeah. uh, the region? Okay. Most so of them were from England. One guy was from Sweden. Another guy was from Norway, I think. My roommate was from Norway. But most of them were European guys. So this is a very Shaolin uh, temple-type movie scenario where these white guys are going to learn the real deal from the people who do it. All right. So once yeah. these guys are in that scenario, now are they going after I, – I, I know that region specializes in, in ladyboys. Now, is that what they're going after or do they just want a girl? Um, I, have, I actually had this conversation with, with the guy from Norway, and we had a really long argument. And he's, he was like 6'4", I don't know, like 250, like, like really big guy. And uh, it turned into like a heated argument, too, because he was arguing that um, ladyboys were more attractive than regular women. Like, and he was set on that. And I was like, well, that's what you're into. I disagree. And he's like, so if there's two women sitting in front of you, women sitting in front of you, and you, you have a 100% chance of sleeping with them. All, they, all you have to do is just pick one, but one of them is a ladyboy. Do you take that chance? And I said, absolutely not, because I don't want to sleep with a ladyboy. And I'm not that desperate. And he's like, you're crazy, man. You're crazy. He was like, he, yeah, probably. Was what out. reasons did he give? But like, like, what did he say was better uh, about a ladyboy than uh, a, a, a female? I think he was saying that they take care of themselves. Like, they, they care so much about their appearance that they care more than regular women oh. do. You know, I thought it was going to be something that, that I wouldn't be able to get behind, but this makes Big sense. Man. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's uh, making a lot of sense. I think his real reason was because he kind of likes dick. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I kept saying, I didn't want to insult anyone, but I kept saying... Of course saying, not, right? Like, like, especially no, that, that guy. guy. <laughs> like, like, in all honesty, like, like you're, you're probably both at a similar liberal training. Could that guy have beaten you to death in, in that he's scenario? He's huge, was, right? Was that in the back of your head at all when you're having that conversation like, I better like not offend King Kong over here, or he right. might choke me to death because yeah. I like called him a fag or something, and so and he just can't take that. And that like, might hurt his feelings because he's a he fag. Was, he was drinking a little bit too. So he, <laughs> oh he, yeah. He, oh, so you were definitely afraid. I know. I know. <laughs> if I'm in that if I'm in that scenario, I end up fucking a lady boy just to make sure that dude doesn't hurt me. <laughs> you know what, man? You're right. You're right. You're right. Let's Fuck all those other guys. Me and you, bro, we like this. Let's yeah, yeah. some lady boys. Yeah. But I want him on my like, team. It kind of seemed like most guys there were like, if it's a lady boy, fuck it. Like, I, whatever. And I was like, yeah, like, is that? But then, I don't know. Like, I, I would have a lot of conversations with those guys about that. And I tend to disagree. Like, um, the legal age over there is 16, I believe. An adult can have sex with a 16-year-old. And they were showing me pictures of a 16-year-old girl. And they're like, how how 
hot is this girl? How sexy is she? And I'm like, that's a child. Like I'm looking at it like that's that's a young girl. And it was offending me, and I get I, like I was getting upset a little bit. But it, it's it's they it's weren't really doing anything to bring wrong. your phone back to the U.S. Yeah, pictures uh, like that on there. Like that's. Oh, yeah. Gay Adventure Thailand. <laughs> I mean, they were they were clothed. So you'll love this. This would be perfect. Uh, All right. So Woody will will run six miles in the morning and run six miles at night, and me and Taylor will go fuck some lady boys. Come on. PK yeah, Adventure. So how did I get roped in? You don't want <laughs> oh, no come lady on. Boys? I mean, if Mr. Six Horse Sweden are... is there telling me to, then I'll I'm, I'll be the first one in line. Hey, you just don't <laughs> eat me, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think I'd have to go along with him. I, w I would have been very I think, afraid. I think there's three types of people. Three? Go on. Yeah. Well, actually, I guess you could group group them into two. There's people who go there for the Muay Thai, and then there's people who go there to party. And then the third would have been vacationers, because it, it is a really nice vacation spot, you know, beautiful beaches and stuff like that. But I guess the vacationers and the partiers can be grouped into the same. But, like, the red light district, I went there once, and it was pretty wild. Like, it was the only time I've ever been to a strip club. I still haven't been to a strip club in the States. But we went to uh, Spicy so what Girls. What happens at Spicy Girls? Spicy Girls. It was actually kind of cool. Was each, it's you get like a booth, and each booth has your has their own stripper. So a booth could probably fit like six, seven, eight people maybe. And then it's a circle booth, and then there's a table with a pole right in the center. And she's got like, I don't know, like three foot diameter um, table to to dance on. And they only wear belts, so they're already completely naked when you go in there. Um, but they're wearing belts. Just a belt. Yeah, so Got to gotta put the money somewhere. Hey, right. Okay. Um, I was I only there for, for, I think, like two drinks. Um, <laughs> I got, I got like tricked into going. Was One that of the guys a was what? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like you trying to leave is like they, they like yank on your arm. Like the strippers literally, you have to like fight your way out. And then I got out to the street and I was trying to wave down a taxi, and that's where the lady boys were. And they were like, when they grab your hand, it's like you have to fucking like you know <laughs> use all your might because they got man strength and you can like break your grip earlier, yeah yeah no, like i said earlier though like i'm training day in and day out so my my muscle memories like just used to go on like this so like one grabbed me and i just went like this and it was like ah, ha, ha, ha. and then like it was like they were playing like they were like my aunt or something they're like i'm like just trying to squeeze my cheeks and i've never i've never admitted this publicly but like it's not it's just it makes me really uncomfortable like like to to be obviously if someone's grabbing it, it makes you uncomfortable but like lady boys cross-dressers transgendered i want to point out what just happened here there is nothing wrong with feeling uncomfortable when someone else is coming after you and us and, and like messing with you like even if yeah. they're not it's okay to look over there and be like wow that's kind of fucking weird huh like like yeah. there's nothing wrong with that we're, we, we've lost that as we're losing that i feel like with all the political correctness we see a fucking freak over there and they're not a freak because of any because they're transgender or because they're this or they're that. That's just a fucking freak. Keep it in the circus, bro. We used to make fun of shit like that, and we're losing it piece by piece. And I'm taking it back. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with you feeling uncomfortable when there's a bunch right. of people, whatever their, their their lifestyle may be, coming at you and, and like doing yeah, that. What you described. I agree with you. I agree with you, and I have to be careful with what I say, you know, because of the anti-bullying thing. And I'm not. But the thing is, I'm not. I'm not insulting anybody. I'm not offending anybody. I'm not harming anybody. It's just this is my personal space. Right, and and it should, it's not fair. I call me old school, but it's not fair to let someone else um, in, in, invade, invade my yeah and invade my personal space because it's politically incorrect for me to do or say something to stop that from happening. 
All right. Yeah. So at the strip club, like, what's the currency uh, on the table? Like, like, what what is what are they tipping the girls with? Thank well, you. it's called bat out there, but I think um, that's what I like to hear. What's the exchange rate like? Um, like a a bottle of water was like ten cents here. How much is a blowjob? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I really that's didn't not... indulge. I, 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 of no, course, I, mean, I, 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 I did ask guys, and they did. said it was like the the hotel. No, no, no. The, the hotel rooms, I think they said, were a little bit a little bit cheaper than a prostitute for the night, I wow. think. Okay. Which is uh, which was surprising to me. But then again, like a hotel room for the night is probably like $7. And I could be wrong because it's been like six years. You should have opened with that number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Because in my head, I'm like, so what are we talking about? Like $50, $75? dollars I don't know, 18, 20 cents? <laughs> it's probably like, probably like $20 for a hotel. I had some of those old Dunkin' Donuts gift certificates. That worked. <laughs> <laughs> Gave them my Dave & Buster's power card. They were fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that'd be a fun well, place I, to go, but you're making it sound like kind of skeevy. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm introverted. I'm a shy guy, believe it or not. So it, it probably would be. You guys would probably enjoy it. I think Kyle especially would enjoy it. But uh, um, I'd like to see it. I, I think I would like to see it and be oh. and be there. No, wait. Um, let me let me let me take a step back and say that Thailand is a place that I would go back to in a second, and I recommend that most people go to, but stay away. Like. I would never go back to the red light district. I would never go back to uh, Soy Cowboy, it was called. I'm I know, always... that's one of the biggest reasons I wanted to go, just to see what that was all about, you know? Yeah, if you're into it. I mean, I went to New Orleans, and I didn't like that. That was oh. too much fun. We, almost, we started a riot one night in New Orleans. We <laughs> were in, um, I think it was Larry Flint's, uh, you know, the guy, Hustler Magazine. He's got a strip club there. And we ended up on, like, some kind of VIP balcony or some shit, however that happened. And we just had like a lot of ones, like uh, we had a lot, and and we started throwing them off the balcony at the crowd below, and they shut us down real quick because there were people fighting down there for our ones. He was like, "These people are poor. You got to stop that. You gonna start a fucking riot." <laughs> we were just like, we'd throw like twenty dollars worth of ones out in the crowd, and the crowd would just, Arr! and everybody would like fight over the ones, and like that was more entertaining than like giving some like chick who's heartless and doesn't give a fuck about you anyway. <laughs> I'd much rather have a crowd fight for my twenty dollars than like have some chick like fake <laughs> smile at me for my twenty or like wiggle her ass when she was gonna do it over there instead if I hadn't paid her. I can I picture that pets. ridiculous caricature of like class warfare is what MSNBC would call it, like you up there with a oh, cigar, God, like got your top hat on, throwing money at the peons below. Like <laughs> you look like such a piece of shit if somebody got that on camera. I went, money it, at I went to a third world strip club once. Um, it was in the Dominican Republic and before we even went there, like I didn't realize that Dominican Republic was a, a, a destination for sexcations cause, uh, we were there on a surfing trip and, uh, we had like a surfing guide and a, and like his, the surfing guide. And then his wife was like the, the chef and we would go there. We stay at their house, which had like seven bedrooms or something. And, and, uh, that was what our vacation was all about. He'd take a surfing twice a day, etc. And, um, my buddies all wanted to go out and like experience Dominican Republic. And I thought it would be cool too. You know, I guess I'm not lying. Uh, it was like, yeah, let's see what the, the thing is all about. Um, cause you know, if you just go to the beaches, it's kind of tourist, not touristy, but there are other like Americans there. And what's the exchange rate like there? 
like put it in terms of like like what could I get with ten bucks? Um, so the thing is, a lot of the goods were roughly the same price. Like if it's Heinz ketchup or something, they don't sell it super cheap in the Dominican Republic. It's only local goods that that can be super cheap. So um, like on the beach, I think I had like a lobster dinner, but it was lunch for like $12 or something like that. So that's really cheap. But a lot of the other things that are more global, like gasoline and, yeah. um, you know, food items and such that, that were imported, they're not cheaper. But the women, they are local. Continue. Uh, it just so happens I know the price of the women. I'll get to that part of the story. So uh, um, we go out on the town and uh, my, my buddies are like, you know, like take it on the flight over, backing up a step, the guy that sat next to Ian, who was on PKA one time, started saying like, oh yeah, I'm going on a sexcation. Dominican Republic is off the hook. It's the greatest thing ever. I've had sexcations all over the world. And he mentioned Thailand, he mentioned Dominican Republic, he mentioned Hong Kong and some other places, Japan. And, What's a sexcation exactly? Uh, that is when, like, did you re- I don't know if you remember when Rush Limbaugh got busted bringing like a bunch of uh painkillers painkillers and viagra on vacation (laughs) that's a sexcation (laughs) that's when you go somewhere with the the whole reason you're going is to fuck the prostitutes who are known to be there like a plate you know it's it can't really do that in the united states legally but you can go to those countries like you know thailand and you can fuck you know 20 women or lady boys or whatever you want and come back and, and it, sometimes sometimes they'll film it and it's a whole thing that you pay for a package so yeah, yeah and, and it opened my eyes to it like because we went there a couple of years we'd see these dudes these dudes are like 55 years old 65 pounds overweight and they're like at dinner hanging out with this girl who's 19 usually it's a white guy with a black girl and uh and she's looking at him all googly eyed and you're like there is no way that is a a normal match this 19-year-old, like, oh, I love you so much. Yeah. Like, that is not... He just saw his wallet. Yeah, he's yeah. He's, American money. He's buying the girlfriend experience. And they get, like, three days, 24 hours, and, you know, and, and he'll, like, take her to the beach, and they'll go swimming together, and this and that. And then she Why pro- waste your time with that? You I don't stay here and watch Seinfeld, lady. I'm not taking you out to tour your own fucking country. I'm with you. Yeah. Like, so I've never, I've never been with a prostitute, but it would seem like hypothetical single can't score Woody would want just a flat out score. Like I'm not looking for the whole girlfriend experience that lasts for three days or, or whatever. You know, I just said that, but I did the exact opposite when we did get those whores that time. I bought a dinner. I spent $400 on that dinner. Why? It's expensive. It, you know, it was four people, $400. No, I mean, why? Oh, I don't fucking know. You, <laughs> you know, you know, to be honest, the only answer I have is I thought it would be hilarious to take the, to take two whores to a very fine restaurant. Uh, we also brought Jeremy, you know, the guy I mentioned who's got, like, the non-speech impediment speech impediment. Like, he's just a knucklehead. There's nothing actually wrong with him. Like, I took him, too, you know? Like, like I'm sitting there eating a blue lobster or something like that. Across the, and, you know, across from me is a guy eating a big bowl of macaroni and cheese and drinking pickle shots. It was you just your fun. own your own Freak show. rat pack. Yeah, yeah. So we, so we go out on the town, and uh, this guy drops us off at a strip club. I don't remember the name of it, but it's somewhere in the Dominican Republic. And uh, and we walk in, and all the strippers, by the way, 
also hookers, right? Like that, it's it's a known thing. Like every, it's not like an American strip club where you can't even touch them. In this strip club, all the women you can fuck them if you want. There's a room upstairs, etc. If you want to fuck two of them, like the second one's half price, <laughs> or something like that. Like there's a like, there's some kind of two for one discount going like an on. Appetizers deal at DJ Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and one of the people we're with is single, and. Um, we're there, we're watching the, the girls dance or whatever or something, and he's like... Topless, bottomless? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all of the above. Right. And um, Is it a nice establishment? Are there lights, a DJ, that sort of thing? Maybe a little smoke? Um, there was a DJ. I remember there was like a... It was, the dance floor had two levels, so the second one was made of like glass or something, yeah. but you couldn't see very well. It was all like scratched up or, or maybe just coated with like human grease and suntan lotion or something. I'm like, that's not sexy at all. You know, like I, I, I'm, I'm, this is like flashbacks to my 1990s didn't pay for the porn channel experience. You know, like, <laughs> I can, yeah, I could kind of see that there's women through this fuzziness, but it's. It's not working for me, and um, and they're they like to them this is like the peak of the thing. They're doing like a shower show or something, and I'm just like, ah, this isn't this is not hot in the slightest. And uh, one thing I'll never forget is some of the strippers were coming around right, buck naked, with arms full of puppies, right, and they're trying to sell us these puppies, these dogs. They're like puppies, puppies, and I'm thinking it's like a like a trick of some sort, like like yeah, I'll take three puppies and then they come back with like three rocks of croak of crack or something like that but no no or they come back in a bowl served <laughs> no they were literally selling puppies while we were there and that just became a running joke all trip is probably only funny if you're there but um one of my buddies is single and he decides to hire one of these girls because he wants it to scratch off his bucket list i guess fucking third world hookers is is on his bucket list and uh I don't know if this will get me in trouble or not, but I was like, you know, I'll buy you the second one if you let me pick her. And uh, <laughs> and he's like, you got a deal. And then I, I picked one and he didn't like her. And I picked another one and he didn't like her. So I was what? like, no, <laughs> should have picked picked I don't like this friend. Yeah, like a fucking, like, <laughs> eyes wide shut situation were you in where they were just parading people in oh, front of yeah, you? yeah, yeah. Was there a lineup or was it like you were just, like, pointing into a crowd as people milled around randomly? They would Did line they know up they were periodically. Like, like, they'd line up, a bunch of girls would, like, go, and then they'd dance or whatever, and then, like, 40 minutes later, there'd be another lineup. And every lineup was, you know, like, it, or you could pick them all night long, but that's... Point and, like... Like, is it like that? Or you're like, you. And they, they literally you wore numbers. They had, like, uh, um, like I, if I recall correctly, do you know those, like, necklaces women wear around their bellies? Yeah, belts. Yeah. Mm, but, like, a gold chain, right? <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, and then there was a number tag, like, that on it. Ah. And uh, I, I, now that I think it through, 43 was the one that How I was... How many women were in this place? I don't even 43. know if there were missing numbers in there, but that was her number. And, you know, like, maybe that's the total number of employees or something. And that night, because I want to say there were only, like, 20 or 30 girls there. And... Uh, so he didn't like any of the ones I picked. So eventually he just picked it. And I guess technically I bought a whore, but I wasn't there. And he had a, a, a two for one thing going on. And um, I guess I had to be careful to never mention who this it person was. It sounds like was. he had a two on one thing going on. 
Yeah, but um, he he failed to perform under pressure. I know later that he was on some sort of like anti-anxiety drug or something, which could uh, which could impact this. <laughs> and um, so they, uh, what he did, like basically, he just like he became he went into Spielberg mode, and he was like, "All right, I want you to do this, and I want you to do that," and he was just sort of entertaining himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they did everything they could, and there was no, uh, you know. Finishing, finishing explosion, and uh, no liquid explosion. Yeah, and and they okay. said they didn't speak English very well, so he had a real hard time, like trying to to. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, but you know, like like that wasn't. I don't know if that happened or not, but it, uh, I remember they they asked him no leche, no leche, which is milk, and uh, in Spanish, <laughs> <laughs> and That's he's funny. like no leche, and. Uh, and that that is uh, my my third world story there. I like and how they had a menu situation that you kind of worked with there. How much like, was the? How much did this actually cost? I, I don't I, know it was like seventy five dollars a girl. Seventy five. Eighteen year old Dominican native here, wonderful curvy figure, brown eyes. Uh, when you buy her, you also get a half priced lazy eye Susan. Uh, <laughs> great figure, but she's a little fucked up there. That's from behind. Uh, <laughs> buyer's choice. Uh, <laughs> what, a, what a scumbag establishment <laughs> to just put numbers on them like cattle but i guess it makes sense I, uh, I've been it's, not like, it's not like you could pronounce your name taylor come on yeah it's true i've been to the dominican and i don't know what made you want to go explore that country because the Surfing. scariest time was going from the airport to our hotel and then i finally was like oh god safe but like even from our hotel room you could look over and just see the poverty all over the place <laughs> like there, there was walls separating the people who went there to the people who lived there because it's so dangerous. Every house, it was, it's it like standard construction in the places that we went to anyway. There's going to be some Dominican Republic fans saying I'm totally wrong. But all the houses were made with cinder block walls and there was still rebar sticking out the top, right? Mm -hmm. And like, it was like the weirdest fucking thing to me. Like, why is there still rebar? Like, I... What if you don't know rebar is this reinforcing bar and you put it in cement and it makes it stronger and earthquake proof and shit. Anyways, so we like started building up these theories like they had a one story house, but they dream of someday having a two story house. <laughs> and if you were to ever like cut the rebar and just like put a roof on it and finish your house and make it look nice, they'd be like, ah, look at Woody. It's so sad. He gave up hope. Like, he gave up hope of ever having a two-story home. He got the rebar and just doesn't see himself going to the next level. So the re I did something really douchey in the Dominican Republic. I was there with my brother. and Not even douchey. The guy was an asshole to me first. But I'm sure Woody knows if you go down the beach and you walk the whole length of it, like once you leave the resort area, you find these little shops where you can walk through and it's just a huge shop with like little little huts on the inside just like a big sketchy hallway with a bunch of small culvert stores just for what it's worth we never went to a resort area like i didn't see any oh, resorts yeah. Yeah. we were at a resort area and so we walked like <laughs> half a mile down found this little marketplace and i was walking in and i noticed a preponderance of wooden carved dicks like there were a couple like Dominican flags you could buy but all the other souvenirs were, were dicks either dick pipes or dick candle holders or dick so many fucking dicks and i was like picking one up i picked up a little dick and i was kind of laughing at it like with my brother like <laughs> and the guy goes 
oh yeah, that one is American-sized. And I go, oh yeah, you know what else is American-sized? And I hold up my wallet and I walk out. <laughs> 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 and then they beat him senseless in the street with all of his... Ah. his and they took my things. Yeah. <laughs> Thailand has good surfing too, I think. I'm not sure. Uh, Might be I mixing it up. Uh, new topic? Sure. This somehow seems related, but we were talking about this picture of Olivia Munn. Ah, mm. yes, that gift. I'm a big fan of this statue? woman. I, I, in the, I think the Reddit caption was like natural reaction, and she instantly sticks this thing in her mouth. Now, me, she might have been biting it to see if it's real gold. Like, that's a thing that people do. Or she might have been giving it head, as she does with things that she really worships. I don't know. But Olivia Munn is awesome. Yeah, what I... Does uh, she do? She used to she's be on an actress. Show, right? Yeah, and, and she's on... Um, she was on that HBO News show for a while. What was it called? Oh, that I could not tell you. There's another gif of her I'm going to find for you that's, that's equally good. Can I show it on the show? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I know what it's going to be. The hot dog one, right? The hot dog. The hot dog one. So she dated that guy from Star Trek who played Captain Kirk. Not William Shatner, yeah. but the new one. And, um, like, I guess her phone got cracked or something, and they, they found all these, like, sexy messages she sent him. Did you guys see that? Yeah, I got those on my phone. She was literally, like, um, I don't know, sending him, like, hot pictures offering anal and shit like that. Do you remember that? She was very sexy lady, yes. The, this is why she is light years ahead. She should Amelia get Clark. the... She needs to play Khaleesi. I this, want that. Yes, let's do that. Let's switch these two women. Because Khaleesi plays a very sexual role from the book, but the real-life actress is not the sexiest woman alive. Sexiest implies some level of sexual feeling or thought, and this chick won't take her top off. This is Game of Thrones, bitch. We take our tops off. We take our bottoms off in Game of Thrones. I think that, I think we need to get some hard dicks on that show, too. Every time a guy's naked, it's just some, some flaccid, floppy dick. We need to get some, some, some boners on that show, too. I feel like it's bullshit. I feel HBO like Go the, uh, is 15 bucks a month, right? I expect better cock for of, $15 a month. It pulls that? you out of the moment of the sex scene when you're watching it, and there's like the unrealistically small amount of time between post-coitus and flaccid cock, where it's like it'll go from boom, having sex. There's a, three seconds of them like oh, finishing, and then the guy's like, oh, well, just hopping up, and then it's like you clearly did not just have a boner, you liar. <laughs> like you, you're walking around as soft as though you're, you know, in an ice rink. I and like it when just the me out of it. yeah, like there, the, there should be a glisten of. Post sex on that penis, right? Back it up. Like the 40 Put some Vaseline on it. Currently in the process of lowering. You know? like just <laughs> the so you're semi. So you're sold on the app. <laughs> I, I I completely agree. I, I feel like what bothers me a lot of, a lot of times is the angle of approach is all wrong. It's it's like that doesn't even work. Like like that's not how sex. I've had sex. That's not how sex works. <laughs> you're fucking her belly button. I mean, I, that's bullshit. You just fucked her belly button real hard. And I saw it. <laughs> like it's, just, it's just bullshit, or or like they're like, up they'll be the fucking, wall. they'll be or they'll be yeah up against the wall is the worst. Like like yeah, I've got a U shaped dick. Don't worry, or or even better is like when they're fucking from behind and like they're taking these millimeter long strokes. It's like yeah, we're having sex. Sure, just don't look too closely. Like, like 
I hate that. The simulated sex bothers me. I, I, I think real sex is the future of film and television. That's Clearly. There's been a, there are a few examples uh, of mm -hmm. real sex. And Nine film. songs. There's a thing on Netflix where the chick like blow, blows her, blows the guy, and there's cum and everything. That's on Netflix has got some dirty stuff. Is that even a movie at that point, or did they just make porn <laughs> with a better story? <laughs> it was a movie about her sucking a dick. So I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's my kind of film. That's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it, I remember um, people were calling Olivia Munn and, and such slutty. When uh, when those pictures came out, I think I've talked about this in PKA before. Tom Lorena slut shaming bitches. That's what's going on there. Those are people who are jealous of her. They're, she has nothing to be ashamed of. Her body is perfect. She's a very sexual person, which I think is incredibly attractive. And she seems really smart and and well read. She seems entertaining and comfortable with herself. Olivia Munn is like she's probably on my top five like hottest like dream perfect women. If you're gonna if you're gonna make that list, like she's way up there. Absolutely, you are supposed to be a ridiculous slut in the context of a loving relationship, and, uh, and she's I, half Asian, so she know you know she's gonna uh, age well. Like she'll she, help she'll you be with your math. And still be that hot. Lucy Liu's like fifty. Yeah, she does not look fifty. She's hot. That's the ticket. I'm going to Thailand. I'm gonna. <laughs> I can see the, the path laid out for me now. PKA <laughs> Adventures. I live in Red you. Light District. Yeah. yeah. I might need you to come with me. I, I, could, I, could, use, I could use Let's a fucking bodyguard. Yeah, that'd be we'll nice. film it. We'll film it. Oh, no. No cameras allowed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll film it, but we're going to show anybody. That's funny. Some people think that I'm opposed to like world travel and that I think that every country is evil. Um, but I just think that some countries are a little more dangerous than they give credit for. And maybe not for you, but maybe for me. There might be I might have different scenario than you would have as a as an average everyday person. Like like you never know. Somebody I might get over there and they go, Oh yes, FBS Russia kidnap. Like like, <laughs> like those are the only two words I hear. And the next thing you know, they black bag me and they're you know, cutting my pinky off as proof of life and shit. I don't need that. And sure, it's a one in a million chance, but maybe it was one in ten million for you, and I don't want to... I like it when you see the fat kids, like 275-pound 12-year-olds with the hard-to-kidnap t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I always want to go grab them, man. Just, just, just like, bullshit. Come with me, little guy. I'll show you. By the ear. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I but I would like to go to a country where the exchange rate is, um, or at least you know, an impoverished country where like it's not so much the exchange rate as just you know the, the they're so poor or whatever. I, I'd like to I'd like my dollar to go that much further. And the idea of not specifically seven dollar prostitutes, but the idea of like well, for prostitutes five dollars and a room is seven dollars, then I bet like the finest steak dinner in Thailand couldn't be more than twenty five dollars, right? Like. You, it seems like you could really live it up to like the the max in Thailand and and drop like a month's rent or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, my my whole trip, flight and everything included, I think was like twenty one hundred dollars, and that was for a month. I was there for a month. So where did nice. you stay? Now, how much yeah, would it have cost if you had, say, five prostitutes a week? <laughs> it would have been like ten dollars extra. <laughs> no, um, I stayed. I stayed at a at a camp, a Muay Thai camp, um, and it was like it was just a bed, and I shared a room with a guy, and then there was like outdoor showers and bathroom, uh, but they did feed us twice a day, two meals a day, 
and I forget what that came out to be. I think for the month it was $400, maybe more, but that was for a place to stay, two meals a day, and training. So for a month it was pretty good. Yeah. Was everybody there for one month, or were there some people like you got there and they were like, oh, this is my month six, I'm really trying to get good or whatever? Yeah, yeah, there was the, the, the Norwegian uh, lady who would love her. He said he was there, like, indefinitely until he decided to go back. Of course, and with that full supply of late boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where else could he? He tried to pay. I think he tried to pay for, like, six months up front, and the guy said, like, the guy was like, no, because I know, like, a month in or something, you, you could change your mind. So let's just do a month at a time. So Yeah. Well, that's hmm. really interesting. I uh, actually watched the video clip of the third round of that fight uh, you had in uh, in Thailand when you took that elbow. That looked yeah. like that hurt. Yeah, I don't remember. I really don't remember. <laughs> That's how you know it did it was, hurt. Yeah, exactly. My face, my face was like swollen out to here the next day, though. How did that fight? Right? No, I did. It wasn't on video, so like no one really knows if I'm telling the truth or not. But yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, I've I've heard that the uh, the Thai, the guys from Thailand. I kind of almost want to prove a point to the to the white guys, and that maybe they match you up with some of their toughest fellows. Is the, did you see that at all? Mm, no, I, I wouldn't say that was the case. The Thais are super nice, like really, really nice people out there, and I never felt like endangered at any point or taken advantage of. And now the guy who went against probably I probably had like five pounds on him. In fact, he was smaller. Um, but no, no, they were they were they were cool with it. It, they try to they try to like put um, if it's a televised event if it's a televised Muay Thai event they put um, Caucasians in the front they'll like even if you have a shitty seat they'll tell you to come in front because they want it to look like um, diverse on TV there so it's not just all Thai guys sitting there it's got white women and people. What's the food like there? Like like what was the food that you were being served? I imagine Thai food. Probably rice. <laughs> a lot of rice. Yeah. yeah yeah. Have you ever had Thai food? Yeah, I like Penang curry, uh, extra spicy. I like Thai food. Yeah, it was, yeah, um, it was like that, just a lot better. <laughs> a lot of rice, um, masaman curry. If you guys ever have never had that, I definitely recommend having that. It's what color is that one? Um, orange. It's like got a ginger um, taste to it. Potatoes, okay. chicken. Yeah, I've had that. But, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I like Thai food. Yeah, no, it was I awesome. Kinda, I kind of want to go. What's what are my odds of being kidnapped and 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 carried away in Thailand? I feel like oh I'm come it seems, on! This is like why people place. fuss at you. In most places, they don't actually kill you all the time. See, I just I just prefaced this whole conversation with the fact that I'm aware of that. I know that, but uh -huh. I, I just feel like there are and and you know too. All right, so so with a little, I'm sure that uh, I feel like you, Woody, would be a bigger target for kidnapping in, say, Honduras than an average Joe would be. Because maybe more, cause more people know you. Maybe they think you have some money. I don't know how they could get that idea. And, and they just, <laughs> that could easily happen. Like, like I'm just saying, like, if, you were, if I'm going to go to Honduras, then we're probably going to talk about it some, right? What's, what's to say some Honduran, Honduran doesn't call his cousin and be like, hey, there's these two guys coming down there. If you were to kidnap them both, you might be able to get some money out of it. And trust me, they'll pay you right up front. These guys have talked <laughs> about torture before. They can't take it. And that's true. <laughs> I cannot take any torture. You know in the movies when they, like, roll open that thing of tools and there's, yeah. like, scalpel? <laughs> Bullshit. As soon as you roll it, you don't, don't, even, don't even unroll it. He could come in there with, like, a napkin and it's, he's about to eat dinner. I'd be like, all right, yeah, my dad, he's over there hiding in that bush. <laughs> he's sick. 
My mom's up in the attic hiding behind the wall. Be, be burn her out, whatever. Like, like I, 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 I can't stand up to torture. I know I can't. Like, no, like, I don't I think. I think most people who think they can handle it okay are really overestimating themselves because yeah. they've seen movies like but, guys getting like their fingernails torn off and like ah do your worst it's like, <laughs> no, that's ridiculous i would be selling people down the river i'd be trying to get on the bad guy's payroll before he could even unroll it like hey you know my aunt the one with the money she's over there how about i do you one better find my uncle or divorce he's got some money too i'll help you out there Just let me out of these straps <laughs> i could recommend a good mutual fund i'll be your yeah. manager like, together let me see your whole portfolio. Come over here. Come on. Like, there's no need for pliers. Oh, what? bro, you gotta diversify. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I wouldn't stand up to torture. And so, there's part of me that thinks that just because I don't know we're a little bit more high profile than the average person, that it's not a good idea to go to an area that's known to have a higher than we're used to percentage of kidnappings which happens a lot in certain south american countries and there's nothing about what i said that is in any way not true all everything i just said is true there's tons of kidnappings. it's just that like i i feel like the chances of you getting kidnapped have gone from like point zero 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 one to point zero 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 five and you're fine i feel like they've like multiplied by tenfold like, like okay zero 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 one <laughs> yeah, that's too much. Um, I, I hear too many horrors. I, I wouldn't want to go to South America for one thing because it's kind of shithole. You guys know it is. And for another, <laughs> like all of it, the whole continent. Yeah. I mean, look at that. I mean, where do you? Oh, you, you want to go to Honduras? You want to go to Nicaragua? Like, like where are we going? Like, I went we, to I Nicaragua. Want, is Nicaragua South America or Central America? Where the hell's Nicaragua? America, I was there. I actually think it is Central America. But I would feel safer case. going with you guys to a country like Thailand or South America. Because when they came to steal you two away, they would have to send me back with the message to Kitty <laughs> to get the money. So I would be 100% fine. Like, like, we don't know who you are. Get the fuck out of here. And tell them we have Kyle or we're getting a finger. Like, all right, all right, I'm out. Kyle, sorry. Yeah, it's Central America, but it's north of Panama. So I, I guess it's not South America yet. I want to say the canal, right? Like, it, South I don't even know where the continent sort of start and stop. Wow, I well, feel really stupid right now. South America just starts at like Colombia, right? And all of Panama and higher is North America. Does anyone know this? I feel like South it's a waste America of time to even know. South of Mexico, right? Like, <laughs> it's a waste of time to know. <laughs> it's a waste of time to even know. People, oh. Oh, Americans don't know anything about geography. Who fucking cares what's Central America, South America? I'm not going down there. Like, like maybe Argentina, maybe Brazil, like one of those decent uh, countries with all the tourism and cool stuff going on, but. Like, like my grandfather or like step grandfather or whatever was from Honduras. I've heard enough horror stories about that shithole. I'm not going to one of the poorest places in the world. I would love to go somewhere in Asia. Like, like I would love to go to Thailand. That sounds cool. Um, I've heard great things about Korea. I, I had a friend of a friend who went to Korea to teach English, and she raves about it about about how awesome it is there and how like uh, how like cheap liquor and cigarettes are and how everybody just parties all the time and they have like a great time. But I just don't want to go to one have of those. Have you heard of the full moon? Full moon parties in Thailand? Is that what they call them? No. This was this was just word of mouth that I heard this, but you get on a float, they give you a float, and you go down a river, and they just give you acid and beer, and you just float down the river, and then boats will come up to you, they'll sail up next to you and ask you if you need any any more acid or, or beer, <laughs> and it's just like that for like eight hours. Boats. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna be on a boat for eight hours. How about you take a bunch of acid with your friends? 
and people you don't know just be tripping your balls off in a country you're not pre- that sounds horrible have you ever tried acid taylor no 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 kyle i would like to i i feel like um i feel like there's so there are those guys who, with everything, right, uh, who have been doing it their whole lives and they seem a little burnout. I feel like Joe Rogan might even be getting a little bit frayed at the ends with all of the, the psychedelics, you know, the mushrooms. And, you know, he does a variety of drugs. And, and maybe I don't think any one of them in moderation would be harmful in any way, really. But I feel like when you're, like, really, like, heavy into it like that, you're fraying at the edges of your mind a little bit. But... I would like to try them for sure. Psychedelics in general seem really interesting. Um, acid. Uh, I, I, there's like multiple names, and I think several of them mean the exact same thing, and some of them are just variants of the other. But the idea of doing acid, like a, a psychedelic where you're going to go on some spirit quest, some vision. Uh, I went to high school with a guy who talked about doing peyote, uh, which is cactus <laughs> juice, hallucinogenic cactus juice. And he talked about he's driving, and he can see the road in front of him, and suddenly the road goes up and i'm like what'd you do he's like fucking buckled up and held on (laughs) (laughs) drove through the sky man and i'm just like well first of all you shouldn't be driving (laughs) second of all what if you were playing like a racing video game on on this drug that gave you that effect like that sounds like an adventure what if you're playing like the spider-man video game i feel like it could open your mind up to lots of things that's what rogan's always talking about how it made him see the universe in a different way and that kind of interests me it's like really it's Am I missing out on part of my consciousness by not trying this uh, this chemical? Yeah, I mean, that's occurred to me too. He makes it sound like if you don't do this, that you're a closeted you thinker. Yeah, you, you know, hundred percent at least. It'd be yeah. like if you, you know, you never you never saw like a, a big aspect of life that everybody's accustomed to seeing and, yeah. and exposed to it. Um, so it interests me and his. His description of it, uh, of these things, interests me because I feel like he's a smart, uh, well-thought, well-spoken guy, and I feel like he's probably really good at describing what this is like. And I wonder if that you know if he's describing. Wh- Can I interrupt? I feel- that that description. That's what I was waiting for my chance to talk about it this whole time. I find that with drugs, people often do a really bad job of describing what the experience is. You know, it doesn't matter if it's alcohol, if it's pot, if it's LSD, if it's Coke, if it's heroin or meth or whatever. You're like, really? You tried heroin? um, I I combined marijuana and heroin. You tried heroin? What's heroin like? And people don't really say like, oh, yeah, well, what happens is this or what happens is that. Uh, the, uh, The guy who did acid a bunch said that uh, this is a, a guy I went to high school with that asked a bunch and failed out of college. And uh, he said he'd gotten a job in construction afterwards. And, and like someone would like hit a nail and would go flying and he'd see like five of them. Zoom, 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 zoom. Right. And he's like, I'm catching, he called them trails or something like that. He's like, I'm catching trails and this concerns me a bit, but I'm told that it's not forever in most cases. And, um, yeah, but by and large, people don't really tell me. They just say, oh, it's mind opening or, oh, it's good or it's bad or it's scary or, you know, you never want to be alone. Or apparently you're not supposed to look at like scary paintings or something while you're tripping. Like you never want to see that scream thing while you're tripping because it's so trippy. Like I, you're not helping me understand what you lived at all. John, John Travolta, when he was doing research for uh, Pulp Fiction, where he portrays a heroin addict who's often high on heroin like he was told by a heroin addict that the best way to approximate the feeling of being high on heroin was to get quite drunk on tequila 
and uh, sit in a hot tub. And said so it's like that. Sounds like um, a recipe for a terrible next day. <laughs> yeah, or a heart attack. Um, I know I was in a, I was in a like the only time I've ever felt like physically ill that, and I felt like it was a serious issue. I took Viagra in a hot tub and tried to fuck a chick in the hot tub in the 104 degree water. So you got physical activity, sexual activity, the the Viagra, which is just raising your blood pressure and and doing all kinds of things. And uh, and I almost I, after maybe however amount of time at some point I was just like oh, 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 wait wait what the fuck's wrong with me I gotta get out of here like just just like a shortness of breath that wasn't cardio related it was like uh, it felt like I had like overheated my body and like I wasn't getting enough oxygen or blood flow or something to my brain it it felt bad I did it and it was not good um, yeah so. my wife gets that in the shower so like the shower will be too hot we're hitting it. And afterwards, she usually gives me credit, like, oh, my God, you really took it out of me. It's like, no, you exercised in a hot shower. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's the issue yeah. here. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's, not, it's a real recipe for disaster. I wouldn't mix uh, the, the Viagra with the hot tub and the sex. Those three are not a good combination. If anyone out there is thinking of partaking <laughs> such a thing, it's a good time, just not safe. Not at the same time. Break not at the same time. Yeah, you could do any two of those three at the same time. Shane, you strike me as a guy with very little drug or alcohol experience. I feel like well, wait, 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 wait. Right now. Look behind you. <laughs> he knows his uh. drugs and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my mind. <laughs> that fucker's the one you call when you don't know where to get pot. No. I know. I, I hear it all the time, and I've heard it all the time growing up uh, that I look like a pothead, that I look like a stoner, but I really don't. I've smoked probably like less than 10 times my whole life and that's the first time was when i was 14. um the only other drug that i've done besides that is mushrooms and i've done that twice um yes why well, I, I had fun the first time which is why i did it again the second time and i would have done it i would do it again um i did a lot of research on it first though like you guys are you guys familiar with timothy leary no uh LSD, oh, yeah. he like he like popularized it. He found it. and He tried to, you know, he did a lot of studies on it. And he made his, so much of it. Yeah, and did a lot of it. Most of the world supply of it came from him. Yeah, but he did he did a lot of it. Too, and you <laughs> oh, can yeah, tell. Well, he had millions of he hits was, of it. Yeah, yeah, and he was his brain was fried. Like some of the stuff, some of the interviews, his later interviews, you can't even understand what he's saying. I don't even think he knows what he's saying. Yeah. Um, and of course, I don't want to get to that level, but he does. He does glorify it and make it sound interesting, but acid to me scared me a little bit. I like that the mushrooms Wait. are food poisoning. Go ahead. I, I got confused. You said you've done mushrooms, and then in my head, you, you kind of interchanged acid and mushrooms. They're not the same thing, right? Acids no, are that no, little tablet thing. No, but he has said that they're paper. very similar. The effects oh, are oh okay, okay. That mushrooms aren't as powerful. But it acid has a still, uh Acid, they'll drip a drop of it onto a piece of paper. Paper. Sometimes it's a, a cookie or something Tab- like that. Tablet could be, yeah. could be anything really. Mm. Um, it's also would, lasts like twice as long. Yeah. Acid. Does. Well, do you remember what kind of mushrooms you you, you took? Magic. Mushroom. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Many years um, ago, we ate some mushrooms, and they tasted so goddamn awful that uh, it, it just seemed. Like, like they, it, they were repugnant. Like, we, we were trying to mat. Like, I took a chip and like dipped it in the salsa and then like put the mushroom on it and then was like, glump. 
like like yeah. did my best like not to taste the thing and got like no effects from it. Um, apparently, we didn't eat enough of them or something. We went hiking, and the gr- all the colors were prettier, and that was the end of the story. Like all the colors were beautiful. It was like you turned up the uh, the saturation. saturation on the world, mm-hmm. and yeah. and that was the only effect whatsoever. And it was beautiful, but it wasn't the uh, the crazy like there are butterflies everywhere kind of experience. It was just like ah, oh, that grass is really green. That yeah, sky I'd say that- is really blue. I think that was the first thing that I noticed. Oh, go ahead, man. Sorry. Uh, no, yeah, the, the first thing I noticed the very first time was we were walking down the street, and with mushrooms, it has, you have to digest it, and it has to go through your system, so it takes about a half hour. And then I, I, I'm walking down the street, and I'm looking at these plants, and at first it was like the saturation. I was like, yeah, I think things look more saturated. And then I'm looking at something, and I'm like, I've never... I've never seen that color before. And from what I remember, it was like a purple-silver mix, like really like fluorescent. And I'm like, that's that's not, oh, I'm like, guys, I'm tripping. This is it. I'm, I'm starting to feel it. But oh. then once it like really hit me, and the, the trip was eight hours long. Like it was, it was really long. It was like Almost you, a game you, of you make a whole day of it. <laughs> 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 but um, no, but like it, it's, the way I explained it is like you, you kind of, you can like communicate with people, not without talking, but like you understand, you like vibe off of each other. Like if you're if you're in a bad mood or someone else is is around you that isn't tripping and they're like skitzing out or they're paranoid, then you two will feel that like instantly. It'll like overwhelm you, and it'll be like this black cloud that hits you. But if you're in a good mood, like everyone around you is in a good mood and you're all like on the same level, and you kind of are like yeah 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 exactly. I know exactly what you're saying. That was the one thing, and it, it was. It was fun, like it was a bonding experience. Um, there was a lot of thinking, a lot of relaxing. Um, Have you ever had to be the one to babysit? Like, no. watch people? Because I've had to do that, and I know the vibe thing you're talking about. Like, the reason that they're a little peeved sometimes is because a lot of the time you're being annoying, like tripping. Like, I was uh, babysitting yeah. for, yeah, a couple friends, uh, and basically, for, I don't know if Woody knows or anything, like, if you trip, you should have a babysitter, someone who like keeps tabs on everything. You don't want all eight of you all on acid running around with nobody in control. Like you need to have the the grand now. Can you can you um, rationalize with them? And be like, no, 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 no. You don't want to go outside. You could walk into traffic. We need to keep you in the apartment. Yeah, no, not that. Not if you can say it quickly, because they they trail <laughs> off it to, and look at different things. And it depends on how much they've taken. To be honest, if it's like a little bit like what Shane described, then you can you can rationalize with them like they're not out of their mind yeah. but if they take like a quarter like a ton and they're just tripping their balls off like i was with my friends and we were just hanging out at my apartment because i was telling them like if you guys are going to do this i'm going to watch you make sure that you none of you do anything stupid and run around campus and so we had grand plans for the night like we're going to play this board game and we're going to do this and that and i'm going to order pizza and get some beer and you know they ended up for two and a half hours the, one of those cheap wooden doors that has like those fake wood patterns, you know, on it, like for a bathroom door, just cheap, okay. shitty bathroom. It's door. a cheap hollow like, core wood yeah, door. Hollow okay. Cord, there's a pattern on it. They just laid in my bed for like two and a half hours and stared at this design in the dark, and they were all talking about how it was moving and creating art for them, and that it was just beautiful. And I had to keep walking like guys, come on, do fucking anything, but you <laughs> sit here on my bed while I'm out here alone. <laughs> With fear and You're so you selfish. Just... The night wasn't about you, Taylor. I know. But I, I would so just bored. be happy that it was easy to watch them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, no, the, the, the rationalizing thing, it was, 
for me, what I remember is we were like, let's go to the mall. Everyone's like, yeah, that sounds fun. We'll go to the mall. And then the babysitter who was just drinking, yeah, he's like, wait, are you, are you guys sure you want to go to the mall? Because there's a lot of people there. And then we all like, oh, that's a good point. You know, no, okay, yeah, we don't want to go to the mall. Like, it was like stuff like that. If I would just give them like a crown, crowns and a coloring book and have them trip for eight hours. It seems like that'd be a really easy job as, while, you watch, while you watch Netflix. Put Planet Earth on for them so they can just think about nature. And <laughs> <laughs> colors are so deep. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's. I like it. Do we need a whole new topic? Sure. All right. And I wish Kyle was here because it's right on time for the ad read. But this might be a quick topic. So um, this is a, a few days old. Oh, wow. Wait, this is older than I thought. It says it's from December 2010. I thought it was the current when I showed it. But 16-year-old girl who cried rape after cheating on boyfriend jailed for six months. Should women go to jail for crying rape? Mm. Depends on... I feel like there's, they, so, there's so much evidence you have to bring into account. If it turns out that it's like it can be proven that it was a malicious thing to try and get vengeance where it's like, all right, this person, this guy pissed me off, so I'm going to manipulate the law knowingly and do this and just have a mishandling of justice in my favor, then yeah. But if it's just like a she thought that she was and then it turns out that there wasn't enough evidence or something, then no. Yeah, yeah. Nobody would come forward. That's the counter. So I was talking to my daughter about it and... um she was just really conscious of the fact that you can't take it to a spot where like if you accuse someone of rape one of us is going to jail like all right i've decided to play chicken with you you know you you did something to me i'm not happy now i'm you know like you rape me i'm not happy i'm willing to roll the dice one of us is going to jail over this thing and it's like you know all right if you can prove rape he goes to jail if you can't you go to jail like that shouldn't be the outcome but usually in these cases like it's it's really clear like like there maybe there wasn't even sex at all and she just told the cops that was the case and uh you know to to get out of trouble or, or something like that like I don't know. Like it's the women's version of beating up a guy, you know, using the law to do this. It, somehow it seems analogous to this dumb thing. On Woodycraft, we have these games. Uh, Woodycraft's my Minecraft server. It's the best Minecraft server the world's ever seen. And um, uh, the players will play against each other. We have these games that are competitive that don't last just like, you know, 15 minutes or so. They last four months. And um, I love it when the players try to beat each other through the game that's great it's how it's supposed to be done i hate it when one of the weapons they use is me and they say woody oh you don't know taylor did this thing or taylor did that thing or taylor said something about my son or whatever and like you know their method of beating taylor is to get me involved and to like ban somebody or or whatever like that that's how i think sometimes women attack men not very commonly of course but it's like yeah i'll get the police to get after you yeah that's a crappy tactic it i don't know shouldn't be like i guess it would just i'd just be retreading over what you said like unless it's a vengeance malicious thing or it's intending to take advantage of the law then you shouldn't go to jail for it like but 
I don't know. That's such a sticky situation. That whole issue, anytime it comes up, like you have to be so careful what you say, no matter what, because anything you say can and will be misconstrued or misunderstood by someone. Even if like you're taking all the precautions and being as honest as possible, like someone's going to just by mentioning the word, like people get a little pissy sometimes. Did, Not did, our audience, I don't think. Did you see the one recently? So this, this police officer arrested this woman, a pretty thing in her 20s. And uh, I, I, I think she was drunk driving. And then while she was in a room by herself, she used her cell phone. Now, she wasn't supposed to be using her phone. She wasn't supposed to have her phone, I think. And uh, he heard her on the phone, and it's recorded. So I heard her on the phone. And she said that uh, she was going to accuse the cop of rape and get him in trouble or molesting him or something like that. Like he touched her boob or whatever. And anyway, she tried to get the cop in trouble for a sexual assault. But everything that happened, like he had a body cam, he recorded her telling her friend that she was going to use this lying tactic to get the cop in trouble. She shouldn't simply be unsuccessful. She should go to jail. Like yeah. th- there, there needs to be a penalty for falsely accusing, but there needs to be a balance somehow for like in a case like that, she clearly was knowingly breaking the law. This wasn't a, he said, she said it's, they feel like that's her. way more black and white than most of these situations. <laughs> the punishment should be rape. <laughs> <laughs> punishment uh, should be rape. It should. Add read time, Kyle. Nothing like a little rape to get you in the mood for some ads. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Speaking of me undies. <clears throat> well, I think we should. Uh, you want to space these out? Maybe I'll do one, and then thirty minutes we'll do another. Or uh, whatever you think is best. All right. So, do you want to? Wh- which of our sponsors would you like me to tell you about first? Me undies, which I really love, or food. Me undies. And stop, right, stop being preferring one sponsor over the other, Kyle. One of them is literally wrapped around my dick right now. <laughs> I have me undies on my ass at this moment. I, I, I haven't been able. I don't have the food. You wear underwear every day. That's 365 days a year, rain or shine. You need it to be extraordinary without an insane price tag. Me undies understands this, and that's why they've created the world's most comfortable underwear. Luxury at half the retail price you'll find anywhere else. It's uh, the material I think is called Modal. I think that's how you pronounce it, and it really is twice as uh, soft as cotton. I've washed mine maybe a dozen times right uh, by now, and it's still holding up just just as well as it uh, ever did. It's not like getting those little uh, like lint balls on it. It's not getting any less soft than it was before. It's uh, it's affordable when you consider that compared to the multi-pack underwear that's always scratchy and lame. Meundies has tons of colors and styles for both men and women, which means you and your lady can finally have matching underwear. They release a new design every month, and on top of that, they're even offering free shipping to the United States and Canada. <clears throat> MeUndies has a money-back guarantee, so if you don't love your first pair, you get to keep it for free. That's right, they don't want your old used underwear back, so you have nothing to lose. The best part about all of this is that they're offering 20% off of your first order when you use uh, URL MeUndies.com PKA. There's a link in the description you can click. And uh, like I said, you'll get 20% off your first order, and I gotta say... I don't just stand behind this product. I stand inside of it. Uh, I, I'm a big fan. I, I've got the camouflage ones, and I've got the tie-dye ones. And I'm hoping that after this extraordinary ad read we just did, they'll be kind enough to send me some more underwear. I'd like that, MeUndies. If you could send me, I want the pink pair, and I'd also like some camouflage ones for my girlfriend. She's a small. All right. I got a thing to talk about. It's related to MeUndies. So 
I was watching Conor McGregor do a weigh-in. And uh, there's a picture on him there. Uh-huh. And my initial thought was, holy shit, look at the cock on that dude. Right? I'm sure we all thought that. Right? It's, it's on display like- in a way that boxers don't display your junk. And I guess when I first saw it, having been a boxers guy since like my teenage years, it was like he's got a lot of fucking package there. And this isn't even a good one. There's another one where he wore white underwear. Uh, they probably don't want what is that Reebok underwear? Whatever. So, yeah, it's Reebok um, underwear. Um, but I saw it and didn't quite get it until I got the MeUndies. They sent it to me, and Jackie is like, "Wow." check out that package this is a woman who's seen my package tens of thousands of times and uh millions maybe <laughs> it cups it's it, it cups and it's it gives so much a little support for, there's support there thank you <laughs> it molds to every crease and curve of your cock and balls you can see the head <laughs> outlined and everything it's really grabbing on and wow. like you know you're when you're, when you're your Frank's sitting on top of your beans or whatever and, and you normally don't get that outline on either side but this does you, you look good wearing them they feel amazing. They took uh, my package and, and you know, like, it's hard to sell jewelry if you don't have proper lighting and a nice display, right? There should be, like, that white leather thing. When they bring it out, they don't put it on top of that scratched-up glass countertop. No. they throw them the, on the fucking floor? No, they put them up there on that velvet. Make yeah, they good. put it on the velvet, and they put the light on it. And that, that's what MeUndies do for you. They take your junk, and they make it a treasure. I want some for my girlfriend. I really do mean that. If any of you people me on these are out there, I want to see what her ass looks like in this underwear that makes my dick look amazing. I wonder uh, if me undies. No, I was going to talk too much smack. I'll, I'll let it think. <laughs> yeah, it be go. inappropriate. I want some of those panties. They make socks too. I, I'd love to try your socks out so I could uh, talk more about them. I bet their socks are incredible. What if their socks are as soft as the underwear? Imagine. Yeah. yeah. I'd work all day. Socks. Probably the same material. Mm, work that all seems day. to be their selling point. I think it's guys. made from birchwood trees or something. Really? Guys, I'm going to head out. All right. I hate to do it. <laughs> no worries. Thank you I for wanna, coming I, on. I would love to come back on. You guys yeah, we'd love to time. have you on. I had a great time talking about the Lady Boys. Um, tell everybody again what you do <laughs> and where they can find your stuff at. So I teach self-defense videos on YouTube, Fight Tips videos. If you just type in Fight Tips, you'll find me. Um, boxing, Muay Thai. All that good stuff. Sometimes we have guest trainers on doing grappling and Krav Maga. I was going to say, and how's your ground game, Shane? It's not the best, I'll be honest. Uh-huh. I've done boxing, Taekwondo, and Muay Thai, so it's I'm, I'm all, all striking. All right. But I'm looking to get into judo next. You should do a mm. collaboration where you guys have a, a like a, a grappling-only like sparring match. That would be fun. Oh, God. He looks Boxer really fit. He's, he's really fit. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry we're out of time because I wanted to talk about physical fitness because he's a real mm. specimen. He's one of those guys that, that like you see walking on the side of the road with their shirt off and you're like, he's like a fucking action figure. How do he do that? So I'd like to see yeah, that. Yeah, fuck Shane. What is <laughs> <laughs> They're talking about you. Yeah, about you. <laughs> Went to your website, pretty boy. Yeah. <laughs> All you need well, is a haircut and you could be a model. <laughs> <laughs> Model some when I see the money, yeah. when I see the money, I'll, I'll cut them off. But otherwise, money for. All right. Uh, <laughs> thank you for coming on. Yeah. Good yeah, times. You guys are awesome. Thanks, Thanks for man. watching. Everybody. Later, man. See ya. See you later. Nice to meet you. All right. Now I, I need to I fix.
I'm oh, just not sure if Conor Taylor, McGregor has a giant cock here. If this, this you know, I didn't find the right picture. There, there is a picture yeah, I somewhere. Picture. I, from what I'm seeing there, it looks like he's got above average, but nothing that would shock you if you like, like that thing my cousin described in the locker room, where like that transgender person like rolled out a 10 inch cock out of nowhere, like like it was an elephant's trunk or whatever. Rolls it or out. Yeah, like a fire hose, like it's spooled up and it's <laughs> like a like a big fruit by the foot roll up. Or it's funny. I I googled Conor McGregor cock, and the top <laughs> the top it, uh, link was like Conor McGregor is packing untold firepower <laughs> from uh, mixedmartialarts.com. All right, now I need to fix everybody's stuff. Well, that did you see Justin Bieber's? Does help a lot. Did you see Justin so, Bieber's dick? I did not. I missed it somehow. Yeah, so I, he was vacationing somewhere. It sounded tropical. I don't recall the exact locale. And it looked like he ran out a, uh, like a back sliding door completely nude, and he's kind of like jogging and laughing, and, and he's fully naked. So they got a picture of his dick. Uncut. Uncut. I did well, not expect. Mm. Oh, I guess. Culture in the Great White North. It looked like he had a, a decent-sized package. I honestly think that I got, I got more going on than Justin Bieber. Um, so, touche. Who would have thought that would have been an enviable statement well, I, I, five it, years ago? <laughs> none of us would have until we saw it. I still have okay. yeah. well, Here, let me help you out. Nah, I, it's, it's all right. You don't want to see Justin Bieber's <laughs> dick. You're going to Google it right after the show. Uh, you know I, I might, yeah. <laughs> Just to be sure. Let's see here. Seems like you would be smarter than that if you're that famous to not be like, you know, prancing about like that, even if you are in a different country, because like you're like you're so famous that someone's looking for you all the time, constantly. Like he couldn't go to Thailand very safely, for sure. <laughs> Can't go anywhere. Yeah, he's super recognizable. Somebody like that. Yeah. Although I saw that thing the other day for Chris Pratt, like was unrecognized by all those New Yorkers. That was interesting. Yeah. But I, I feel like Justin Bieber's more recognizable than. Who do you think the most famous person in the world right now is? Right like, now. Um, What'd you say? Barack Obama. Pope, maybe. Everybody knows who the Pope is. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know, actually. If you took the Pope out of his outfit, I'm not sure I'd recognize him. Oh, no. He's got to have the outfit on. Otherwise, I know the title, but like... That's not fair. That's like saying... No, because if Barack Obama wore like a regular suit and was on the elevator with me, I'd be like, I totally know it was him. You yeah. can put a new old guy in that Pope outfit every day for like <laughs> Nobody would months, notice. And, and it would take a while for people to be Bullshit. like, is that the same guy? I'm not gonna <laughs> we all saw Emperor Palpatine. If they, sh if they wheel his ass back out there, I'm going to have to join the Jedi Resistance or something. <laughs> that guy, he looked so much like Palpatine, it was scary. It was like George Lucas knew something we didn't and there was something about to go down. I, I didn't know what to think about that. There was a time when I thought Michael Jordan was the most recognized person in the world. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, maybe. Not Michael Jordan. I bet Obama is up there really high. I bet Vladimir Putin probably uh, is somewhere up there. Um, Kim Kardashian, as, as sad as it is, is probably up there. Maybe some injuring, faking soccer douchebag. Yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I bet you have to think about so global things. There's, there's like two billion people who know some soccer player somewhere. Yeah. I, I, I wish I could relate to that sport and, and get into it, but... Have you tried being more boring? <laughs> I like that. that. <laughs> but I, I think the problem with it is that when it's played at its highest level, it's, um, 
it's it's not entertaining if that makes any sense when when everybody is amazing out there it just doesn't look you know the games are often so low scoring and and it just seems like there's a lot of back and forth and I guess I don't have any appreciation for the ball handling. Like it, I see them, you know, moving with the ball, and I'm just like, yeah, they're moving with the ball, whatever. Just fuck it. Like, I, I just don't, I just don't get it. I think a lot of professional sports are like that. I think I feel like uh, professional basketball is played the wrong way. I think they need to put four men on each team. Those guys are when they when they came up with the idea for the the, the dimensions of that court, the height of that basket, the size of that rim, the size of the ball, and five men on each team. <clears throat> It wasn't the caliber of man we have playing that game today in mind. It was a bunch of white boys in Indiana who couldn't even jump up there and grab that peach basket they were shooting at. All right, so like I now disagree. That you've got these seven foot tall guys with wingspans that are like eight feet in some cases. Like it, it, it's it, the, it, it's too much. You need a less. You need less players. Four on each. If team. you had four players, I think it would spread out the game. And they'd just be shooting threes and such. And, you know, it'd all be all about the jumper. What you have now with a crowded game is these mega athletic guys who dribble the ball like it had a handle on it. I would change the dimensions of the court, too. The, um, I would make the rim 12 feet for sure. It needs to be 12 feet. Because like, you don't like dunking? No, because it's too easy to dunk. There's plenty. Every player shouldn't be able to dunk. And right now, every player can dunk. Every player, it, how is something an achievement if literally any player that's playing the game, if he's just standing there in practice, can just hop up and do it? How is that something cool? It's it like an eight-foot rim. Feet. Yeah, it's, to us. So, yeah, exactly. It's like an eight-foot rim to us. It should be 12. So when you see somebody fucking dunk, they soared through the air to make that dunk. And the, the three-point line. But it's also line, a weak as shit that, dunk, and it's often like a finger roll, and it's whatever it's still it's it's still going to be impressive they're going to be flying through the air i i, I think that the uh the three-point line needs to be backed up a couple more feet three at least another yard or two um at the I think very that would... least they need like those oldie time leather football helmets and then like maybe very light pads and allow some like not body checking as hard as like hockey but let them like mix it up a little limbs are about yeah be a little more aggressive there Hmm. I'm torn on that too, that. right? Now, if like you were saying wrestling, golf wrestling needed film. more compact contact, then I'd be totally with you. Yes, they should be fucking with each other <laughs> in golf. Golf is the most boring shit in the world. Yeah, dude. Like, they, there, there's no like playing through. Like they're they're occupying all the holes simultaneously. So every time you hit, you have the opportunity to go for the hole or go for the other player. Golfing <laughs> should be hole, a little bit. Golf cart joust. It should. No, <laughs> golfing should be a little bit like a field goal, right? Like you and I are golfing together. It's kind of you know one v one. They put me 15 yards away, and they're like, "Ready, go!" And you have to get the ball off. I try and block it, or ideally tackle the kicker before he does it. That would make golf good. But the golf today sucks. Um, but basketball, no. I feel like um, it, like a lot of these changes that they're making, like all oh, the dunks will be harder and they'll be weak as shit, barely getting it in. And, you know, we'll spread it out so that and have fewer players so people are more wide open to take their shots. And I'm like, ah, 50s basketball was shit. I, I don't think that it's – that. See, I, I don't think those things are true. I, uh, like, all right, so even now there are times where they just roll it in off their fingers or they, or they do a layup. Those are the cases when they can't, don't have enough speed or athleticism to get the dunk because it seems like they need at least two steps, right, to get it done. Most of them. But, so I, I feel like the same thing would happen. You'd, you'd have those finger rolls and layups at about the same rate that you have currently, mm. but maybe more, but I just feel like a slam dunk would mean something. Like, and, and not every player could do it. I don't, I don't know if every 
I don't know how many men can dunk a 12 foot fucking basketball goal, but I know the elite can. And, and I feel like that would, that'd be cool. Here's as my issue as, with basketball. As far as it's spreading the game out, and, and I don't see how four on four would be different than five on five if you shrink the court just a little bit. All right, give me a chance here. Here's the actual problem with basketball. One, fucking thug life, right? Like there's a huge population that doesn't relate to the current basketball players. People are so tatted up. They're so, they look like rap stars, right? And, and not like pro athletes. Two, millionaires club. These are my two issues with basketball. It, it back when you got to, like when, when, when the old school guys played, the Jordans, the Johnsons, Larry Bird was known for being a dick. Um, these guys didn't like each other. Elijah Wan. They, they had rivalries. Now, it's not so much rivalries. They're all friends. They're all in this millionaire Escalade driving club. And they're all friends and they're all like, yeah, I'm in the NBA. You're in the NBA. We're all rich. We're all famous. Things are going good for us. You know, we're happy. No. Like, I, I want them to fucking, like, torture each other and, and stuff. I, I mean, do you remember the Larry Bird story where he, where I think he met Hakeem Olajuwon? Do, do you know this? I know a bit about Bird, but not that story, no. Uh, let, me, let me see if I, I think I'll be able to YouTube this I pretty quickly. I saw this YouTube clip where Bird <clears throat> hits, like, six clutch shots in a, in a row at the end of a game. Like, he, like, takes the lead with one three... He gets fouled. He hits both free throws or something like that. It, he hit like four threes in a row and all of his uh, free throws, and it won the game. It was incredible because every every time, every possession that he had, he had to make the shot to continue the game or to win the game. And every time he made it, and he made it flawlessly. It was really incredible to see how clutch that guy was. I can't imagine that amount of pressure not affecting you so much. Like I feel like when I'm under that much pressure, like my limbs feel numb and my brain's a little fuzzy and like I don't have the same coordination anymore it feels like but he seems to just rise to that and that was cool to see I just don't like how basketball is so much of an all-star sport like hmm. very few other sports one guy can be the whole reason that you're good like one guy's excellent on a baseball team like sure if it's the pitcher that helps a lot yeah. But other than that, it's not going to save you and redeem a shit team. Like football, yeah, even, same thing. We see it all the time when, when you've got like that great quarterback and when he finally gets away from Chicago and goes somewhere, like he, he, he rises and, and shines as soon as he's got mm -hmm. a defense. Like Tom Brady isn't Tom Brady without that defense in front of him. It's Yeah, it's, yeah like, I know what you mean. It seems like that. It, that. But I feel like it's... I feel like that could be changed if the court were different. I really do think four-on-four four basketball would be fa more fast-paced. I feel like there'd be, I just feel like it'd be more fast paced and I feel like there'd be more cool scoring. I'd like to see that. They're just too big. They're enormous. And they just They're, need a little more, more aggression. So that you kind of put the fear of God in the all-stars of every team. Because as of I, now, it's like, we're playing basketball. What's the worst that you're going to do to me? I know I can take my sweet time. Worst case scenario is I don't score. Like I, The perfect headgear, I think, would be like uh, the wrestling headgear that covers your ears. So like you protect your ears and a little maybe it's soft uh, some soft protection on top, and and I'd like that. I think maybe throw in some elbow pads and have them mixing it up a little bit. I'd like that. Like I don't know what the rules would have to be, but maybe you know if you're not touching the ball, just about anything should be okay. You know if you don't if you're not in possession um, or receiving <laughs> or something. I feel like you could fuck with that guy a lot. Yeah, make it so like you can't charge like hockey and just ram into someone. 
but if you have both feet planted, you can give like hard shoves, or maybe like I don't a, know. They'd never do it though. Those guys are pussies. Just like I, I, I see more um, flops out of uh, basketball guys than I do soccer guys. Like those guys are constantly taking falls and flopping and pretend like it'll be it'll be just like the other guy go like that and he'll he'll be like oh an opportunity and he'll just like he'll yeah, just fall exactly. over like he got slammed. I hate that with a passion. I, I don't like any sports where someone flops or flails, which is why the NHL is so great. When you they think that you even exaggerate. Like if you get tripped and they're like, you know what, you fell harder than we think you should have fallen you little bitch and so your, your name is publicized as you know so and so for embellishment and fine 10 grand or whatever it's like yeah, it's, they don't take kindly to that there but are some sports where like there. the mindset is so manly and hardcore that you do the opposite in football when you get hit hard you pop right back up like that you're sure you're that if someone nails you and you just got your lights knocked out you want to hop back up and act like you didn't mm-hmm. feel a thing and run back to that huddle because it, it's going to get in the other guy's head. He's going to be like, I just gave him everything I had. He wasn't even looking. And he just hopped like hopped up like it was nothing. He's, re- yeah. he's, in the, he's ready for the next play. Like it, but in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in hockey, I don't know that much about hockey, but I've been to a couple hockey games, and I watched uh, the Bruins and the uh, – um, it was the Bruins and you know the Atlanta team, whatever the fuck they were. And they mixed it up a little out there, and those guys were serious. I could see their faces; they were angry. Like they were, like, <laughs> they were very upset, and and they're they looked really like really scary guys. Like, and they're enormous on those skates. They must be skating around at six four or something. Even the regular size guys. Have you seen any of those videos on YouTube I, of hockey fights? Because there's like etiquette to it oh, before I've seen, it starts. Dude, I, I, I know about the etiquette. I even some, know a little bit. About the, yeah. a little Can bit we about circle back to Larry Bird here? I've been looking for the story, and I can't hear Wilkins saying it, so I'm going to have to read it to you. But here it is. One of the first times I ever played against him. This is Dominic Wilkins talking about Larry Bird. I went out for the opening tip and went to shake his hand. He just stood there and looked at me stone-faced with his hands behind his back. I was like, whoa. Then we were getting ready for the tip, and he <laughs> says to me, Holmes, you don't belong in this league. I couldn't believe it, but it happened so fast, I didn't know what to think. Larry Bird called people Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> then we had the ball, and I was on him. And he said, I don't know why they got, they got you guarding me, Holmes. You can't guard me. Then whap, he hit a three. And then he came down on me and said, they made a mistake putting you on me, Holmes. And he took another <laughs> three. Getting into the story, Wilkins begins to act things out with his facial expressions. Now I'm so hot. I'm hot. I mean, I'm fucking steaming. And then a little while later, I came down on a break, and he was backpedaling. I went right after him. I jumped up, and he tried to challenge, but I took it right through the rim, and he fell and hit the basket support. He got up and said, I like you, rookie. You've got guts. And I was happy for a second. And he said, but I'm still going for 40 on you tonight. (laughs) Then he paused with the story, stepped back, and smiled. But I got him, Wilkham said. He only scored 39. <laughs> and that's yeah, you old. Showed him. <laughs> that's old school rivalry, right? That like you got guts. Why are you guard me, etc. I, I, I just feel like now they're all friends. They're all like, yeah, you true. know, we made it, and that stuff's I, behind us. And the farther you go back in time, the more scary that those rivalries and intense the players become. When you go all the way back to Ty Cobb, that guy was fucking scary. Ty Cobb sharpened his steel cleats. He slid feet up. He he slid in and kicked you with steel spikes on his <laughs> on, on his feet. Like that's what he did. As hard as he fucking could, he wanted to hurt you so you drop the goddamn ball. He he was, he was the greatest hitter uh, in baseball of all time. Mm-hmm. His numbers are unfathomable. 
his control he wasn't a power hitter he he was a control hitter he could hit the he could put the ball in play anywhere he wanted to he was incredible but he was a mean motherfucker he want, he caught a man picking his pocket once and pistol whipped him to death right there in the streets to death to death with a pistol whip? Like, that he must take a lot of hits. Him to death. On you. Keep in mind, that means that he must have been carrying a pistol. And instead of shooting the man, he decided to beat him to death. He also beat his wife quite a bit. He didn't like black people or Jews, but he was one hell of a baseball player. You want to see had a... some, like, racial uh, rivalries back then where it would be like, oh, we're playing the fucking Yankees tonight. It's like, why do you hate them all of a sudden? Well, they got a couple of Irish guys on there. They <laughs> <laughs> old, like 1906 racism. Uh, Ty Cobb is from my hometown, so that, like the Ty Cobb Museum's here and everything. So mm -hmm. I'm a big Ty Cobb fan. He was a horrible human being, but an incredible baseball player. And that's what um, really matters. Yeah, and, and if you want, <laughs> they made a movie about him. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones plays Ty Cobb, and uh, it it was filmed here. So like a lot of the shots in the movie are like my hometown and stuff. So check that out. It's called Cobb or Ty Cobb or something like that. Mm, good name. Do you ever think of how much they could get away with back then compared to now? Like if he killed Mike a man. Vick, I know. Yeah, if Michael Vick in the street. His dog thing was in like <laughs> if the football was that big in like the 30s, and he did it yeah. then. It wouldn't even be on his Wikipedia page. It'd be like he was <laughs> he was excellent quarterback. A bit of a kerfuffle with a couple animals once. Uh, you know. Surge no, ahead and now is subpar. that long ago they'd be like he was a he was a champion dog fighter. Yeah. His, dogs, <laughs> his dogs killed more other dogs than any dog. Like, like they'd, have, they'd have been bragging about how how badass his fighting dogs were. Dog now. fighting would be all the rage. You know? yeah. Little kids. Not only a professional in his spare time he fights dogs. <laughs> there he is, bringing a few of the neighborhood kids in on the mix. Get them, boys! Is Vic still playing football? He's black. Like, <laughs> I thought I, I heard know. something about him recently, like not being welcome on some team. Uh, I, I honestly don't know. I, I know he. You know, I think he he's gone after. from Philly. No, he's not in Philly anymore. I thought that might be what you're talking about. Uh, it appears he plays for the Jets now. I'm on his Wikipedia page. I'll oh. get it. It just looks like there's stats and stuff. Well, I'd like to take. Would you like me to take this moment and talk about yes. our second advertiser while you look up his stats? Because I'm curious about where he is. Okay. Our bodies need nutrients. Food can prepare. Excuse me. Food can provide what's needed, but cooking takes time and effort to meet your individual daily nutrition needs. That's why we came out with 100% food, nutritionally complete smoothie in a bottle. That. It's, it's that easy, eat like an astronaut approach that resulted in half a million meals served just one year later. 100% food bottles uh, remove the guesswork by delivering balanced meals with all needed nutrients uh, as specified in the FDA daily 2000 recommended calorie diet. And, uh, but saving time is just the beginning. Learning how, the, how to best leverage nutritionally complete meals for ourselves is the key. With 100% food, you can reach your personal goals. Busy? Have a healthy lunch at the time it takes to have a cup of coffee. Sporty? Gain muscles choosing double protein option. Beauty, manage weight with low carb version. Or, or uh, excuse me, or, or maybe, Chiz uh, is a terrible writer. Or maybe you'd love to cook. Well, if you have the time, download 100% Food app for your iPhone and check out plenty of uh, recipes designed by our master, excuse, excuse me, designed by our chief mixologist. They have a mixologist there. Pick yours and adjust to your intake. 
go ahead over to 100%food.com and choose a 100% food blend that best suits your uh, best suits you and get started eating healthy and eating quickly today. 100% food is probably the best way to start your day. And I happen to, to know that Chiz has ordered a month's supply of this stuff. And uh, although he didn't used to eat breakfast, he's replaced two of his meals in the day with this stuff. He, uh, he likes the chocolate uh, flavor. He says it tastes like Cocoa Puffs. And I think he's using the whey protein because you can choose which protein source you want. So It does taste good. So, so I, this is actually my first experience with it. Chiz gave me a bottle. and um, Can you hold it closer? Yeah, I was holding it to the camera. But he, so people know I have two cameras, one for Kyle and Mirka and one for you guys. Um, it does taste I expect it to taste bad. So here's, here's my honest opinion of it. Um, it's super easy to make. What they do is they give you this bottle that's half full. You add water, shake it up, and there's your meal. It's as, as straightforward as that. Um, there are, like, seeds in it, which I, there's seeds all over the label if you look at it but to look at the powder it didn't look like it would be seedy at all but when you chew it or whatever you're like oh i see it's not um it's not just powder like there's some meat if you call seeds that yeah, it's not a completely homogenous mixture there's some hemp <laughs> seeds in there and stuff yeah like there's it, it it's not just water and chiz was telling me when he drank it like he didn't expect the seeds at first but they're there so you gotta you gotta know you're kind of drinking a meal not just making a milkshake. It's not like a milkshake. There's food in it. And, uh, and I, I don't know. I guess it's a cool way to, to take a meal, control your intake, control your portion sizes, and save time. So, yeah, kind, do you have, like, fitness kind or the... I'm sorry? Do you have like the fitness kind or the protein kind? Or? Um, I don't know if they have different goals. I, I think that basically it's, it's a healthy meal that fits a handful of different goals. Stay energized without stimulants and junk food in the time it takes to have a cup of coffee. So it looks like they're doing a healthy thing. Like I, I hate to mention competitors' names, but like we did some of the other people that do like a drinkable food, it's not actually much of a meal. It, it's like a whatever. It's a milkshake or something. This yeah, is yeah. I look through the uh, I look through the ingredients and you know the nutritional values of everything and PKA nutritionist here, but it seems pretty healthy to me. Um, I don't know. It's decent. It's not too many carbs. It's lots of fiber. It's a ton of protein. The one Chiz has is 50 grams of protein uh, per per bottle. Uh, and there's tons of you know all the vitamins are there and stuff. You know it's it's nothing magical. You wouldn't see on the size of uh, side of like a, a box of um, raisin bran or something. But it's in high values of everything. It looks healthy to me. Yeah, I'm, uh, and it looks I'm pretty fancy interested. too, like futuristic. I went to their website. It's, and it looks like space food. <laughs> yeah, it says stop cooking, eat like an astronaut. It's uh, I guess this is what the astronauts eat. So cool. Yeah, I'm I looking forward to see if this has any effect on Chiz's level of healthiness in general. He ordered a month's supply. Yeah. yeah he's all hmm. in. So I've been working him. We uh, so my house closes on Friday. Which, as we say, this is tomorrow, but a lot of you watching this will be yesterday. Hopefully everything goes smoothly. It should. And um, we, we cleaned out the whole house, painted every wall, almost every floor, or every single floor has been redone, actually. Um, all new carpets are like, you know, tile or, or whatever, hardwood floors, etc. In, uh, in the home. And, uh, but I didn't empty out my garage. Like, I didn't really have a spot for stuff that I wanted to keep it in until this week. And we uh, we got all my woodworking stuff out of there. And it was a tremendous amount of work. And it wore Chiz out. 
Like, um, Chiz is not an aerial guy. I, uh, it, um, you know, like sometimes I forget. I think he's just like me, you know, like either of us could do either thing. And, um, then I'll see, like, like I had a stool that I was standing on cause like, I don't have a ladder anymore. I'm clearing everything out. I have like limited tools, no ladder, etc. Then I, I saw him go up on a stool, then come down and he did it kind of clumsily. And it's like, oh yeah, he's clumsy when it comes to like ladders and scaffolding and stuff like that. And, um, so I'm on a table taking all this lumber off and he's putting the lumber on the trailer and it, I wore him out. So I promise you guys, I am physically working the fuck out of Chiz. <laughs> Sexy Chiz is, uh, is forthcoming. Nice. You know what yeah, we were looking tell. at? I, I was with my dad today, and uh, he's about to build a fence. And uh, don't you get us out of yourself. <laughs> he, had, <laughs> he had like, but he had 50 of these uh, round uh, fence posts, like the mm-hmm. wooden ones. Like cedar and, fence uh, posts. Yeah. They look like they're pressure treated or, or treated in some okay, way. They're okay. kind of like that greenish tint to them. Um, but but he's gonna make this fence and um, and I was like, you're not digging those holes by hand, are you? Because I won't be helping you, and I don't think anyone will. <laughs> and he, he's like, no, I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna do. He's like, you know, I've got this, I've got an auger. He's like, but you know, it, that it's it's too big, and by the time you're done, you still got to kick the dirt in there and pack it. And if it's a corner post, you really don't have it firmed up unless you concrete it in. And I really don't want to go through all that. So I was like, you need one of those uh, machines that goes on the tractor and it's, you know, it goes, it like hammers the thing in. So oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I've seen those. I've seen them for the metal posts, and uh, I know that there's some sort of T post or something, and there's a machine that puts those in, but I haven't seen them before for the the big wooden posts that are, you know, like this big. I around. think I have though. Yeah, I, I I looked it up. I know they exist, uh-huh. but we're looking for a way to rent one because you know you just need to put fifty of them in the ground. But so far, no good. Haven't found a place we can do that. Let me see if but I can help you with that. That would be co- that would be cool though, because I have. If if you've ever dug a fence post hole, with, you know you've got a thing you like. I don't know how to explain what it looks like. It's you you have to dig it by hand, and it's incredibly strenuous. And oh, what a post hole digger looks like. Yeah. All uh, right, this fucking nightmare. It's awful. It's it's one of the worst. It's it's n- it's so much worse than digging a hole with a shovel or something. It's just the same repetitive motion. And it's exhausting, and after five of them, you're I'm worn out after like five of them if I do them by myself and they're big holes. So this is the tra- This isn't what you asked for. This is the tractor-based auger. Mm-hmm. And then let me see. Fence post driver. What the? I don't know. I, I guess I should share my screen to the world. I can't tell what this is by the picture. Do you know what this is? Um, I'm clicking it now. I was still looking for pictures of Justin Bieber's dick. <laughs> I thought you already got your fill. Oh, this thing that they've got? Yeah. These two, it looks like a manual one. It looks like they're pushing a, a, some sort of a weight up to the top and it's slamming down uh, repeatedly on an air fence post driver. I bet it's one of those that uses propane, maybe. There's lots of different ways to do this. I saw one that looks like the manual one 
that you like hold on either side by handles and you it go it fits over the post and then you lift it up and and pull it down over and over it's like ding 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 i saw one of those that runs off of propane it's got like a piston inside that's being actuated and fired to to deliver the blow um but that seems like it'd be better for steel posts um Hmm. Well, I thought I'd find it quicker. I thought Sunbelt Rentals might have one, but I can see why you didn't find it so easily. It's not that easy. Yeah, I um, we called a place, and and it, the issue isn't uh, finding one; it's it's renting one because I think it's an expensive piece of machinery, and you just need it for a day. So, into that. I'm. Uh, yeah, it it looks like the one that I'm finding starts at two grand, which he might find worth it. I don't know. Seems yeah, I like saw something that you wouldn't be using that much after the first time. Well, yeah, not farmers make fences. I mean, this isn't Kyle's first fence story. It's not, but normally he doesn't use wooden posts. I think he's putting this near his house or something, or he's putting it, uh, I don't know where he's putting it, but usually we use steel posts, and you can just push those in the ground with a tractor. like The front end loader, just push it down? Yeah, yeah, just smush it straight into the ground, and it's in there. Fence post talk. Fence talk. I liked our else. guest. Uh, he oh, seemed yeah. like a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. I liked his story about the uh, the giant Norwegian ladyboy lover. That was pretty good. <laughs> I like that became his name I, too. I was I was like I guess you gotta kind of be careful what you say. He's like oh yeah oh yeah I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I um I have a uh, now I know Chiz would hate me for doing this but somebody wrote me and here's here's a background. People used to write me. I'd use them all the time. They're potential PKA topics. Now ninety nine percent of the time it's like no. AMA is one of the Patreon benefits. I, I can't start giving it away to everybody if, uh, um, if you know, if other people are paying for it. That's the thing. AMA is Patreon benefit. But this particular one I thought would make for a fun topic. Are you guys ready? Yeah, let's hear it. Woody, longtime fan of your videos, been watching since Black Ops One, and longtime fan of PKA. I'm a first year electrical engineering student taking a course that gives an instruction to engineering. And in that class, I have two lab partners, one of which is Indian. And I I gather he means the Asian kind of Indian, not the American kind of Indian. The issue is that he smells terrible due to the fact that he has terrible body odor. He also has a tendency to lean over when talking, which makes his body odor really noticeable. Furthermore, he mouth breathes, which is an issue because his breath is horrible smelling. I work with him every week, and he's in all my other classes, so if I said something, I worry that it would make any future endeavors with him awkward. So my question is, should I say anything to him about his B.O.? Considering you used to work with a lot of Indian people, maybe you've had this issue before. But he smells much worse than any of the other Indian people in my classes. Hopefully, this will be a PKA topic, (laughs) and any advice would be cool. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) But I know you're a busy guy, so if not, I understand. Well, um... I like how he has a bar of comparison. (laughs) My my spreadsheet of Indian people and their relative smells shows that he is an outlier. You know, He's like, look, I sat next to Patel for a whole semester, and it wasn't anything like this. <laughs> Dude, I've worked with a lot this of Indian guy guys. Curry. I don't know why. It, it seems like there's a substantial portion of the Indian American population that doesn't think deodorant is a daily habit. Um, you can see it in the pit stains. And this all sounds very racist, but... It's not. It's a fact. Yeah. Can we just admit that there are some cultural differences, right? If I said, like, you know, 
I've noticed that women tend to smell pretty and wash their hair a lot, and they also wear it longer than guys. Would you call me sexist? No. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> yes. Ridiculous. It's true, though. I, 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 I've ran into this so many times, they, and they have a very particular smell because of their diet that's common in their culture, and it is pungent and powerful, and it's the kind of B.O. that, that doesn't feel like he worked it all up today, right? It, it feels like it's layers of B.O., that never go away like, like like yes this is day five million it's like he's just every day a little stinkier i worked I, at I, cisco I, for 13 years in that 13 years the number of times i came to work without showering was zero fucking zero you always got cleaned up deodorized combed hair version of woody a hundred percent of the time would have kept it up for decades you know it, it's just, wow just how I go. Um, but I had some Indian guys where it seemed like, no, like shower every day? Like all of the days? Yeah, every <laughs> fucking day. You're a white collar employee, you fuck nard. Fucking shower before you come to work. And um, it's um, disgusting. And I, 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 anyone who doesn't <clears throat> shower regularly, I, like, I, have, I see you. We all see you. If you're one of, the, if you think you're getting away with it, you're not. You look greasy. You look oily. You look disheveled. Your, Your hair is clumped you in smell. a way that shows it's me that. It's clumped. Yeah, like that. Slept in it. Yeah. You woke up and and that's your. Look that's at your Kyle's nightmare. hair. He showered. I, I fucking guarantee it. I can see. Twice. <laughs> twice. I shower twice a day every day. My girlfriend sometimes takes four fucking showers a day between her, you know, workout and you know whatever else. All right, let's not go Lots crazy. of sh <laughs> that is a good. lot of showers. It's a lot. Of, well, you know, you wake up, then she goes to the gym, and she comes back, she takes another shower, and then she goes throughout the day, and you know, maybe she goes outside. And in any case, yeah, I, I know. more <laughs> the better. There should never be a day that passes in your life where you don't take a shower. And deodorant is mandatory. There is no reason not to use it because there are so many different varieties that feel different ways. Yeah. Like do you think you stick. don't smell someone out there? Because I think you do. I think you fucking I, stink. I was at Walmart the other day, and it was a white person in the frozen food aisle. And as we passed them, I started... I could smell this person from eight feet away. Like, like... That's pretty right. Almost a, a good three steps away, and I'm already smelling you. And it's that directional smell where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm smelling it right here. <laughs> it's, it's, it's there. Like, you can tell. Like, like, oh, yeah, that's it. Right fucking there. You're the stinky one. And you look at this person... And clearly, they were disheveled, they hadn't washed, they hadn't showered. And it, what are you doing here? Why did you think you really needed frozen peas right now? I think you need to shower. It's disgusting. It's, a, it, it's disgusting in our society, at least. Like, if you're in some third world country or wherever doesn't have regular access to running water, or maybe you have an excuse, whatever. Like, when we were in the woods, we all smelled pretty bad between yeah. our freak baths. Uh, there and are cultures else. where they just consider a musk to be. Like a smell, right? Like, you know, if your dog is Ugh. really old, it might smell bad. And you're kind of like, sorry, that dog's 13. You know, like. I smell wonderful. And, and, and but, you could too. <laughs> and you could too. That's your platform. You're choosing. You're yeah, it costs like $8 to smell good a month. Like, 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 you need a bar of soap, some deodorant, and some cologne. Like, like you'll always smell wonderful. And you could skip the cologne and yeah, the hair product. You don't even need cologne if you just, you just bathe. Like, this is it's a hygiene. thing I have to point out. But 
what way is there to actually help this guy? If you are some, uh, just, just quickly, if you're from another culture and now you're in America, you need to line up on this thing. This is non-negotiable. This is not an area where we're going to flex, right? Bring your food, yeah. your Thai food, your Indian food, your Mexican food. Bring it. We love you. You're doing a good job there. Don't bring your stink. Don't bring your stink. No. This is an area where you know, we're melting pot. We get a little of you. You get a little of us. Have some speed stick. Have some we degree. Don't taste you. Old Spice. We don't want to taste you in public. <laughs> I, I don't get it. it it's, it's really easy. And I don't know what the argument would be. Like, like against it, like, like, like I, I say to you, hey, excuse me, I noticed that you, you're sweating a lot on this hot day, and I can smell you really strongly, man, you know, it's like body odor, I can, I can smell you from at my desk, and it's, it's not a good smell, you know, a little, little right car deodorant here, and, and, and you'll smell nice, like, you won't smell like body odor, you'll always smell like whatever's on this bottle, and it could be anything these days, you can smell like the beach, or the pine forest, or a pussy if you really want to. And while I'll appreciate you this, you got to yeah. know, like the women here are going to consider you a no-go until you get this resolved. Yeah. Yeah. If you had to ask, I bet if we polled women and asked like, like the things that would make you like, uh, -uh like, like immediately like, like cut loose and run, like uh, body odor has got to be right up there. Yeah, like, if, like a smelly, there's no way you can have any like yeah, romantic I bet, thing going on. With here's what I think. Here's what I think. I think if you asked women like, Hey, what, you know, what would make a guy off limits to you? Some might say, well, a smoker, right? I would never date a smoker. Some might say, well, a guy who's too heavy, you know, I, I work hard at where I am. Right. Some would say clean teeth, right? That's the thing. You know, I, I, I maintain this hygiene. I expect a match. I doubt they'd even say stinky guys, because that's a fucking given. That's right? implied. That's the yeah. bottom line. Yeah, yeah, that's implied. get in the door. Right. No one says, like, I need a guy who cleans every day. What? Yeah, that's what fucking humans yeah. do. Look, I like a fancy guy. I want a guy who wipes his ass with his hands, okay? <laughs> and not with his hand, either. Like, he's got a clump of paper and everything. Like, it, it's I just basic stuff. I want my boyfriend to have stuff. both hands, all his limbs, and... <laughs> Be clean. To be That's honest, I would way sooner date a girl with a fake like left forearm than one that smelled bad and had hygiene yes. issues. That's true. All right, so so what's worth? Uh, I'm trying to think what's worse. Like 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 what I would rather put up with than a girl with bo. And I'm talking like I, I don't think I've ever smelled a girl's like strong bo that that was bad. Like I guess I have a little bit. Like but but nothing like a man. Like like a dude's yeah, bo yeah. is a whole different story. Like. The girls' locker room doesn't smell like the guys' locker room. I, I, it's true. Me. I was trying to. So I've um I've rolled with women in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, right? And this is girls at like a full sweat, and you can't get any closer. No, no, they don't smell like guys. Yeah. I, I think maybe they just I, don't have that. I don't know. I didn't even when uh, even when I was doing that, like like uh, I never smelled there because. I, I noticed, like my training partner, you're all over this guy, right? You're as close to this other man as you as you are with your girlfriend. I mean, you're not, you may not be making out with him, but you're you're, you're as right close. there with your your head is right here in his neck. Your lips are on his neck. Dude, sometimes. a triangle like, choke is pretty much me choking you out with my nutsack. I I, I mean, yep. a lot of the basic like positions resemble sex positions. You're getting very up close and personal with this other guy. And I never felt like it was awkward. Don't, I did it for, what, two or three months or something like that? I, I never found it awkward at all. It was like we were both understood what was going on. We were learning. Like, 
I'm eager to learn, and so is he, or whatever. That sounds super gay, right? <laughs> eager to learn, and, uh, trying new things. Yeah, <laughs> trying new things. Yeah. Expanding his boundaries. Yeah, <laughs> hold hold me like this, and I'll I'll hold you like that, and that sort of thing. But in any case, like, there were guys who smelled, and there were guys who smelled good. Like like I, there was this one um, black guy who was a training coach. He always had BO. It wasn't overwhelming, but he always had. And I knew, and he sweat. He was one of those really profuse sweaters. Like, it's just rolling off of his glistening ass. And he's rolling with me, right? So why? Why? Like, like how are you, like, working up a sweat, like, with <laughs> me? Like, like, you're literally walking me through this because he was, like, a blue belt or something. But, but still, he was still glistening. And he always smelled. But, like, the white guy that I rolled with, because I always had to roll with some lanky-ass tall fucker because that's what I am. Um, at, he didn't smell at all, and I was like, "I'm gonna match this." I work. I, I would always like double up on the deodorant. I'd put it in other places that might stink. Put some deodorant in your ass crack. Spray it back there. There's no need to. Sm- no need to smell. I put it everywhere. I, I never smelled once at, during at that jits. Gym. I always felt like I came in clean. I came in top of the line clean. Oh, I would for even sure. have. I, um, went. I noticed my um, instructor had dentine like it was just like part of his thing he always seemed to have dentine available so it was, i mirrored that like i had dentine Same, yes. and i was clean and dentine is i don't know if that's international but it's it's gum that's minty and makes your breath smell nice and yeah. uh um i've forgotten that i also i also did you do that gum. too that was yeah yeah that so i felt because dude you know, breath is as important as bo end, yeah, yeah you're on the receiving end of it so much you, you're like oh i wonder if i'm so, doing that to people so i would start at full cleanliness but I'd work so hard and sweat so hard. Like as I'm putting my ghee like back in the gym bag, I'm like, this thing is rank, you know. You know why it's rank though? It's not you. Like if, if you rolled, if you roll, if me, if you and I roll on a pristine surface, I don't feel like we get all that gross. I feel like it's from being out there with people who aren't as clean as you, who are all over that. Mat. And I know they clean the mats, but yeah, still, right. that like after an, shit left there at the end of. At the end of an hour-long class, they were dirty again. Maybe because um, yeah, the, the the top of the gi is soaked. It's noticeably heavier than it was like you know before the session, and uh, I just feel like on the you're rubbing off the floor. You're like you're basically mopping a sweaty floor with your with your body. And yeah, your that's, for an that's hour. possible. Yeah. So, but but yeah. So anyway, I I do everything I can, but I think you know, if you're fighting. I always sort of, there was like an understanding, like, you know what, we all want to enter this clean thing, enter this thing clean, but by the end of hour two, you're going to have to accept that <laughs> people are sweaty now. I don't, I, I never did the second hour, like concurrent hours, but I saw the people who were doing two hours straight and they didn't care what anything smelled like. Like, like <laughs> they, it, you know, they're completely red faced, like veins protruding in your, in their neck. Lots of, and, and you know, the coach is like, come on, come on, switch partners. Go, I go, did, go. I did <laughs> three hours. So the first hour was the beginner's class and they did like 20 classes and I would just take them again and again and again and again. And they helped me a lot like that. Um, for people out there who know jujitsu at all, or Brazilian jujitsu, the basic stuff is super effective, you know, and, and to have your basics down is really good. When they teach you like the fucking helicopter armbar, which is a thing where you put your feet on the guy's hips and twist them in such a way and have them land into an armbar, that shit works like one in a hundred. Like a lot of the more sophisticated moves work against people who either aren't very good or the opportunities don't come up quite as often. Just like Mortal Kombat. Okay, but um, but the really basic stuff can kind of be forced, like just a regular gi choke, a regular guillotine, triangle arm bar, etc. Um, 
that stuff, uh, you know, if you get sharp at that. So I would take the beginner course for years, you know, no one else is a beginner in there. And that was the first hour. And then I take the intermediate course, which was two hours because it had an hour of instruction, an hour of rolling. And that's, that's what I did three hours a day, three times a week for years. So what is our actual advice to this gentleman here? Mm. Oh yeah. Should, should he tell the guy? Um, I tell him. He could either just say it, but if he's in every class, it's going to be really, really awkward and uncomfortable. Here's what I do. Here's or what you I trick do. him. Kyle's going to be good at this. It. I would buy him some deodorant and some soap, and I would put, I would wrap it so it, you know, or whatever, and I would put a note on it said, "Open when you get home," and a heart that was red. Put it on his shit. Walk away, to, and and he th- and he would think that there was a girl who has a crush on him, but she doesn't think he's he's smelling too good, and he would go apply those things if. I thought and if you'd that be doesn't better. work, then this guy is smelly, not retarded. He's not going to fall for this. Like, what you should do is walk up, walk, go up to him and just in passing, just as like the first strike of attack, to like, you know, lay this down. You can go to more extreme measures if it doesn't work. Just say, God, I was talking to fucking Steve or somebody, and God, that guy, have you smelled that guy? Have you smelled Steve? He smells awful. God, like, take a shower, man. Am I right? And then he'll sit there and be like, Yes, yes, I agree. Like, it's like. <laughs> Then maybe he'll take a hint. If no, not, won't. you can start. Like, oh, shout is unnecessary. Oh. Convince <laughs> like, him that, like, uh, oh, we're doing an American tradition, uh, Axe body spray fights. We do it every morning. <laughs> 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 Just douse him <laughs> to play it off. That, that, as funny as that is, like, I, I think I've told this story before, but I still remember that the night of the Halo 3 launch, I was at GameStop in line. And there was a real um, kind of camaraderie going on because we were all in love with the game. There had been this big buildup. It was the third and final one, as far as I'm concerned. And and we all wanted to, <laughs> we all wanted this thing, and we all loved it. And we, they had multiple Xboxes up, so we're having like a tournament, and, I, and we're all playing against each other and stuff. And then we smell it. This 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 dank bo. Just it. Culture, race. What do you got? White guy, uh-huh. it's a white guy, and it's that it's 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 dirt and bo mixed together. It's it's a dirty, sweaty guy. That's what ah, it is. It's not the like, Georgia bo. Sure, like <laughs> like he smells like he he went out, did a full day of manual labor, hit the sack. Who gives a fuck? Woke up, did it again, and then <laughs> continued that way for about a week, and then came to get his copy of Halo Three. He's got a big he's got a big coat on, like a trench coat, and you know. 2006 or something we were a little worried he's gonna shoot us um so and he just smelled so awful greasy hair and stuff and we were all complaining about it and i'm up at the front and like the guys uh, that ran the place knew me or whatever i'm like that guy stinks and they go who which one is it and i'm like the big tall motherfucker with the trench coat on <laughs> I, I was like it's i was like the one with the with the big space of no one around him <laughs> even though it's shoulder to shoulder in here they literally started spraying Febreze as they walked. They were just walking throughout the store, like spraying, like uh, it was Lysol. It was like Lysol, like deodorizer. Uh-huh. And when they got next to him, he just stopped and sprayed it straight up, so it would like rain down all over this guy. And he covered him in, in fucking Lysol. He Lysol a human being. <laughs> <laughs> and I guarantee it didn't kill 99 percent of those germs. Oh no! no way. You're taking a shower, you fuck. Now you smell like clean linen. <laughs> Dude, I suffered with this guy's particular problem for years. Stinky co-workers. And um, a problem with that I had that he doesn't is it wasn't a pure situation, right? Like, 
as goofy and jokey as I am and like to be, I'm also aware of the fact that I'm the boss. And when I say things, there's a certain gravity to it that, uh, you know, don't fuck around with everything, right? You know, as a coworker, you can make a sex joke. As a boss, it might be taken differently. You know, they, they, it's all fun and games until you cross a line, and that's a bigger it's deal. Be something in like the Cisco employee charter that says something about hygiene, though, right? Like, I feel like I would look to that and be like, and and, and take over the role of like superior or whatever, and be like, uh, Patel, um, we need to talk about your hygiene. It's disturbing several of your other coworkers. There have been complaints. Um, they suggest that you wash up a bit and deodorize. <laughs> but no, <laughs> that's not true. That could be troublesome too. Making it up. It, well, because uh, if you don't, we're gonna come around with a bunch of uh, yeah. white bags on our head, drag your ass to the car wash, and soap you up, motherfucker. Also, this guy is the one I'm thinking of. I'll, I'll do his first name, a tool. No, no, no. It wasn't a tool. I that was my manager. What the fuck was this guy's two name? Two horsepower pressure washer with your name on it, bitch. Yeah. Wash I paid myself time. the CEO of this company. Chief I swear, I, his name was like a douche or something. I forget what his name was. And, uh, yeah, he smelled bad. Ayush? I don't know. And, um, I, he had coffee breath, too. Like an awful kind of rank coffee breath that was just ever-present. And, um... You have Remember to that scene in Rambo where they like forcibly washed him with the high pressure hose. <laughs> <laughs> On the scale of bad smelling things, BO is so much higher than bad coffee breath, unless yeah. the person's no. like breathing directly into your mouth. It was bad because you can always and... offer them a mint. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah I would do that. Here, here's the thing for everybody trip. listening to this right now: try to ingrain this into your brain. If you are ever offered a mint or gum, accept it 100% of the time. Yep. One hundred percent of the time you take unless it's kind of a creepy guy outside a bar then that might not be a mint that but might be lsd 99 well if it's lsd you can take that too yeah. um 99 of the time who's gonna give away like like third i saw that the other day on reddit it was like a big pile of pills and it was like something about anti-drug and somebody was like who would give away 400 dollars worth of drugs <laughs> <laughs> like or leave them lying around um yeah. but in any case like yeah, I, I can't put up with the BO, but the, the, the breath isn't as bad because you can always offer them an Altoid or some it, gum. It's acceptable to offer a solution to someone's breath problem. Like if, you, if they say, hey, man, you want a dentine? And if they say no, you can even be like, you want a dentine. Yeah. You know, like, like if, if, if you guys were to say that to me, like, you know, Woody, it's for your best. It's for your own good. I'd be like, ooh. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for and fixing that. I don't have that. any issue telling someone if they have something in their teeth. I, I see That's sometimes people are like, some, sometimes people can't do it. Uh, now, if, if, have you ever had a situation where there's a booger hanging from someone's nose and, and you, you can't tell them? Yeah. I pull a little bit of my own booger out. It's at least like solidarity. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just reach over and pick it for them. And, and no, you don't. Make it wish. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a wishbone. Is it going to bring a hair out with it? <laughs> I always get the really long, like, liquid one that all of a sudden, like, like, like shoots back to my face when I stretch it out real hard. And I feel like it's coming from back here somewhere in my eyeball. Uh, yeah, those are so sad. I don't have a solution for this guy. For the breath thing, it's easy to solve. You can just hand him a mint or whatever. I stick by mine. <clears throat> like, like, all right, maybe I don't think like, the love letter is good, but I, I right, think right, if so you would... Drop the love letter. What just if you would straight up be a bro? How would it go over if I was like, dude, just so you know, like, 
th- there's a smell coming from you that doesn't come from anyone else. And I got you this. You know, it, it's a daily thing. Every time you shower, use this, and you'll smell great. Uh, I would maybe what? not say it doesn't come from anyone else because once you've established that he's smelly, you don't you have, have to keep going like eat. you smell horrible. Now <laughs> let me stay on this topic for a minute because I don't think you never before in my <laughs> life, Devil. Yeah. I have seen some shit. I was in the Nicaraguan death camps. <laughs> I, I worked in the septic systems of Guatemala for three years, but never, <laughs> never, Patel, have I smelled this shit before. <laughs> I love that he's no, I, I think, constantly I think named Patel. <laughs> That's dude. They're all named Patel. Dude, dude, dude. dude. I, all right. If they were yakking about some white guys and how they always want to smell so nice, and they were like, yes, Mr. Smith, he says, oh, you must smell nice, and they were like, kept calling us Mr. Smith, I wouldn't care. Like, there are a lot of us there named Smith. Reddit person who I will keep anonymous, please write me back with this gentleman's first name. I want to know if it's Patel, because there's a good chance. Name. Oh, Patel should be his last name? I thought so. I thought Patel was a last name. I'm not even sure. I know yeah, so, in some places in India, they, they switch, like... Uh, oh, I, oh, I knew a guy, no. he was second That's generation American, right? So his father was named like Matthews Patel or something. And then, uh, so his name became Tom Matthew and his kid's name would become something Tom. And that's oh. just how they rotated it. Have you ever had to tell someone they smelled awful, like in, or at least imply to it, like ever for real? Yes. I mean, I should have, I, I put Not up with it for a long time, but I just suffered. There's this we kid were- in one of my classes in college and he would... Like, I was friends with him. He's this big, heavy guy. And he would come in, and he did that thing where, like, he didn't allot enough time in the morning for, like, this 9 a.m. class. Because, like, I'd wake up at 8, shower, get ready, and then leave after breakfast or tea or whatever. He would just, like, shower at, like, 8.58 and then show up at, like, 9.03. And even though he had technically cleaned, there was that post-shower sweat that started to come off, uh-huh. you know, where you yeah. take a shower that's too hot, and so he's sitting there, and he doesn't think he smells because he just thinks, well, I didn't dry off very well. No, you're covered in sweat <laughs> three minutes into this fucking lecture, and you are every morning. Wake up 15 minutes earlier and get rid of these post-shower sweats because it's, yeah, that guy was gross. All I had, I just made a comment of, like, what did I even say? Like, did you just work out or something? Kind of maybe a little snarky because he's really fat, and so, of course, I knew, we both knew <laughs> that he wasn't working hey, out. You've been pumping iron like, again? Yeah, you, look, you look really sweaty. But really cultivating a lot of mass. I can tell you <laughs> that. You, you've got enough Vulcan, marble. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, I stand by what I said. Maybe not a whole love note and becoming a, a fake girl or anything. But but if you just gifted this thing to him, you left it with his possession. And his, I don't know what your situation is. You seem to have a lot of classes with him. If you could sneak it into his bag, you know, un, if he's got a, like a zipper bag or something, unzip it and throw deodorant and soap in there. Put it, you know, put it Use in his locker. Use daily. I, yeah, yeah. Put a put a thing in there. So, like a nice note. Like I, I wouldn't want it to be cruel or mean, but you know, like like, you should use this daily. A friend, and I, I that that's what it should say on there. And, and I would just leave it with his things. That way, there isn't that awkward moment where he's like, "Okay, John, I, I'm I'm sorry that my smell offends you so much. Um, I guess I will use." whatever this is do i eat it or like put it in my ass or what, what, do, I, what do i do you take it rectally of, how many of these do i how A many of these do i have to stick. eat like i have to eat the whole stick. he comes to school the next day sneaking like shit but he's just pale as a ghost what happened he's like i ate the whole thing i ate the whole thing uh i've got a new topic all right 
<sighs> All right. So prepare as I gather some hate for myself. I like smelly talk. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it too. So here's the scoop. Uh, I feel like every generation finds something to fuss about uh, for the, from the younger ones, right? There's the me generation, etc. What I've seen now, and I and I fear I fear that it's fostered by a lot of our leaders, is a lack of hope. Like if if there is a message that I get from Bernie Sanders, it's that like there is no hope. Don't you see the rich are so rich that you can't be one of them? Don't you see that this can't happen? I remember I told my father-in-law I'd be a millionaire by 40. And uh, I don't know if I hit that or not, but whatever. I think so. But yeah, uh, You netted it, yeah. Yeah, I think something like that. Yeah. So, um, uh, but anyway, I, uh, you know, he would check up with me. Like, you still think you're on track? You still think you're on track? And I'm like, hmm? I don't know. I sure hope so. Um, and, uh, I don't like your in-laws. I don't like how mean they are to you people. They're so mean. It's so mean. I could go on. You know the oh, backstories. If you if you if you said that to my dad and the same and, and like he had the same relationship, he'd be like, "I hear you, brother. That's good. That's real good." When you when a young man like you thinking like that, that's what I like to see. That's what he'd say. He'd he'd be getting behind you. Be like, "Have you thought about doing this with your money? Have you thought about doing that? Be careful about that." Like it'd be advice and and like motivation and and. Oh, I hate that he was like, you on track? You still on track, Mr. Millionaire? <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I would like to think it was a little more supportive than that. Like, he always thought I was doing good in my career. But it, it was somewhere in between where your dad would be and, and how you describe him. Um, but I liked him. I liked him a lot. But, yeah, I've got in-law issues. Fucking in-law issues. So, uh, uh, back on topic. Um I feel like there's a lack of hope right now. And I, I was talking on um, so Reddit today or something, and someone's like, surely, Woody, you don't think you can just will yourself to be a millionaire anymore, do you? And uh, that is how you do it. Not put that simply, but that's like overstating the simplicity of what you your idea behind the sentiment was to the point of it, like a total straw man, you know? You weren't just saying, like, I'm going to hope for money real hard my whole life, and then maybe it'll work, but like... There's a difference between that and just knowing that you have to work hard for it. I work I with a lot of companies that are like, uh, like in the, in the firearms industry that are kind of new and virgin companies that have a new product that they've come up with or a new way to do things. And so I'm oftentimes meeting guys who are, who are self-made like small businessmen who have come up with you know, millions of dollars and stuff like that. You can do it. You just have to find your own way. There's, there might not be an A, B, C, D uh, like way to do it, but it, you got it's got to come from inside you. It seems like like I mean I know a guy uh, who his invention is like he invented high capacity magazines for certain guns, and he invented a grenade launcher that shoots nets, and 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 now he's a millionaire. You know, like like he he worked at something. He had a passion for engineering and and um, uh, com, uh, computer aided drafting and all that stuff. He was a, he, he's became an engineer he, he he worked at it and he, he came up with a product he got it on the market and now he's a millionaire there's he a couple hard. ways to do it like there's more than one there's like you're talking about people who have an idea make a business etc and usually like have an idea oh well shucks i guess i'll just sit here watching netflix until my idea hits me like no typically these people have a passion and have a like an interest that's deeper than like the casual consumption vibe that you're into, right? You know, they're they're tinkering, etc. Um, but you 
you can do it. You can start a business. The other idea is to do it slowly. I, I made a video on how to invest and, and you know, that yeah. uh, over 22 years and people say, well, Woody, I couldn't possibly set aside this much a month. I'm like, okay, I get that. For the first, first four years, if you drop that $1,000 a month to $500 a month while you're getting yourself on your feet, um, then you become a millionaire. Instead of it was 22 years, it was like 25. Like it, was, it wasn't even that hurtful. Um, yeah. It's, you can save or you can come up with the blockbuster idea and pursue it so doggedly that you won't be denied. Um, but I feel like now there's this culture and i'm sure there's lots of exceptions but there's this culture of like oh it's now impossible you know like all middle wage classes aren't going up like they used to be that's getting crushed etc there's let me let me tell you bernie sanders stat right uh he politifact just talked about this recently he was saying that like 99 percent of the wealth gain went to the top one percent that is only true if you're a lying douchebag I'll explain. It happened from 2009 to 2012. And if you remember right, for whatever reason, the stock market, well, the stock market crashed, right? Like at the end of the Bush term um, and at the start of the Obama thing, you guys might remember McCain like pulled out of the race. Like I'm going to stop campaigning to two weeks and fix the economy. And he meets in front of the Senate and like falls asleep because he's 123 years old. And, um, uh, and, and Catch him in a bamboo cage, Woody. Bamboo yeah. <laughs> cage. Younger than Bernie. Oh. So uh, um, anyway, I don't, uh, I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> but anyway, back on topic, uh, there was a huge stock market crash, the bailouts, all that stuff around like 2008, 2009. And then the stock market recovered, but the jobs didn't really come back. The... Um, the uh, wages didn't really come back. Like just people job seeking were in a really rough spot and profits kind of rebounded or perhaps the crash in the stock market was an overcorrection. And then that just came back to more, you know, appropriately valued. Wouldn't the bailouts factor into this? Those billions of dollars that are being pumped into industry. Wouldn't, wouldn't that like inflate these numbers as well? They could be. Those were loans to banks to help them meet their thing. Maybe. I know they also did a bunch of other things like, section 179 deductions and shit but um the point is the companies got profitable and their stocks went up but wages didn't and this happened from 2009 to 2012 now from 2012 to present the middle class is doing better they are getting things. there's competition for employees again whereas before there was only competition for jobs and uh i feel like bernie's kind of cherry picking his years there like oh did you know that this has happened yeah only for those that particular subset of years don't act like it's the new normal but um i while i while i wouldn't argue that the middle class isn't as big and powerful as it once was and it's certainly a lot harder to achieve the american dream than it once was it seemed like um you know a work there was a working wage at one time where like one provider could go to a a manual labor job and somehow support a family and a house and have a car and all those things while that seems much more difficult now i don't i think it's ridiculous to say that like you can't go out there and, and make it on your own because it's just like well you know if it's 20 percent harder you have to work 20 percent harder whatever it may be like it's just a matter of if you're if you're gonna do it or not i i, I feel like like I, I, there's, dude, like there's, you said, there's lots of trajectories I, to hit that mark. I was watching this Casey Neistat video, and um, while I have a slightly different twist on it, and I might make my own version, he had the, he held up these cardboards, and he's like, the only thing between you 
and your goals, and he puts a third one on there, is doing it. And uh, while that's a little simple, it's like there are a lot of people complaining that they could never get their goal, but they're not doing any steps to do it. And I maybe it's just the young people I find on the internet or, you know, whatever. It, it's like, do it. Be a doer. Be a thing. Be a maker. Be a happener. Do, like, there are so many people buying into this idea that like well i can't go to college because there's a hundred thousand in debt horseshit i can't start a business because you know i just i, I don't have it you can't do that anymore horseshit yeah, say stuff like that pointed like i'll have two hundred thousand dollars of college debt if i decide to go so just throw the rest of my dreams <laughs> in the toilet like and internet forums where you're going to see comments like that everybody already has their mind made up and they're just going to make you know, whatever their position is, just unassailable by making it seem so unrealistic. And, and I don't know what their alternative is. It's, it's, it's like, ah, oh, it's so hard to do anything. Okay, so, so bank robber then? Is that, is that your next move? <laughs> or, or are you really going to wait for that gravy train to show up? Because even if you elect Bernie Sanders, and even if he wants to do all those things he promised, and even if he can do them, you're going to starve by the time that motherfucker starts paying your bills, dude. You better start working. <laughs> like, yeah. You can't be waiting for that. I, I, I don't understand. I see, I see that. There's a lot of negativity there. And, and I understand, like, the numbers are different than they once were. It's not the 1950s. Um, it's but it's, it's there, a different economy. I, I feel like that people lean on that as an excuse, as a reason not it's, to try it. It is it. an excuse. Well, it's not a, it's, it shouldn't be a reason not to try, but I, I don't think it's fair when sometimes you've got baby boomers say, well, it was... I did it. I did this and I did that. And I did this. And it's like, well, yeah, you were po in a post-World War II economy where most of the industrialized nations in the world had just been destroyed by you and your friends. <laughs> Everybody needed your ma incredible manufacturing because, you know, you just built, you're not building uh, B-17s anymore. You can build anything you want. Of course, it's, it's a perfect storm for a magical economy. And that's the, the United States in the 50s. So, but it, it, it's not fair to compare that to like these millennials now who are, you know, I, they have some, they have some strong points there, Dude, but I don't in, think it's a reason to throw your hands up in the in air and be like, In 2045, oh, they're going to be saying, oh my God, it was so easy back in 2015. Like the internet was new. All you had to do was make a social app and everyone would start taking pictures or sending tweets or this and that. Today, the internet, it, it's not like it was. It is so, um... What do they use the, for the Call of Duty market? Saturated, way. right? The internet is completely saturated. The businesses are all created. You know, all you can do is, you know... Hope. I don't know if they'll say that then. I think it's fair to say that now about the early internet. I think we all know that. Like, like yeah. it, it seemed like there was a time, and at that time I knew nothing about the internet. I don't even think I had a computer, but I just kept hearing about all these dot-com companies that were just really just registered domains that, that were <laughs> worth millions and, and these companies were being valued uh, in, in the millions and they had but like eight employees companies were solving them. tech problems that it took the greatest minds to solve right now i can literally put shit in the cloud and you know have someone else deal with all my infrastructure you know back when i'm trying to think of an old one myspace was firing up you know they had to solve scalability issues that had never been solved before Back when eBay was going, it was like, how'd they do that? We'd look at Amazon. I remember Google Maps. When Google Maps started using Ajax, which is how they, like, um, Ajax, I forget what it stands for, but it's something JavaScript Exchange or who the fuck knows. I, I, I used to. And um, it used to be everything on the internet was kind of form-based. And a lot of it still is. Like, you type, it sends it there, they send it back, etc. I remember... Um, 
TV, the companies would have remote controls on the internet. And you literally would type like one, three, and then hit submit. And that's how it worked. And it just, everything on the internet was just submit. And then Google Maps comes along or Google type ahead. Like as I start typing star, it types ahead ship and shows me all these things. Like you're not hitting any. Every keystroke is sending back and forth. With Google Maps, like I'm dragging it and it's repainting the thing. That was huge. There. They were solving problems that had never been solved before. Whereas today, I feel like a lot of internet companies are new ideas, but existing solutions. Asynchronous JavaScript and XML. Thank you. Asynchronous JavaScript. That's a mouthful. <laughs> so um, uh, anyway, I, if I could get just a couple people, it would be worth the rant to say, you know, like, you know what? I am going to do it. I've got a dream. I've got a thing. I Like it... Whether it be an early step like education or a late step like starting your business or pursuing your idea or just you know whatever you're kicking around telling yourself you can't do, just fucking do it. Stop listening to people tell you that there aren't opportunities anymore because there completely are. Yeah. I think it's going to go the complete opposite direction of what you said earlier where in like 10 or 15 years, everyone in, I guess, me and Kyle's generation, people, I guess, millennials, that's born after 81, right? But... Anyway, so they're going to look back and talk about how they survived, you know, this terrible era and how all these new kids nowadays have no idea what it was like for us. It was way harder. And like, I can see a flip going on, you know, where it's everybody's going to think that it was so much harder now than it really is now because it's going to be overshadowed by when it does get better in the next few years. I t dude, no, because when I was young, they were saying there were no opportunities then to it. it and that was the dot com days. You know, it was it was too late. It was every, I, I I can't remember a time when they didn't act like you know the fifties were the area that we or era that we wish we were in, uh, except for probably the fifties. It's never going to catch up to the fifties though. It was just like you said, the perfect storm of opportunity everywhere. I don't even like, know. That was long before I was born. I like was it that good? Yeah, it, for all those reasons I mentioned. You know, just we, watch Leave It to Be. <laughs> So, so you know, we, we, had, we had crippled all these other major economies, even, even the Russians, you know, they, they were all fucked up. Everybody was, was in a bad spot, except for us, really. And, you know, the war had touched them. We, we were over here in North America all safe. Nobody was hitting us. Nobody was destroying our factories, bombing our people. I bet everyone smelled bad. No. No. I, everybody I think... smelled like apple pie and baseball. <laughs> baseball stinks like i just I, I we talked about this once before but whenever i look at one of those old-timey photos and and um so i i learned this recently it used to be that your status was really implied by how you dressed which is why so many guys had like suit like things and pocket watches and stuff like that even if they weren't rich they were trying to look rich Whereas now, rich people walk out in flip-flops and t-shirts, and they don't More even... Or naked if you're Justin Bieber. It's nothing. Fair point. So, uh, but I look at them there, all these guys in the 1920s with their pocket watches and their vests and their, their you know, little round hats, or if they deliver baseball, or, I'm sorry, uh, newspapers, the chiz hats. They, um, I bet they all smelled bad. It's just sweaty. Mm -hmm. There's not much air conditioning in the yeah. world. I'm sure they had like some sort of deodorant. They powder. had ice boxes for their food. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. one smelled bad. Like in the south, everybody's got those big, thick, 
three-piece suits on all day and if they're not actually rich they're not like rotating into a new suit every day (laughs) what's a seersucker kyle i'm not a proper southerner what is a seersucker seersucker is a as far as i know it's a kind of uh fabric like it's not a kind of fabric it's like like the way corduroy is a different like fabric uh, print mm-hmm. I, I had a seersucker shirt and it's got like these little uh like dimples all over it in in, in the fabric i i don't know how to describe it better. you make a suit out of it oftentimes right like i want to say my friend wore a seersucker suit to a wedding he wasn't getting married he was... maybe that's a style of suit I, i'm not familiar with it though <sighs> well, google will know let's see I, just, Seer... I had a seersucker like shirt once i just recall that Huh. I don't think these look half bad. Maybe they'll come back. I'll give you a link. See what we're dealing with. I think they look pretty snazzy. I, I think the seersucker part is the fabric, though, not not necessarily the cut. Although they all do seem to be this light blue, lame-ass color. Um, like it's like your Andy Bernard going it, to... Oh, so it's like a stifled finish. It looks a little tight. Like, I'm looking at these things, and I just feel like I'm seeing packages. Packages everywhere. Lots of bow ties out there, too, Nardog. (laughs) Like, look at this guy's... Oh, you can't see what I'm showing, but... um, Here, for the audience. Those guys' pants? I'd be bulging in a lot of Ah, these pants. Okay, Seersucker is a thin, puckered... The puckered part is the thing I was thinking of. Ooh. All cotton fabric, commonly striped or checkered, used to make clothing for spring and summer wear. So these are spring summer wear suits. Um, yeah. I am it, noticing a lot of bow ties in all these. Yeah. Just report, it, it, you look like a real asshole in the, today's day and age if you're walking around with a bow tie. Not many guys, like, like Bill Nye the Science Guy and Doctor Who, those are the only people who should be wearing a bow tie. Like, like it, or, comes off as trying to be too ironic where it's like do you get it i don't really think it's cool like it's- have you ever tied one like the whole process is silly like, like- i have tried i have one in there for some reason that i have worn no i haven't even worn it once i put it on one day because i was gonna wear it as the ironic thing and i looked at myself in the mirror and i'm like are you gonna leave the house like this you fucking 19 teens <laughs> comedian attempting person like take it off i, I don't regular think- time. I don't even think any of the tuxedos I've worn uh, had a bow tie. I think I always went with a tie instead. Um, I think my tuxes had a bow tie, but they were like clip-on bow ties. Mm. Clip-on bow ties. I don't think I had to tie it. I think I just had to like adjust the size and hook it or something. Oh, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I've seen those. Uh, but I, uh, I'm pretty sure I always had the tie. I think I did that, if I remember correctly. But it's been a long fucking time since I've worn yeah, a tux. Yeah, I haven't worn a tux in a while. I could use yeah, a new yeah. suit. Hmm. We should go down to Thailand, get you a get you a new suit, and <laughs> try out the wares. <laughs> uh, looking at topics, what do I have lined up for us? Any more? Up? I was looking on there earlier. I shouldn't have closed out of all the PKA questions. This is a good one, but not funny. So this was on the PKA subreddit from 10 days ago. You guys might remember it. My hometown was struck with a tragedy this morning when a student had been punished for smelling of marijuana at a homecoming proceeding to commit suicide this morning. Did we do this on PKA yet? Uh, No. For those who don't want to read the image, he has it linked. I'll type it out. From one of the fellow students punished, 
Today, our family of hometown has lost a loved one. Hayden, rest in peace, was a great student in class, a determined athlete, and a wonderfully friendly human being. He was a faithful friend and is someone who everyone enjoyed to be around. We must never forget the type of person he was and the character he possessed. We must remember that everyone's lives matter. Even a joyful, loving kid can be in a dark mental place. Writer is a student from hometown. He's got like parentheses and stuff. Um, and was involved in the same disciplinary issue at Hayden as Hayden at homecoming. A group of kids were accused of smelling at mar- of marijuana at a dance. This group of kids was made up of six honor students who were involved in sports and great members of our community. What followed was a two-week suspension from school, possible criminal charges, suspension from all sports, and a loss of driver's license. I was exposed to things that I will never want to see again when I was in the room where we were taken. We were questioned without our parents present, and they forcibly took my keys and searched my car. When I stood up for myself and asked if they had the right to do this, I was told, it's cute that you think you know your rights. Hayden was looked in the eyes and verbally attacked by the principal, assistant principal, and police officer. He was directly told that he had ruined his life by our school administrators. The students were told that they would fail their classes, ruin their academic careers, and made the biggest mistake of their life. A minor issue was turned into a life-changing catastrophe by these neglectant, negligent and vicious men. Excuse me. As a family, we know that lives matter, but in my opinion, they do not matter to principal, assistant principal, and officer. These are repeat offenders and have been antagonizing and trying to bring students down for years. We must open our eyes. These men must be no longer part of our family. I can only bring this to the PKA group because I'd like to hear their stance on how the administration handled it. The student's action to commit suicide can't be questioned as nobody knows what happened in his head. But to take away so much from the smell of marijuana and no evidence seems a bit harsh. Berating the children is quoted is way over the line. As an alumni at the same high school, I can attest to the fact that the assistant principal was nothing but an asshole my entire four years there. Hopefully this makes the show. If not, hopefully everyone gets a read and it opens their eyes a bit. Thank you for your time. And then he links an image to the, what I guess is like a newspaper article to it. Uh, It's a letter. Yeah, there's really, who would defend these people? Like for that? Yeah. I guess there's some. I I will say we've only heard one side of the story. so that's that's a thing but uh some of it doesn't sound completely made up like the quote of it's cute that you think you know your rights and the general attitude of kind of bullying the students right like if you're gonna punish a kid i feel like you should be shepherding them toward that punishment by the book not some sort of like you fucked up now you failed all your classes you'll never get into college this is the biggest mistake of your life yada 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 like fucking psychopath enjoying ruining people is what it sounds like have pot on him and it was just a smell that's what i don't get like how could there be any criminal charges if you just smell oh you know yeah someone was smoking out in the parking lot and i kind of walked through a big cloud of it gross or don't even say that just say i don't know what you're smelling i don't smell like marijuana like there's no evidence. There's how would that so really second one just, would be super powerful. I think like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't smell no. that There's a skunk outside. I don't know what marijuana smells like. Mrs. Johnson. How do you know what marijuana smells <laughs> like? Mrs. Johnson. Dude, did, Have you been smoking, Mrs. Johnson? Because that could ruin your life. Yeah. It causes memory loss. You might not, not even know. Not to switch topics, but there was a question in the democratic debate about having smoked marijuana. And uh, 
it was something i forget the question but it was like you know so and so did marijuana and then anderson cooper is like like probably everyone in this room and everyone's like yeah marijuana <laughs> you know like they were going off like dude it is i i, I don't want to say it like some sort of everyone's doing it join in kids um but goodness gracious like from the reaction in that room every presidential candidate's done it like i feel like non-marijuana smokers are really rare yeah gotta be a real stick in the mud uh, i would <laughs> think to like to like being you've been saying just say no since like 1984 since the reagan administration or some shit like I mean, didn't you notice that none of those potheads in high school ever, like, died or anything? And, like, they're still around smoking pot. Like, yeah. like, like they, they, you know, they, they got a little chubby, but that was kind of the end of it. I, I think you, you, you look at people like uh, Willie Nelson and the incredible, the large amount of pot that he's... Has Snoop Dogg. Yeah, those guys who smoke, like, that's your case study right All there, day, in day. my opinion. Like, the guys who are, like, to excess in a way that you couldn't even, most people couldn't even afford to be. Like when it, when Snoop Dogg is smoking, you know, a thousand dollars a weed a day or something like that, and, and I'm making that number up. I, I doubt that. I've heard he smoked like ninety blunts a day. I don't know if a blunt is. Sounds yeah. awful. It, let's it's, just say the blunts are two grams a piece. That's 180 grams divided by 28. I don't know five. That would be 140. That's a that's a shitload. Yeah, that'd pot be a couple, people are hilarious when it comes to pot. Right, math gets way better. Completely worthless everywhere, but all of a sudden, you're like, "Oh, do you need to make it?" They're MacGyver when you need a bong, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> oh, do you have a? You don't happen to have a paperclip, a bubblegum wrapper, and a fucking like I don't know, old cup of gold coffee cup or a solo you have an cup apple or a Gatorade bottle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just an apple. It's, um, if it, an but, apple but and a like... big pen. Yep. <laughs> But I had a friend like who that? was like, really high, and he thought, like, he knew about, like, the smoking out of an apple trick. This was, like, probably high school. And he was convinced. He was like, man, I'm going to core out the middle of a banana, and I'm going to use <laughs> that to smoke instead. So I get, like, the actual piece. And, like, I, I didn't smoke. And I was like, I don't know if that's going to work. Go for it. <laughs> and I watched him. Like, Fuck, this, this is going to be cool if it works. And I just, like melted the whole like area of banana into like a soupy green nasty mess and he got like hot banana innards in his throat and it was just <laughs> 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 didn't work that way <laughs> <laughs> on the right side I got so goddamn much potassium in my system yeah. now <laughs> I won't get a cramp for a year yeah. <laughs> <laughs> banana. He, he ends up getting addicted to bananas. He's smoking a bunch a day. Yeah. <laughs> you got any plantains? You got any plantains? <laughs> Call me Mama Chiquita. <laughs> I don't know what to say about this article, though. This this thing that the guy wrote. Like it. it I forget where. I, I think there was a rape thing in the news a year ago or something, and the guy's like, dude, there's no one on the other side of this issue, right? No one's pro-rape. And, and I feel like here it's like, dude, there's no one on the principal side assuming that what he wrote here is at all representative of like a fair and balanced report. Uh, you know, If they really are these douches, then goodness gracious. Like, it, I Everyone knows I tried to commit suicide when I was a teenager. And... Um, 
the thing that brought me over the edge was the loss of future, right? I was completely convinced that my bad grades meant that I was going to have an awful life, that there was no recovering from it. And and that's why I was like, oh, that's just... I, I don't know what happens next. It might be nothing. Maybe I roll the dice and reincarnate and take another run at this thing where I don't fuck it up so badly. But clearly, you know, like I'd, the road I'm on is beaten and potholed and shitty. And I almost felt like someone with a terminal illness. Like, you know, what lays in front of me is all bad. Maybe assisted suicide. Is it like if I was 85 years old and diagnosed with something there there was just going to be a long slow painful death in front of me assisted suicide might be my first option as a teenager with bad grades i felt like my situation was analogous to that i felt like there was nothing in front of me but just pain and awfulness and uh that's because my father while good intentioned would use that as his motivating tool like you nothing good is going to happen for you and i was like ah fuck it let's start over I can see how maybe a situation like this where they just, the kid thinks his life has been taken away from him, that he's failing all his classes. He's no longer going to school. What did they say was in his future for him? Um, it was ruined. Yeah. I, the students were told they would fail their classes, ruin their academic careers, and made, a big, made the biggest mistake of their lives. Uh, somewhere else it mentioned they, they were going to take their driver's license away. Like, Oh, here it is. Two-week suspension from school, possible criminal charges, suspension from all sports, and a loss of driver's license. Like, it, it, it's, it's like vindictive, mean, awful shit. I can see why that kind of punishment to a short-thinking teenager might make him think like, oh, well, fuck. There's nothing good from me from here on out. It was a good 17 years... But the next 60-ish, yeah, 77, we'll say that. The next 60 will blow, so let's just kickstart this thing and try again. Um, I just don't like how the cops can do, like, the the BS threats of, like, you know, oh, this is uh, life-ruining. You're going to be in prison next to a kitty diddler. Like, you're, you're real fucked up now, and they can just say whatever they want. And to a kid, like, you believe them because you're taught to believe, like, you know, police, they can't lie to you really like they have to be honest like remember that stupid thing as a kid and you're like are you undercover as a cop i asked you mm. so you have to tell me if you're undercover. <laughs> it's like oh you caught me you know <laughs> but it's i don't know that that bothers me more than anything about it even though it's fucked up the punishment but like the whole you've ruined your life you you're done you're no college will accept you no women will love you you're a loser forever now like that's what a cop is there for at all yeah, cops like that should be fired. I think it, it, if this is half true, everyone in, in the position of authority should be fired. I want robo-cops. I, I think we should get rid of all the human beings we've got in control of authority over us and, and, and get a fleet of robot men that'll be infallible and all-powerful. Yeah, like Judge Dredd. That was a person, though. Uh, that was a well, a robot Judge Dredd. Which you is mean a robo-cop? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've come full circle. Yeah. Remember that RoboCop video that I showed you when you were at my house where he's just blowing the dicks off left and right? I saw that. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> so, so, they, they like, they, so there's this scene in RoboCop where he, he stops a rape. And the way he does it in the end is the, the guy takes the woman hostage. He's holding her in front of him. He's got a gun to her head. 
and he shoots between her legs through her dress and shoots him in the dick. And that was the end of the, the story. But these guys made an extended version <laughs> where, like, rapists come from everywhere. It's like, it's like there was a giant raping gang. And like you knocked over the anthill of rapists. <laughs> they yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're like crawling over fences. It was like that scene in the Matrix where he's like, more. And like all those Agent Smiths come. It was like that, but with rapists. And there's like random women around to be raped. And these guys have their dicks out. Like all of them have their dicks out. And they're like flopping dicks everywhere. And Robocop, you know, you, you know Robocop. He's like a, la he's like a, he's a machine, literally. So he's, he's an incredibly accurate. And he's got that three round burst, almost like machine gun pistol that he carries around. And by the end, middle of the video, he has one in each hand, and he's just doing that thing where he's spinning around, John Woo style. And it's just close-ups of dicks exploding <laughs> and, and just flying apart with blood packs and dick heads exploding and ball. And all the guys are holding their groins and on the ground crying. And then the, the master rapist, he comes out of nowhere, and his dick is enormous. He's got a giant cock, and he's like, go ahead, do it. And Robocop blows his dick off too. <laughs> and then he gets in his car and drives away. And that's the whole video. It, it's hilarious. The end of justice for Robocop. Not, yeah. you're coming uh, with me. Just Actually, at the, end, he, he, at, at the end, he suggests to the women that they uh, go to a rape counseling uh, center. Yeah. <laughs> and then he drives away. Uh, with all, you know, but he all just right. blew off like 50 dicks. It's great. <laughs> I've, a got a, I've got a topic. Yeah. So now I need to really fix all? the. Uh, the, the ah, I remember this. This is you an saw? easy one. Really? All right. So hold on a minute. I, I really got to fix everyone's screen. The the work's already been done for us. They they already lined them up in the correct order. You think? All right. So Merka. Merka just left. But I can still fix his camera. I don't know. I'm looking again because it's on my PC instead of my phone now. Um, one... Two. Oh. That's a hard one. Nah, I'm gonna. So mm. I can't even take a look yet. I will in just a second. Yeah, I'll wait for you to, to get yours up for them before I start. I haven't stacked ranked them. I didn't even think to stack rank them. I just thought to pick one. So uh, I'll do that next. So that's definitely five. That's definitely four. Mm. Okay, All right, fixed. So. Looking at the camera, nothing's cut off. All right. <clears throat> All right. No so way the are they the in the left, proper order. The two on the left, I feel like, can immediately be shifted to numbers four and five. The one on the far left is the worst looking. Uh, the, one, the one on the far left is the worst looking. The one just to the right of her is number four, in my opinion. Uh, like the fourth worst looking chick. So then it's determining numbers one, two, and three. So you've got the red bikini, the yellow bikini, and Miss America over there. Now, at first glance, I was like, I, I said, okay, red bikini. Uh, I, I said Miss America's number one, yellow bikini number two, and red bikini number three. But then I started looking at uh, red bikini's face, and she's really pretty. Although yellow bikini is really pretty, too, in kind of a different way. But then I looked at Miss America over there, and she's got kind of a... A hot thing going on too, and her hair looks really great. But I, I think like in the, the end, I'm gonna have to. She's my favorite. Who? The Miss America. Hmm. The in the end, I decided that red bikini is is the best looking one. I go with her as number one. So <sighs> Miss America 
is aging in her face already. Yes, that is the that's the problem. That's the only thing well, keeping her back. Well, also, I, I don't know that I like her boobs that much. I, I, <laughs> I assume they're bolt-ons, right? Those are fake. Miss America has fake boobs. Um, I don't see any of them that I would definitely say are real. I think they're all fake. Uh, well, I, I, maybe Miss America doesn't have as as the, the kind of work that the other ones do. I, they, well, it's it, and it, I think I think you're getting a really a view of like her middle cleavage, like like her mm-hmm. broad. I don't think her top fits her particularly well. Um, and the, the way the bottom bikini, doesn't fit under and stuff. It's you remove her top and it looks exactly the same, and that doesn't seem quite right. Well, so I looked at their lower bodies here to make my decision, and I felt like the only thing that keeps Yellow Bikini from being number one, because her face is perfect in its own way. Yep. Uh, Like, she has a particular look about her. She has a good jawline. Yeah. 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 Although I feel the same way about Red Bikini. Her face is perfect in its own particular way. I'll tell you, second from the left is pretty, too. I feel like she doesn't have the most flattering angle, and she's kind of off to the side, and I think that's hurting her rank a touch. But I think it is too. if you were to just have them walk around and stuff, I like her height. I, I think it, uh, I think the height is nice, actually. To, I'm sorry, Woody, but you need to scroll down and look at her feet real quick. <laughs> really? Oh. Yeah. Um, so She's wearing wedges. I'm having a hard time. all the other women. Okay, so. The, the oh, wait, one? maybe if I shrink it a touch. Oh, I'm just so hitting everybody plus. Everybody is, is either uh, the three on the right are all barefooted. The one on the far left is wearing flip flops, and the one that's the tallest is wearing lit. lit uh, I don't know what you call this wedges or something, but she's got like a good two and a half inches of lift on her. So got to discount that. I, I can't. Um, but you think she's too? Short? I can't show anything below their calves to the to the thing. My screen cap just it's more sixteen by nine. Oh yeah. maybe No, I, I don't think she's too short, but I don't think that we can use her height as a positive for her because it's not real. There I figured it out. Now they can see their feet. Um and you're so let me look I uh, I believe you're mostly right. I do think that she's taller, that that's not completely wedge. Um Everybody else is flat-footed, though. Yeah, the tallest one is probably the far left. But if I look at her compared to Pink, um, I'll call two, I'll call her two. This one uh, there. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I look at two compared to Pink, I think she's more than the more than the wedge. She's taller, but but she definitely isn't what I what I thought she was. Um, I would shit. disagree about that. I think she's she's about the same as Mrs. Pink in height. Um, but my decision came down to this. I looked at their, uh, their lower bodies. Uh, Miss America only drops out because of the aging in her face, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Now, Miss, the, the red bikini looks very fresh-faced. And her, her hips and her, uh, and her thighs are very shapely. So are her calves. And uh, the yellow bikini just can't say the same. She's a, she, she does, her, her legs aren't as nice. Her calves aren't as nice, from what I can see, but definitely her, her hips and her thighs. So red bikini's number one best looking. Yellow bikini is number two. Miss America is number three. It's a shame that number two, uh, the one wearing the shoes, took that particular angle because she. Yeah, dude, might- I think number two might be the best. I think her legs stack up just fine against anyone else in there. I think um, her her boobs stack up well against anyone in there. Is it weird that Pink's boobs 
have a big gap in between them. What are we to make of that? Yeah. Are she the only natural boobs in there? <laughs> what are we to make of this? <laughs> Maybe just the way your top fits. Not hold them to together. The top and the and you know the different tits. It, it's, I mean, look, yellow's tits are together because they're so goddamn big that they have no choice to. That's one thing. Like mm. I, yellow's tits are this big each. Like, it's hard <laughs> to tell. They're big, though. Yeah, you're right. Like, like look at the look at look at how far to the left they go, and then look they go to the, from the center of her chest to her bicep. Yeah, and that's okay? a human. That's big a silhouette. I, you know what? Yeah. It's it might be weird, but Yellow's uh, rib cage is pointing out, and I don't know. That just it's hot. It's like collarbones. Like yeah, it, it, like you don't I think agree. of it as a, like a super hot thing. Like oh yeah, you really want to see some ribs, but something about like yeah, her, they're all fit. Uh, like there's mm. none of them that that I think need to lose even a pound. Um, I think they're all really fit. Yeah. Um, it's the one on the left is clearly just not very pretty. Like something about her face. Uh, it, it's, it's a real turn off. She might um, do makeup the most poorly, but I also think she's just not very pretty. Number two. Nah, nah, it's, it's her lips and, yeah. and her face structure. It's her lips, her nose, her eyes, her forehead. It's her face. It's, it's her head. She's got a bad head. Uh, <laughs> she's got a bad head. What can I say? I, the rest isn't that great either. There's definitely an argument to be made for any of the other four, except for maybe Miss America. Really? Yeah. I, I would say the middle three... Are, all right, so now I've figured out my four and five. Five is far left. Four is Miss America. Now I have to stack rank the middle three. I like Miss America's tan line on her bikini. I think that's hot. Yes, I do like that. I also like that it has a little more pizzazz with the outfit, the only one that's not really bland. Mm. Um, I don't know. It, the, the, the red bikini is cut so low, and, and so is, they're all cut I stand by my numbers. I think red bikini's number one, yellow's number two, um, Miss America's number three, followed by uh, four and five. The there. girl with the shoes on and the girl with the bad head. <sighs> Sorry. So five is to me far left. Miss America is four, and then I look at the middle three, and it's funny because I'm trying to stack rank who's prettiest, and while they don't look like each other, they're all really pretty. In, yeah, in their own way. Yeah. yeah that's it's also like the mermaid effect, you know. Is that what it's called? Or like a, when you see a big group of women, the together, cheerleader you're effect. More like, the cheerleader effect. You're right. Yeah. You're more likely to think they're all more attractive than they are in a group. No, I, I think the one on the left is is. She's, she looks like she looks like a cheap like stripper or something. Like 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 there's a girl. That she she's just not attractive to me. I wouldn't fuck the one on the left. I wouldn't. I would uh, the others. I certainly would. But the one on the left, I would be kind of, like, like I wouldn't pursue that girl. She doesn't. She's too ugly. <laughs> But you would, given the opportunity, just, just well, for I a mean, if, quick bit of fun. I, I wouldn't put any effort into it. But and, if and she if was I, down. Well, I mean, if if, if, if a monkey was down, I'd risk, <laughs> SI, I'd risk catching SIV. To, to, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, um, I wouldn't pursue or, or, or date a girl who looked like the one on the left. The three but, middle are so perfect. I'm going to go to the next step. I think the one in the yellow might be the dirtiest. Sure, yeah. So that's like my it. top pick right there. And I think the one in the, let's see, of the other two, which one would be the prudiest? The most frigid, I guess that's the girl term. I don't think any of these girls are frigid. No. They, these, these, these are maybe girls Miss America. Got giant, these girls all went out and got giant breast implants. And, then, okay. and, and they, yeah, they go out and hang church. out in bikinis with their other giant titty friends. Like, I don't think there's any prudes here. These, these chicks are... Uh, 
God. No, no, I'm I, still going with yellow as my number one pick. Uh, her eyes are a little too smoky, but whatever. She's still really pretty, and that's a um, temporary thing. Plus, I don't think the w- number two is too smoky in the eye, and, and she might be more smoky. Oh, we got to fix the camera. Mm. Um, well, shit. For lack of a better... I, I guess I'll just decide now. Number five is far left. Number four is Miss America. Pink is my number three. Number two is my number two. And number one is in the yellow. Mm. That's what I'll go with. Yeah, it's I a tough one. Like- I like this because there, um, well, there was a subreddit, like, which would you choose or something like that. And it always seemed like there were clear answers. Yeah, I think you did a pretty good job with that, with your yeah, analysis I- of it. But <clears throat> I, mean, I, I mean, the America as low as you. I, I don't either, and I, I think we all know that the one on the left is just kind of the, she's the ugly chick of the crowd. It, 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 it definitely. But I feel like on a, a scale of one to ten, this is Woody's thing where I actually rate, like where they stack rank amongst the genuine population. Kyle, is your camera turned off? Um, it shouldn't be. Oh, mine is you've turned on the four as well. Hour but I can't yeah, see it's it. it's acting like you didn't press it. There it is. So hopefully you guys come back eventually. Can you see me? Uh. Nope, but I can see Kyle. He's just dark, and that'll fix itself. But anyway, yeah. back on topic. Um, all of these girls. The the far left one is hotter than 80% of the world. Yeah, yeah. but... I, I, she's an eight, and the others are all like nine and a halfs. But she's still... Like, like, I don't know. If I go to the strip club, the one on the left is the ugly stripper. Uh, I mean, she's just... she's No, always, there's if, always if I, some stripper no. who's not in shape or something. You're going to the wrong fucking strip club. The, I, I'm I, not going to many at all, really, or any. No, I don't no, know. But, I guess. Don't ever really go. Um, I don't like to go, but I've been a few times. I, uh, I went to one in uh, Cincinnati that had two floors, and the strip pole went into the second floor. So there were girls on the second floor who would come spinning down a pole really? up here from a hole in the ceiling. And, you know, they're spinning as they come down. And I just remember this giant plexiglass high heel shoe comes flying at our table and hits our drinks and everything. That was, that was a nice strip club. Huh. So like I like the one in the red a lot. Pole. Yeah, exactly. It was exactly like a fire pole. Um, I, 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 don't, I mean, I don't like the giant fake tits, to be honest. But I, I'm just going off of the faces, really. Because their bodies are all pretty much equal. I mean, more or less. Yeah, it's, it's hard just, to pick. The red ones, I feel like a little hippier than the other, but they're all good. You know, it might be easier to stack rank them if we had another picture from behind. Yes. Oh, well, see, that, I was inferring that the one <laughs> in the red had the a better. Yeah, the one in the red, I think, ha, has the better ass of them all. I, you know I who I like think has a really good ass? Uh, two in yellow. Does. Two America. in yellow. Yeah, Miss America probably does, too. That might that might know. raise your ranking. Your ratings would be totally different if it was a reverse photo. Mm. <laughs> Merck, I think your be, camera's that, that not turned chick on. Might have a great ass. There's no way of knowing. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we did that. Yeah. <laughs> I had seen that picture before. Dude, uh, I had another topic I wanted to do. I might even close the show. Yeah, we're pretty deep into it. But um, ah, uh, what the hell was I going to talk about next? There was the girls. I'm losing it. Um, I don't remember. Oh well, it's gone. Uh, Taylor, have you watched Narcos? Um, uh, not much. No. Did you, you watch the whole only episode yet? One episode. Yeah, I one watched episode. 
it's good. Yeah, I uh, I watched the first episode and I liked it a lot. I'm definitely gonna continue. Uh, I've always thought the story of Pablo Escobar was really cool. I saw this thing called Killing Pablo once, uh, which is all about how they, you know, went after him and hunted him down and it detailed, you know, just how wealthy and powerful the guy was. And it's 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 incredible the amount of power and wealth that he had in, in oh, yeah. Colombia. Just just the the billions of dollars and and just all the in cash. Yeah. Oh, he killed like 500 policemen. They said I think throughout his career. Um, it seemed like one. It seemed like one time. I, I I feel like his forces like invaded the Congress or something with tanks and went in and took a lot of them hostage. Like that. That's going to be a cool show. I'm looking forward to. I mean, it's you have to tell out. me how I know the order good it is. Two. I I've only watched about an hour of TV in the last two weeks. Now I don't think I'm lying. Uh, it it was Scandal, the TV show. And uh, I watched like half an hour of it, and then just recently I watched the second half of it. But mostly, <clears throat> um, it's a bunch of lawyers, except that they're not working like as lawyers anymore. They're like problem solvers now, or something like that. And they deal with like high government officials, and the the head one in particular is supposed to be some legend, like lawyer superhero. And uh, she ruined some person's life because some politician didn't want to be found out as gay. And uh, I would just basically after my, my opinion after one episode is this is cookie cutter Hollywood drivel, just absolute TV bullshit. It, it, you could make it NCIS law and order or whatever. And I was like, procedural drama, bullshit. procedural yeah. drama. It, I, you just know. Every hour is gonna like wrap up whatever little puzzle they introduced, and it's fuck it. I'm not it's watching always anymore. It's by the numbers, you know. It's 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 like uh, you know, you know what's coming. It, it's it's f so formulaic. Uh, that's why I can't stand most television. Like, like I, I really want to. I, I like shows where they surprise me, and and, and I, I don't see stuff coming. Um, I like Battlestar Galactica a lot. Did you ever watch that? That's really good. No, I've watched. Watch there's a lot of bad content for that too. That's like, like a lot of extra content after the fact. There, there's like a, a spinoff, the Razor thing, and then there's Caprica. I didn't care for any of that, but there's I feel four like I, I watched Caprica. I watched and I I, I liked it. Uh, Battlestar Galactica. It was really good. It was really the, good. It, I remember it, TV Guide called it the best show on television when it was have, at its height. Have um, you seen all of Firefly? Oh yeah. Well, there's only one season, and the and the movie. That's why I phrase it like that. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. Um, I love the movie. Sometimes I, I I haven't done it in a while, but I used to just take the movie and watch the closing scene, which is amazing. I like, I like Summer Glau. She's the uh, the messed up chick. Yeah. Um, one of a cool little thing from her. Why do I think her name like, is River? Because that's her character's name. Oh, you're you're going by the actress. Okay. Yeah. So Summer Glau used to be a uh, uh, ballet or something, and so she's incredibly flexible. So you see her at one point; she's doing that move where they're like up on the ceiling, like cramping themselves. Uh, uh, yeah. Above, uh, it yeah, it, so it allows her to. Oh, okay, I didn't know that in real life she did ballet, but yeah, she, the the character also did ballet, and um, it it's demonstrated in her badassery. It's really good, Firefly. I feel like Firefly she, uh, is not an internet secret. There was a, it's not, there was a Fox uh, series called the Sarah Connor Chronicles, which was like a prequel of the Terminator. Terminator. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't a prequel. It was kind of like, it was a new imagining. It was kind of like in the middle of the movies. And Sarah Connor was actually played by the same Lena Hed Hedy, I think, who plays uh, the evil queen in uh, Game of Thrones. Also 
King Leonidas' wife in the 300 movies. But she played Sarah Connor, did a really fucking good job at it. And uh, Summer Glau played the Terminator. And uh, together they were protecting a young teenager, adolescent John Connor, I don't recall. It's it's been 10 years, but it's a good show. And and it made me like Summer Glau because she's she's pretty fucking hot in her own way and she's really flexible. Do you guys have any shows that you like? like so much that like once a year once every two years you go back and watch the whole thing again i've seen every bit of the office uh four times now um i've seen every bit of trailer park boys three times now including the movies um i've seen all of seinfeld twice uh what else like once every 18 months i watch both band of brothers again that's really good that's not on netflix though is it no it's hbo yeah, it's on HBO and maybe Amazon Prime. Uh, it and the Pacific. The Pacific was not as good. Pacific was not as good. It was good, it was but a hard thing to compete with. It was still really good. Exactly. It, like on a scale of one to ten, it's like a seven or something. If the Pacific was the only one, no one would be talking about it. It was like, yeah, it was good. It was whatever. What was really good was um, oh, what's the one with the Baltimore drug dealers? I sing Hardwire, but I don't think that's it. Oh, um, the, the wire. wire, the wire, yeah, yeah, that was outstanding. The wire, yeah, you've heard great things. You haven't seen the wire? No. What did he? What, what does? Uh, what's what's the, the the gay black like uh, stick up man's name in that in that show? You know, he's got the scar across his face. He plays Omar. Chalky White in Boardwalk Empire. Omar. Omar. Yeah. Oh, Omar's the best. I Omar's didn't know he was gay. It's something that slipped yeah. my memory. <laughs> well, I mean, he's got like a gay lover the whole time, and then this yeah. happens to gay lover, and it's a big motivating factor for his character. Omar, in any case, so Omar, cool. badass. He, he walks around the the Baltimore projects with a fucking twelve gauge. Like, like he's not messing around. <laughs> he says he had this line. It's something like, "If you gonna hit the king, you better not miss." <laughs> it was like you gonna take a shot at me. You better kill me when you take it, or I'll fucking put you down. Is and that's how he is. Drug dealer. Drug deal. He's neither. He he robs drug dealers. Like he robs bad people. Like, like yeah, he, that's and everybody's his... scared of him. Like, yeah. like you don't fuck with this guy. Like he Dude, literally walks around. He only robs gauge. bad people. I don't he's know. Like yeah. a burglar version of Dexter. Like <laughs> he's yeah. a drug dealer. He's, he's like Peter him. Pan. No, um, Robin Hood is Robin what I was Hood, going for. Yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? It's um, uh, it's interesting when some people. Like, their toughness comes from their willingness to be tough. Uh, I, maybe it was Casino. I get some of those movies mixed up. Casino Yo, and... Well, no, it, Casino and Goodfellas happened at roughly the same times. And sometimes in my wow. head, I, I, I switch the scenes around. But um, bikers come into a bar and they mess with... They're, like, disrespectful inside a bar that's maintained or owned by the mob. Are you familiar with this scene? And uh, um, it's probably not either of those movies. But anyway... They're like fucking around and stuff, and the guy who owns the bar goes and he puts the deadbolt on the door, and then it falls silent. And uh, all these Italians come out with like baseball bats, and they just beat the fuck out of the biker gang. But the bikers are big, tall, maybe even semi chubby guys, and some of these Italians are like 300 pounds overweight. Right, like I just seen this movie. I don't know what this is. Really, it's the it's not Casino or Goodfellas. They're they're played by uh, that. I think it's some young people who were raised in a mob area and then become ah. monsters. Oh, uh, Knock Around Guys is Vin yeah. Diesel in it? I'm not sure if Vin Diesel is in it, but it might be Knock Around Guys. Anyway, really good they're film. The sons of mobsters. 
and, and they, they lose a bunch of money and they have to go to a podunk town and find the money. I don't that's think that's it. I think in this Doc case, De Niro is the father and he doesn't really want the kids to be into the mob, but it draws yeah. them in anyway. I, I, I bet I... It, the, the scene I thought you were going to go with when you said Casino or Goodfellas is when they're in that bar, uh, Pesci and De Niro, and they're just chatting and that one guy with his two girls is kind of a dick to, to De Niro. Got your shine box? Yeah. It's called <laughs> A Bronx Tale. The movie I'm thinking of is A Bronx Tale. And you haven't seen it? No. You are, you are both missing one of the great mob movies in, of, of you know cinema history. Anyway, in A Bronx Tale... They go, they lock the door, and they beat the hell out of him. And I don't know if it's at all true or not, but part of the narrative of, like, being tough is being willing to be tough. You know, like, I strike first, I strike hard, I use a wrench on your skull. And yep, Joe Pesci in every movie. Yeah, right? Yeah, Joe and, Pesci. And stabs the guy in the neck. Oh, what, what, do you hear that girl? You hear a girl here? Whatever, that big tough guy that was talking shit to my friend. Yep, dream kills him in the bar with that yeah man. meanwhile everyone in there could beat joe pesci in the octagon if they like squared off and said okay now we're doing you know punches and grappling only right but when he goes straight at you with the fucking big pen in the in the jugular it's a whole different fight and uh let's see what did kyle find here all right so this is a movie called knock around guys it's the one i described where these are these guys are the oh i know this one we'll watch it together it's great so i, I you're i sent you a time thing at you should, it should start at two minutes and 21 seconds in and just to lay it out there for everyone like i said these guys are the sons of mobsters they went to the small town to find their money they want to find the man in charge and make him find the money though that's their that's their goal here um Shit. Okay. Right. Ready, set, play. Hey, Dad, it's good. Where are you from? Brooklyn. Oh. <laughs> oh, great. These are nice guys here, Gordy. We were just dancing. Why don't you keep to yourself? I think Jim Carrey faced off with this bully once in a bathroom. <laughs> well, you were asking about me. You got my attention now, don't you? You run this place? Huh? You the man? You the guy I'd come to if I wanted to sort some things out? No, I'm Brucker. I'm the guy asking what the fuck you want. I am also the guy who decides if you and your friends walk the fuck out of here or not. Yeah, he'll do. Yeah, he'll do. <laughs> 500. 500 what, douchebag? <laughs> Suckle. Now we know the word. <laughs> 500 fights? That's the number I figured when I was a kid. 500 street fights and you can consider yourself a legitimate tough guy. You need them for experience. To develop leather skin. So I got started. Of course, along the way, you stop thinking about being tough and all that. It stops being the point. Get past the silliness of it all. But then... After... You realize that's what you are. I got no problem with you, all right? I'll tell you, you learn a lot of things on the way to 500. 
None more important than this. I didn't learn anything. Fucking sucker headbutt him in the nose. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> he's, he's not even interested in the show anymore. This audio is great. Everybody's kind of okay with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gives him a real ass whooping right here. Yeah. My cousin and I, when we watched this the first time, we, we were—that's what we kept saying. We were like, "That's a real ass whooping, right?" Like, <laughs> like, like he didn't. Like, it's not over yet, by the way. Like, like, <laughs> he won this fight a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> About a minute and a half ago. <laughs> I think he hands him over to his friend. Yep. <laughs> Not his friend's gonna hit him, he's just like, alright. This is the state you were asking for, right? Yeah, we gotta have an understanding. <laughs> he got like he knocked his hand aside. Before we walked in here, this was your town, right? Well, this is how you get it back. Something of ours went missing. Whoever took it, it's gotta be making it obvious. So I want you to find out who. When you do, you come meet me at the motel. While we're here, I actually, in the related videos, was the scene from the Bronx Tale that you were talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Oh, good, because I had found it too, but mine was too long. It was like seven minutes. Let's, let's do that. Now now's you can't leave. I'm queued up at zero. I really want to show this to you. I, I am too. Uh, All right. Are you guys ready? After yeah. this, I think you'll want to watch this movie. Taylor, are you ready? I, uh. It opened up in Internet Explorer, so I need five more seconds for the ad to go away. That's fine. Uh, that's why I ask. Yeah, I don't know how I missed this one. This is Joe All Pesci. Right, Are you ready? I mean, yeah, I want to watch this now. I've heard about uh, this movie so many times. All right. Uh, yeah. So you, it, the title is Brock's Tale, Now You Can't Leave? Mm-hmm. Ready, set, play. Use. <laughs> My father-in-law said use. When I was young, I didn't like it, and now that I'm old, I really do. Fellas, you're not dressed properly. He's gonna have to leave. Properly? That's it. We'll be on our way. Yeah, look oh shit! I'm sorry. Can we start over? My mouse yeah. has these numbers on the. Where are? Let's just start at zero. I'm at zero. Taylor. It's on the biker beatdown playlist. Yeah. All right. Ready, set, play. I actually hit like four, and it jumped ahead or something. Yeah. That guy's the boss. Fellas, you're not dressed properly. He's going to have to leave. Properly? What's wrong with the way we're dressed? What's up? This gentleman ain't dressed right. I asked him to leave. Is there a problem then? The problem is your man here says we're not properly dressed. Like our money ain't green. We just want a couple of beers. Two beers, that's it. That's it. We'll be on our way. We ain't looking for trouble. I spoke like a gentleman. Give me the beers. Go ahead. I appreciate it. No problem. All right. You didn't like that. Yeah, yeah. I like that he didn't like it. He's always teaching him. Oh, 
Well, that's a that's a mistake. Oh, that's what put it over the top. That was it. Or Bart. He didn't like that. Hey. Oh, you again, huh? That wasn't very nice. Now he's gotta leave. I'll tell you when the fuck we leave, alright? Get the fuck away. Go watch the bites, Late concern. Yeah. Wow, man. I almost can't leave. I now you can't leave. <laughs> All eight of them. Their faces dropped. All their courage and strength was drained right from their bodies. They had a reputation for breaking up bars. But they knew that instant they made a fatal mistake. This time they walked into the wrong bar. Look at that, they're old, they're fat, <laughs> but they're willing to be really violent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this isn't the first time I've beaten a man with a chair, boy. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that, I bet that would Listen be to the audio. I shall never love another. I thought he scalped that man at first. Yes, <laughs> Dear God! He's reaching for his toupee. The guy who the boss is teaching here, the young kid, he played uh, Brendan Falone in uh, Sopranos. That's a real beating. <laughs> Drag him the fuck out. Throw him on their bikes. I like how he just keeps ten guys with bats on retainer. They were in the back eating eating spaghetti or something. <laughs> now they beat their motorcycles. Yeah. And I feel like if I understand mob movies at all, a lot of this is so that everyone knows. Like on the we're making a show of this outside. Like I think if I I might be wrong. I thought they beat up the bikes more. The message was essential. Oh, he's not done. <laughs> he might have killed him right there. <laughs> right? <laughs> he, he's like, hang on, let me bash his brains in real quick before we go. The whole town jumps in. Like, yeah, there were some the street people there at the side. end who did some stomping. They're still stomping! They're still stomping! They're still stomping! Well, that was a real whooping. Like all those world star hip hop fights where the guy gets knocked <laughs> out and it's like 10 additional kicks to the back of the head. Uh, all right, I'm interested in that movie now. I'll check that out. Yeah, I'm going to check yeah, it out. Yeah, essentially. Although now I'm curious if you've actually ever seen Casinos or Goodfellas. Yeah. I've seen both, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I, can, I can even help you. A casino, I think, is the one where De Niro is the Jewish guy who's not fully a member of the mob. And Goodfellas is the other one just like it, but... With Ray Liotta playing... Uh, you know, yeah, 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 Ray Liotta. How much money do you need? Eh, this much money. Yeah, that's... I like that. That's, Goodfellas is uh, it's probably my favorite. Uh, Joe Pesci 
Joe Pesci has so he 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 stole the movie. I think like there's oh, a couple yeah. scenes there where he's just there's the what do you mean fuck funny how like I'm a like I'm a clown like I'm here to amuse you funny how he's like I don't know man the way you talk you funny guy funny how and it's like it's real intense and everything and then of course there's the scene where where's the one where he lets him off the hook is it the funny one or the other yeah, one that, that, the one I just described he's like ah! and everybody laughs and you know it was a big joke oh it was like thank God right yeah. Yeah, everybody like the one guy's just sweating. Like, like he doesn't know what's gonna. What, he thinks it's gonna be a gunfight right there at the bar. But then the other one at the, the shine box, where in the past this old school mobster's gotten out of jail. He's come back. But last time he saw Dan, um, um, what's his name? Fucking Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. He was a kid who shined shoes for a living, and he's like, yeah, I remember they called him Shine Shine Box, whatever, blah blah blah. Like, get your Shine Box, and he fucking comes unglued and just stomps the fuck out of him and then he stabs him with that knife and he's fucking now that caused trouble right that guy was like that that's what caused it all to fall apart in the end that's what that's what got yeah. him uh taken care of there <sighs> yeah good Should movies i i, I like mob movies i like i also i'd like some older mob movies like 20s shit you know the 70s stuff is good 20s would be interesting to me too um although i, I will say that before like 1950 when it was so the cadence was weird and no 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 i mean the in me set. the the set oh, in, in the there 20s. not made from the 20 yeah yeah the, boardwalk like, empire i i really really like boardwalk the I first should, three seasons uh or f first two seasons for sure and the def the first three are really good i feel like There's i want to say three is where i stopped watching after, it. yeah after three it drops off because the first three it seemed like a trilogy and then the last two seemed like well let's just keep making them and see how it goes <laughs> We're making so much goddamn money. But the first three with the Jimmy Darmody story and the yeah. whole thing with his mother and the coolest character, one of the coolest characters ever is uh, is the guy with the uh, with half a face. Uh, at, at one at one point. Uh, I didn't Steve like him. Yeah. Uh, Steve Buscemi asked him at one point. He's like, how many people have you killed? He's like, 63. <laughs> like, like immediately. Like normally movies, they'd be like, doesn't matter. Or say something like silly or something cold. He's like. 63 i've killed 63 <laughs> and he describes like he's he's like he's got the uh the german sniper's mask and it has these slits for eyes and he's keeping it with him and he's like I like to have it with me he's he's like i watched him for three days till he raised this up to scratch his nose i put a bullet right here <laughs> it's just, he's such a hard and then at the end of season three not i'm not gonna spoil too much but he goes john wick on those motherfuckers mm -hmm. he goes up in there like sniper rifle, shotgun, and two or three handguns, and he's using them all at the same time. He kills just, like ten people, rapid fire. It's yeah, it kills. I counted. I think it was nine. He killed like nine. It was great. I, I really enjoyed uh, him as a character. He was uh, Nucky in the first three seasons. Kind of goes in and out of power. Like there's more powerful people than him, than less powerful. He's hiding. He needs to form an alliance. And I thought that aspect of it was pretty cool. I can't yeah. tell you why that thing. I just kind of lost interest in it. Maybe because Game of Thrones was so much better. It's a true it story. To too much backstory, though. Where like when it got to be like young Nucky and how he got his upstart in the 1890s or whatever. It just I didn't yeah, care that I, much. Yeah, I, I lost it, it. Lost me there. I did like that they had this big story arc with how Nucky was the one who took the little girl to the Commodore to to originally get get raped and then. Her son's son is the one in the fifth episode who does the thing, and it, it was. 
I liked uh, how they wrapped it up. I suppose as a, as a series, as a, a series as a, as a whole, I guess it's. I, I really like it. But the first three seasons of that thing are really the best three. Um, the third season is is incredible. I, I love the way that thing finished up, and the characters were great. Uh, Steve Buscemi, I would have never thought could lead a show, but he did. Hmm. That snaggletooth motherfucker. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> so think, I think that Hollywood characters who were not great looking are really interesting. Like Ray yeah, Liotta, exactly. Steve Buscemi, mostly guys. Ugly women I don't really have much use for in Hollywood. <laughs> but uh, Who? She's funny. Who? I don't like that. Did you it's watch not that my movie? Style. Who is this? Melissa the, McCarthy. It's the. She's the wildly popular. Lady. Yes. Yeah. She, really, she's, really popular. She's she's wildly popular. Her movies do incredibly well. She's a, an overweight comedian comic. Oh, uh, I know. And I just don't care for her at all. I, I didn't uh, I did. think I was gonna like Spy, that comedy movie she made. Uh, yeah. With a couple of people were in there, but yeah, a couple of good she actors. Was really, really funny. Like uh, I, Jason Statham was in it as. You know his standard character. As Jason Statham. As Jason, yeah, he played Jason Statham perfectly to a T. I and liked her in Gilmore Girls. I drive well and I kick ass. I don't feel like I paid attention to her since Gilmore Girls. Right. I never watched Gilmore Girls. It's too right. young for it, but yeah. The, the 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 dialogue in Gilmore Girls was really snappy and witty and, and back and forth. It was um. It was rapid fire between the mother and the daughter, and that was the only thing I liked about it. Like I caught it occasionally because I had. But like, there was a lot friends. to that. Like that's a solid a reason. Yeah. Like uh, the only yeah. thing I liked about it was ninety percent of the show, right? Yeah, the <laughs> like, dialogue, the writing, like, and the acting. I I didn't like it in that set. Like I don't care about the mother and daughter and all everything they got like going the on. Overarching... I wish that, that were in a setting that I did like because they're just like I, I don't know how to describe it. It's rapid fire, witty dialogue. It was like Dawson's Creek, but better. Like, like Dawson's like Creek was fake, over the top, like fifteen-year-olds philosophizing and you know with all kinds of wisdom and such. Um, but Gilmore Girls was a, I don't know, it was better. It was a better. It was witty and believable and fun and, mm. and spontaneous feeling and energetic. It was nice. It, it had a lot of that show. That was its saving grace. Um, I'll go back to Battlestar Galactica again and say that that's right up there with most of the shows that we talk about that are our favorite shows. I'm uh, I'm rewatching Battlestar right now. I'm it, I, I just finished season two. There's two more seasons to go of the main thing. I really like that show, dude. It, there's it, there's a character in it. I don't know his name. He might be a doctor or something. He's a white guy. Might be balding. It's been a while since I watched it. But he goes back and forth as like good guy, bad guy. The XO. The the second in command. Mm-mm. I don't think so. I think he's he gets marginalized in terms of command to some extent. Shucks, he, he's like in love with the with the uh, cyborg. That's Gaius Baltar. He's got tons of hair, though. He's got the Does long, he? flowing black hair. Yeah, he's the Gaius Baltar. Yeah, guy. The uh, the balding character would be the XO. Uh, you know, the the uh, second in command of the Battlestar, and then you got Adama played by um, ah, I can't think of his fucking name. Almost Edward James. Almost. Um, and you got Starbuck. Uh, character are, is, are you doing an actor's name or a character's name? A little bit of both. Gaius Baltar. That's the character. Huh. Isn't Edward James almost? That's the guy with like the lumpy face. Very lumpy. Lots of pock marking going on. Um, that uh, guy was well casted. He's so good in that yeah. show. 
he there, he's got he's got a lot of emotional moments where he breaks down and cries. But it's but but you you feel it's so emotional. You're like yeah yeah that's a strong man crying right there. At one I point. He talks about the importance <laughs> of keeping the military different than the police. You know, if you use the, yeah. mili- the military, use the, use the police because the police go against the citizens, and, and then the citizens tend to become the enemy of the government if you have the military policing them. And yep. you're like, oh, that's so wise. It's like the military's one purpose to fight the enemy. The police are protect and serve when the two cross paths. And he goes into this whole thing. He's got this gravelly voice, and everything he says is very serious. Lee. <laughs> Lee, you've got to go on a strike mission right now. Like it's, it's always like that. It's just, he, he's very, he's not, he's rarely lighthearted, but uh, yeah. I like all the characters. I like that they, uh, so I don't know if you ever watched the original, they had the guy from Bonanza in it. It was real I, shit. I watched but it when I was a Star- kid, and the, the dumb so dog Starbuck, thing. Was the Starbuck, yeah, that was bad too, that robot dog. Um, Starbuck was a guy in, in that rendition of the show, the original. Mm-hmm. But this time around, they cast it as a blonde chick who's super hardcore. I really mm-hmm. like her. I really um, like her. It took me a little bit to get over it because Star War Star, help me Buck. with this. Star Buck was like the hunk of the show back in the day. It, the hunk of this show has got to be Lee Adama. That guy has has like Superman physique. His arms like there was one part where he gets shot in the chest, and for like I don't know a month or so, like he's down for the count with his chest when recovering. He was still doing his bicep curls the whole time. His arms are legitimately <laughs> this fucking big. They're like, like you can see each muscle to group in the, he's like a bodybuilder. Like, like, and he's constantly wearing like a wife, a black wife. What's Lee Adama's name? Is it Apollo? That's his call sign. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm going to need you to speak in character names. Cause I don't know actor names. Well, Lee Adama <laughs> is his, Lee Adama is his character's name. His, his, his fighter pilot call sign is Apollo though. I see. I only know him as a star, star, yeah, Battlestar Galactica. Star, Battlestar Galactica. Very, very, very good. I, it's, there's a lot of content there too, but it's outstanding. I can't think of anything I want to watch right now. I swear there's like nothing out there that is ripe for me to consume. Uh, I, I'm not excited about Narcos. There's there's just nothing. Give it an episode. It, it, it's, yeah, give it a try. Because uh, the guy who plays Pablo is pretty charismatic, and you all you kind of get it's got kind of like a Donnie Brasco feel to it because you kind of get like the point I, of view is from the DEA. I, I'm told it's like boring documentary style stuff. Not the first episode. So. Yeah, the first episode had some like flat, you know, they showed Reagan sitting there with Nancy and the just say no. They, they, they talk about the politics that were involved that like led that, that set the socioeconomic uh, climate in which he prospered and, and he and he became a cocaine uh, kingpin, whatever kingpin. So. So, yeah, there's some like they show some news stuff. They show some news reports and stuff. But for the most part, it's a really well-developed story with with good characters and good acting. You uh, get the guy. Fargo. Fargo's outstanding. Is there a you second the season show? yet? Yeah. Uh, they just started the second season. In real life? Uh, no, like it's up on if you go to like stream TV or whatever, you can find the first episode of the second season. It's oh, funny. I'm, dude, Fargo is good. I, I need to check Fargo out. I believe you. I saw like a, a 30 second piece of an episode the other day and it looked really powerful. It looked like looked, looked great. So, um, you know, No you Country for Old Men? Yeah. And uh, I forget the character's name who wields the silent shotgun and the bolt gun. Anton Chigar. Okay. Something about that character, right? He just kind of lives in a world with no rules, right? Now the haircut, but that's not the point of him. The point of him is that 
He seems to have a complete disregard for police and authority and whatever. He is just a man who does whatever the fuck he wants to do, has his own sort of code, and societal norms, everything mean nothing to him. Fargo has that too. Fargo has a character that just... Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. And and I, I am having a hard time verbalizing just like like he threatens a policeman and I don't want to ruin the scene, but there's a part where he threatens the policeman and afterwards you're like, Ooh, like you, I didn't expect that to pan out that way. Yeah. You can't really went in there. You can't confidence. threaten a cop and expect the cop to back down. Especially with a bowl cut. Like he has in that show. Dude, like, Fargo thing, is great. I need to watch that. I, I, I need to see season two. I wish I could binge watch it though. I, I like the movie. Movie's yeah, the excellent. movie was really good. The TV show might be better. Yeah, it mm. might. I don't know. I, I like William that. H. Macy in it a lot, but Martin Short does just as good in the TV show. Oh. Kind I, of I want to see this now. It sounds like it's got an all-star cast over there. Yeah. Billy Bob Thornton's in it, huh? Yeah, he's... Yeah, he's and I almost always hate him, but I love Fargo. Oh, he's strong. I yeah. know. <laughs> you like I, him. I like Billy Bob. He's a fucking performer, man. Come on. He, when he's that uh, he's that corrupt prison guard, fucking Halle Berry, and uh, that, was it Monster's Ball or something like that? You, you go all the way back to when he was a, when he was fat and Tombstone, and he's the one over there. Uh, uh, he's, the, he's, he's dealing cards, and uh, he, he, he's like... He, he's causing a big uh, scene and, and making a lot of trouble. Nobody will come in there and gamble. And Wyatt up, Earp goes over there and slaps him around. And he's like, skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. <laughs> it's great. It's gold. He, like, slaps him in the face. He's like, now, mister, I'm telling you right now. Pow! He, like, smacks him again. <laughs> you going to do something or just stand there and bleed, boy? And it's just like <laughs> he just tears him down. And of course, he runs off and gets a shotgun and shows back up. <laughs> and then Doc Holliday sees him and, 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 like, dresses him down again. And at the end of it, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot you were there. You may leave. <laughs> <laughs> he's great. Like, he's, he's got, it's almost a cameo role, but I, I loved him in Tombstone. And, and I really love him Sling Blade, man. Like, like after Sling oh, Blade, great. like, he's got, he's got cachet forever with Sling Blade, I feel like. like that's like a, I feel like he played a better mentally challenged man than, uh, for, than Tom Hanks did in Forrest Gump. Tom Hanks in Forrest Gump was kind of a comedy, right? Like, I don't know many retards that act like this and meet four presidents and become a millionaire and become a war hero. It's kind of a comedy. That's a, a really silly. good Forrest Gump. Thank you. And, <laughs> yeah, it's way better he, than Forrest Gump. Definitely. I, I and, need to watch Sling Blade. I'm not sure oh, I've seen it. So oh, so emotional. It'll tear Blade your heart out. Kaiser Blade. <laughs> wait, wait. It's something about a Kaiser Blade. Now I think I have seen it. I'm about to call it a sling blade. I call it a Kaiser blade. Mm-hmm. I love you, boy. 1996. I love, I love you too, well, Carl. Director, mm. Billy Bob Thornton. Screenplay, Billy Bob Thornton. Story by, took, Billy Bob Thornton. I took that little fella and put him in the shoebox. He's still moving around a little in there, but I put him in the hole and covered him over and <laughs> it's so sad man it's just i'm sitting there listening to him like tell this story to this boy and there are just tears welling and when he gets to when he gets to the final part where the boy's like i wouldn't have done that i'd have took care of my little brother and he'd have had a chance to have some fun and he's like i didn't know no better i'd done the best i could 
And then there's just silence for a minute, and the tears just <laughs> like pouring down. And the boy goes, I love you, Carl. And Carl doesn't know what to think about it for a minute. He just puts his arm around the little boy and goes, I love you too, boy. Oh, I just, I paused it and just went. <laughs> well, now I don't need to see it. Oh, God. oh that's, no, that's, not the that's, end. that's two minutes more. in the middle of the movie. It's so uh, fucking sad, man. Um, this sounds terrible. It's, it's a great oh, it's so sad. It's emotional, and, and it's, 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 it's so powerful. You can feel the, if there's an, when there's an awkward moment in that movie, you feel awkward. You, you're palpable. in it. it. It's palpable. When there's hmm. a, a, a funny moment that, that you, you know, when, uh, when Dwight Yoakam or whoever the fuck, is it is Dwight Yoakam or Randy Travis? It's Randy Travis, I think. Is, he's like, I want all the goddamn faggots and retards and cripples out of my house right now. Because there's, there's one of each in his house at the time. There's a guy in a wheelchair. There's Carl, who's retarded. And then there's his, his girlfriend's. John Ritter's playing a homosexual friend of his girlfriend. He's like, I want all the faggots and retards and cripples out of my goddamn house How'd John right Ritter now? die? I remember he's dead. He had a, he yeah, had a heart, heart attack, attack around yeah. 2004, I think. It was real sudden. He was, he was, yeah, he was in the middle of filming that show, uh, you know, Eight Simple Rules for filming my for dating my teenage daughter, not filming your teenage daughter. <laughs> and then uh, David Spade came in and took over for him and continued his run of uh, prime time uh, performance. That like, like we said last time is like ten or fifteen years or something like that. Yeah, it's a shame. I like John. So like, John Ritter was was always really good. I felt like in his roles, and, and he could like when he was playing the gay guy in Sling Blade, did a perfect job. Did you see that and, the movie he did with Belushi? Which one? Uh, I need to look it up. Ritter. I really liked him as the uh, the mall manager from Bad Santa. He's like he was f u. <laughs> what he said f u c k i n g her in the a double s. He's like he's like he told her that she wasn't gonna s h i t right for a month. <laughs> Real men. It was called with James Belushi and John Ritter, <laughs> and it was pretty good. I love it. He looks under the dressing room uh, door in the women's big and tall section, and he sees fucking Billy Bob's like calves behind a fat woman's calves, and you can tell he's like fucking her from behind. And he goes, and there, and she's moaning and stuff. He goes, "Yeah, you ain't gonna shit right for a month." <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't like that movie, but it's so dark and, and which movie? Oh, Bad Santa. Yeah, I love the dark, like oh, rancid heart that's inside Billy. Like Billy Bob's, uh, when he beats up those kids and, you know, the, the crazy raging alcoholism. I, I, I like Billy Bob a lot. That's, uh, I think he's one of my favorite actors, even though he's clearly a cuckoo. Remember when he had Angelina Jolie's blood around his neck in a vial? No. but You that, guys don't know about this. That's well, cuckoo. Yeah, well, they each had a vial of one another's blood in a vial that they wore around their neck. Um, huh. That's a thing. Yeah. Well... Lots of ways to show your love. Can I have a vial of your blood, Woody? Uh, yeah, I guess. I, I just like to keep it close. That's all. <laughs> all right. You ready? Call yeah. it a show. All right. Painkiller Already, episode 252. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I thought it was good this week. Yeah, check yeah. out our sponsors below. Woohoo!